Yo, yo, I'm Mac Daddy. And I'm Daddy Mac. And we aren't crisscross, but our dad and Eric will make you jump, jump. And if you haven't read this week's book, you may want to before listening. Because this is a spoiled podcast, alright? And all the other podcasts are making it really, really whack. I'm Captain Lou Albano talking to you about drugs. Kids, don't be afraid to say no. Anyone that asks you to use drugs is not your friend. Drugs can and will kill. Remember, don't be afraid to turn to your priest, your rabbi, your minister, your moms, your dads, your teachers, because drugs can kill. And if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. up in a quarter of the house family's got to be rough say your little sister sees you doing something wrong what's she gonna say Ooh, i'm gonna tell you welcome back to the ridiculous world of weird science where two chuckleheads do their damnest to bring you everything dc comics i'm your imagine X friend eric shea and i am poland's sweetheart jim warner and this is episode 48 of Weird Out Loud. Oh, Weird Out Loud, Eric. And I want to tell you, we're the official, unofficial podcast of the website, weirdsciencedccomics.blogspot.com. Correct? Yes, correct. I don't even think I said it right again. <laughs> weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm all over the place. Nice. All, you can also find us on Twitter at Weird Science DC. You can also email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, Eric. All We're right. also proud members proud. of the Comics Podcast Network. We are the front men of the Weird Science Get Fresh crew. Ooh. And officially now, Eric, it is official. I got the letter in the mail. Hardest working idiots in all of podcasting land. <laughs> yes, A land can. that I want to annex myself away from. Get the hell out. Let's go to Canada. Let's get out of podcasting land. Head up with that Matt in Calgary. He'll, they don't have podcasting in Canada? Uh, I, that's not podcast land. I don't know. I do hear a lot of podcasts with Canadian accents. So do I. I'm saying they're from Minnesota. Minnesota. And Minnesota doesn't have a lot of listeners uh, listening to this podcast. And I'm going to tell you, we are recording very, very late on December 5th. December 5th, Eric. And I'm going to tell you, do we have any commercials on this podcast? Absolutely no not. No commercials. We're not pushing audible.com. Not yet. You got me undies? You wearing those me undies? You know I am. You know I'm not. I don't no. wear undies. Ba-boo-ba-boo. And you know what? We only ask for one thing, to keep the shit-shattering podcast afloat. <laughs> There's only one thing that'll keep the shit-shattering afloat. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to download it and listen and or listen, I'll say. You know why, Eric? We would love to sell out, wouldn't we? Constantly. I know. You said today, I was talking to you, I get all mad at these other podcasts. <laughs> I listen to them. I'm like, God damn it, five minutes of commercials before they even start talking any comics. Holy moly. And you just said to me, I'd, I want to sell out. But I'll well, come on, you. I've been wanting to sell out for years. So I said to you, we're, we're setting ourselves up to never be able to sell out because of all this talk about, you know, all these people with their. But I'll tell you, when we do sell out, Eric, we'll just tell people. Well, the day we come on, we're like, listen, we're going to sell out, and I'll tell you, I want to quit the cardboard box factory right now. If, if I could have money to quit, i done, right? No, I like my job. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm saying, like, this is the lottery. All of a sudden, everybody who listens to us gives us a million dollars, which would give us about a million and a half. 
Yes. And uh, we would quit. And I said in my notes here, you would probably use all your money to buy Imaginex figures and open a very failed attempt at a comic book store. I'd also give some money to Full Moon to make some more Puppet Master flicks. No, Full Moon, a Puppet Master? Didn't you talk about that last week? Yeah, didn't I? Puppet Master. It was weird. I don't remember last week. Yeah, I don't either. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that there later, my friend. Uh, I'm talking about reviewing us. I'm thinking, what the hell am I talking about? I'm sure everybody's forgot I'll mention it again. Write and review. And I was talking about earlier, or earlier this week, I was talking to you about this. And I was looking at all these other podcasts that drive me nuts. Constantly. The ones that I'm like, oh, God, these guys and with their highfalutin ads and fancy talk. And they sound like they're on a freaking <laughs> radio program or something, like they're a morning zoo. Using uh, their three silver words. Yeah, what are they doing? And Bunch of rocket so surgeons. I go on, I look at our iTunes, and I'm looking at these others. And yes, there's a lot that have many, many more... Uh, podcasts than us. They have many uh, episodes, more yes. than us. But I'm looking at I'm looking at one that does not, but it has more reviews and more ratings than ours, and it, it drove me nuts because Eric, <laughs> uh, I take pride in our fan base. These these people Great are passionate. Pride. Where are they? But yeah, uh, we got three reviews this week on iTunes, and that's so awesome. So I want to send it out thanks to Ando four two zero four. The Fake Batman and Black Vulcan 69. They all rated and reviewed the podcast there. Five nice. stars. Five stars. But Five what, stars across the board. What got me, though, also, is I was looking at one of these podcasts, and I saw our name mentioned in a <laughs> review for them. And the guy or girl, I think it was a guy because he said me. Yeah. He said something along the lines. I, I didn't write it down. Uh, but he said that I'm glad that you're not crude like some other podcast. And then it said weird science in parentheses. What, which I remember it saying, though, is that I like your podcast. Uh, I also like weird science, but they're too crude for me to listen to it with my wife and toddler. That's still ridiculous. Who <laughs> listens to a podcast with their wife and toddler? That's a very personal experience. It is. It's private time. It's private time. But yeah, Eric, we're back from Thanksgiving break. We had a break? <laughs> you you need a back rub. A little you, bit. You want me to come over there? Give you a little back rub. You going to hold me? You're a little tense. A freaking you can do there. You can bite that pillow, my friend. Oh, my God. Uh, yes, but as you can tell probably because, boy, I am like I'm shot out of a cannon tonight, Eric. Can't even keep up with my fucking mouth. I'm going to curse all night and yell and scream, but I went to the doctor this week. Eric. I'm exhausted just listening to you. Yes, you know I went to the doctor this week, and uh, Reggie does as well because I've been bothering Reggie all week with a <laughs> lot of messages and stuff with all these crazy ideas. And I went to the doctor, Eric, and I was diagnosed as having adult Obesity. A- I had adult AG- ADHD. Oh. Obesity. You <laughs> son of a bitch. So I am actually officially on Adderall. Yes. Um, I'm hyped up right now. I'll even tell you, it's 11 at night. Usually I'm exhausted. I am ready to go run a marathon. Too, too much, man. Too much. And all I'm, well, I'm hoping that the Comics Podcast Network does not have random drug testing, Erica. We will be kicked out. I'm telling you, I take offense in that obesity comment because yep. I am losing weight, my friend. And I know that we don't like to lift the veil. I am not a big fat so. No, you are not. But I, I like am calling not. You and you know what I'm going to do right now? Since I'm on the Adderall, I'm losing weight. I have the scale here. I'm going to weigh myself, Eric. So wait a minute. Right. I'm going to go weigh myself. I got to take. I don't think I can reach. Here I go. What? I you got to get a step stool to get on it? Now, here we go. <laughs> you can't even hear me now. It says to be continued. <laughs> no, I am now. That's a lot for a to go through. You. Are you there? Yes, I Are am. Are you here, there, sir. Eric? Uh, I am officially 174. 
Nice. So as a, I don't think I've been that since junior high. As a six foot five man, I am trim. Actually, I want to lose about twenty more pounds. Actually, 40, you and me both. Forty. Wow, no, that's what I was yeah. pushing. Uh, you want to be I, the machinist? I do. I want to be the machinist. Now, I also want to tell you, Eric. I thought about this all week. Um, I am now diagnosed. I am now. I think I'm officially called special. Yes, I think that's the word that we have to use from I'm now on. I'm special, and now you you can't use any hate language anymore because I'm special. I will take much umbrage to that. Umbrage. Yes, I will be very upset. Very upset with you. I'm a special person, Eric. Can I, can I still use the word retard? No. Oh. Th- what are you? There you go. I, See, I I'm offended I words, now. I thought no, you, I'm I, offended. I use the word special. No, I'm offended, you moron. Ah, oh, shit. You, oh, didn't somebody say in a review that you were a fucktard? <laughs> was, yes. Wasn't that what it yes, was? Yes, I believe they did. Yeah, somebody used in one of their reviews. I, Aquaman. You, oh, it was Aquaman, yeah. You, you're a fucktard. See, I can say it. I'm special. Fucktard. Uh, yes. That's our word. Uh, yes, but you know what? We're going to get on with this podcast. I thought I, you were going to tell people that you're di- actually diagnosed as being a pinhead. A pinhead? Yeah. That's why, well, that's why I don't like to put my uh, picture up online. You always do. Boy, you can't get enough of that with that friggin' mug of yours. Yeah, I walk into the bathroom pretty, at the like 3.30 at the end of the, our work day. 3.30 is uh, Eric primping time. Well, I'm about to, I drive you home, so I'm yes. waiting for you. I don't know where you are. I go into the thing, you're blowing kisses at yourself in the mirror. Somebody's got it. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. But Eric, we are going to go on with this podcast because we're going into the news. Yeah. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> I tell you that I'm special, and you you play a quote a clip from the other sister. <laughs> Best comedy of all time. And I want to go and find my uncle right now and punch him in his fucking retarded face. Well, you got Take the energy that. for it now. Take that. Well, see, I'm I'm special. I can say that. That's our word, Aaron. Yes. I don't know why taking Adderall and being ADHD means I can say retard, but in my I'll world, go with it. in my world, you can. But we're going to start the news, Eric, with a little bit of talk. This is not necessarily news. I don't even know what I'm going to say about this. But the uh, on Twitter, King of Atlantis, which is the FND75, is his Twitter handle, asked me if we were going to review the trailer for Batman v Superman that came out this week. And you told him no, right? No, I told him we'd talk on the podcast because I can never say no. I could never say no to anything, Eric, including a Big Mac and a eight triple challenge. I wish you didn't say no. That would have been pretty cool. I was watching my weight, man. Yeah, you were watching. I was going to die. You would have died. That would be. Are you going to get back? You stopped eating sugar around that time. Yes, and and I got back back. eating. Do you think that at one point you can do the eight triple challenge? Not at this point. I would have to get. I'm telling you, I lost 20 pounds during that time. Yes, I'd have to did. get back to that. Your and ass like, found it. <laughs> I've never had an ass, and you know it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yes, but I told them that we would talk about it on the podcast. So the first bit of news is, hey, Eric, uh, they released a Batman v Superman. Trailer. Oh, did they? Yes, and I just in general, I'm, I don't want us to go bit by bit. Uh, <laughs> what? How were you? What struck you about the trailer? What What did you like or don't didn't like about it? I, I was just amazed at how m- I never thought that this movie was going to be able to pull off the Dark Knight Returns looking bad costume, and I love it. It's it's the best bad. It's the best that Batman has ever looked on film, and I love it so goddamn much. Yeah, I, I actually like that a lot too. I, and, it was a weird trailer, though. 
Yes. You know what I mean? But I did what I took from it before you go on is that it did have that Dark Knight look, mm-hmm. but at least it seemed comic booky. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially obviously with Doomsday at the end. Um, it really did. That that wouldn't be something that would have been in any Dark Knight movie. And I no, really absolutely like that. Not. Um again, the thing that struck me is that I really think that this vigilante in Gotham that Clark is talking to Bruce about Right. Is not is not Bruce Batman. I think it's Carrie Kelly. I think it's Jenna Malone. I told you that today. I yeah. think there's something else going on in Gotham when he talks. And that look that he gives him in that trailer was almost like the, you know, you're supposed to think it's like, oh, he's on, you know, the Batman's case. But I, I think there's something else going on. I think that this whole trailer had a lot of disjointed scenes that really were trying to make you think uh, different It's larger things. than life? Uh, different things, just like trying to get you to think weird shit. Like the parademons being in that nightmare scene? Yeah, the parademons scene? in the nightmare scene. The uh, When at one point Superman says, I think the line is, uh, he's like, why would you do that? Or he says it while after they're fighting. What have you done? Right. What have you done? That was Batman. No, no, that was Superman. You're right. Yeah, he's like, what have you done? And again, I don't even know that that is to Batman. You would think it would be. But well, I think, and honestly, I would think it would be to Lex, but like with your theory that Batman and Lex have come well, together to I'm try saying. to... Yes. I think that it is about him working with Lex. Uh, a, a lot of crazy things. I, I Lex think, went a little overboard with his plan. Yes, I think he did. I think that uh, my, my theory is that Bruce definitely... Uh, obviously knew Lex when they meet in the beginning of that. And he's like, oh, Bruce Wayne, you know, that looks to be the first time Lex actually meets Clark Kent. No, I I think he's seen him before. To me, he actually doesn't know who it is. He's like, oh, and and Clark Kent? I'm saying, though, he doesn't doesn't have like, hi, my name is Clark Kent on his No, no, but I think that they were there and then he was told to go over. And in fact, I think that it's spliced weird. But yeah, okay. I'm telling you, the way that the way that Lex seems to me, he has no idea who he is. Because I'm telling you, he even says, you know, like we said, he goes, "Hey, Bruce. Hey, Lex. You know, they look like they're together. Probably. Well, yeah, they were, they run in the same social circles. Yeah, and they were not. probably talking. You know, been talking about this problem with Superman. What can we do? And I think Batman again, like he always does, he wants something to be there in case something goes wrong, where Superman gets crazy and goes nuts, and. Uh, Lex takes that as meaning, let's make Doomsday. Hey, let's make a monster. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, I, I the big thing that people were yelling and screaming about that I saw was the the Lex. How Lex is just so over the top. Did you like him? No, I'm telling you, um, I don't know if it was on the site that Jody said something or somebody else said something, but that whole scene in the beginning where he's very eccentric, kind of, you know, uh, yeah. flamboyant to a degree. To me, like I, like I said, somebody must have said this before on the site or somewhere, but... I think that's his public persona. Yeah, I do too. I and actually he is, you know, just puts on this act to try oh, yeah. to please I think everybody. That that scene look at me, I'm unassuming yeah. Lex. Yeah, I think there's a scene where he's like, "Oh, hey," and then he just turns around, turns the corner, and he's like, "Let's go," you know, that he's like kick ass. But, but I don't the biggest, know. the biggest problem I had with it was the way the Doomsday looked. I, I'm telling you, I think I was on Movie Pilot the other day when they had a story about it. And they're talking how they think it might be like he's going to like get like more Doomsday-ish as the movie progresses. Yeah, yeah. And that was just his first form. But he looked like a troll from the like Lord of the Rings to me, yeah, or The Hobbit, did. I mean. But uh, And Wonder Woman was pretty awesome. I fucking love him. Uh, seeing the Trinity there at the end, yeah. is, that's the way you end in, that goddamn trailer. In the framework of the movie, when do you think that that scene happens? You think it's in the middle? I think it depends. I'm telling you, if that whole thing, if the phase of, like, of Doomsday is correct, then that's uh, like the... 
three-quarter of the way point. Okay. What's weird to me is that you have that no Aquaman yet. No. And I don't. that either means that there's going to be such a little Aquaman. Uh, uh, I don't expect a lot of Aquaman. I don't either, but do you think that he would be in this final battle? No. Okay, you think that he would just end? I, think this is, I really think this is going to be a Trinity movie where we'll if see If you would things. think that, then I would, I would assume in my mind then that Aquaman probably would only be dealing with Wonder Woman. Yes. I don't think that he that so and that makes sense. But, Especially yeah. with the story about her movie being released and how it's going to be this whole quest for her search for something that leads her to uh, Gotham Metropolis here. And uh, I I wrote a couple notes. I actually before we got on tonight, I was watching it again, and I thought it was funny that Clark has no idea who Bruce Wayne is yet. He's a reporter. Yeah, he is the and, worst. Uh, yeah, how did he get that job? That is fucking nonsense. He's a uh, hobo. He did not go to college. The, he's the, not becoming a reporter at the biggest newspaper the, ever. Yes. The thing that makes me laugh, though, as well, is they have Bruce. Now, again, it, it could be that they're trying to show that Bruce is just a, a pissed-off, miserable old man. But he's like, yeah, every time your hero saves a cat out of a tree, as Superman's saving a rocket. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a cat in the tree. But yeah, I think I, I, it was a weird way it was spliced. And again, it, it did get people all crazy about that uh, nightmare sequence and right. what was I'm t- this and, and what was that. And that's the thing, though. I just think it's a vision of the future, that whole nightmare uh, sequence. Well, uh, Jesse Abrams so. on, uh, on Twitter, it wasn't our, he was talking, we were having our little theories, and he thinks that's a vision that Wonder Woman has. Okay. And again, it just threw me off if that's a vision. Then again, if it's a vision, I guess a vision you can see anything. Exactly. And yeah, she could see Superman unmasking Batman. It's and parademons and yeah. fucking... Parademons with her makes sense. I really want to see more of this freaking, like, this brown-coated Batman. He yeah. just looks so goddamn yeah, badass. It almost so comes cool. off like Damien's Batman in the future, like in, uh, like, um, what was it, Batman's, or Detective, was it Detective Comics or Batman 666, where oh, Dave, yeah, we yeah. saw the future where Damien became Batman with, and instead of the cape, he has the trench coat. Yep. I really dig that look. You I like loved trench it. trench coats. What the hell? I grew up a trench coat. It's all formal coats for me. But oh, formal coats! Ooh, I was oh, a fancy you boy. Fancy guy. Ooh, I get the formal coat. I'm Eric Shake. Yeah, I like the trailer though, with the yeah, exception of uh, Doomsday. I just hope that it was not finished CGI and we get to see like him look more like the comic book character. Yeah, the only the only thing I don't mind the look as much. Uh, what I said to you is that he just doesn't seem to have weight to him when he's he slides. That's in a that problem. Scene That's a lot he, problem with a lot of CGI. Yeah, it though. just doesn't seem like it's fully part of the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, that it's not just, part of the world. There's no weight to him. He's skating through that movie. All right. Well, we're gonna move on there. Uh, what would you give it? We'll give it a review. What oh my if God. you give it a one out of ten? What would you give it? I'm not. I'm not giving a goddamn. I'm giving it a review. seven. You give it a seven. I refuse. A seven point nine. I'll tell you what I think about Plus the movie when it comes five. out. Are we going to review it when it comes out? Absolutely not. That's way I, too much work. I don't know how to review a movie. Here's the no. next thing. Now we're going to get to the uh, the real news, Eric. The real news starts now. Telltale Games will release a Batman game in 2016. Telltale Games, Eric. Telltale Games has announced an interactive episodic game series based on DC Comics' iconic Batman that is set to premiere in 2016. The official title for the Telltale series is yet to be revealed. The episodic game series will premiere digitally on home consoles, PC, Mac, and mobile devices. Specific 
platform details have yet to be announced. I'm having problems. And tell, here's the quote. It's going to be a fun podcast. Yes, here's the quote. At Telltale, we've been honored to bring our unique approach to interactive storytelling to some of the biggest entertainment franchises in the world. And we're excited to announce that we'll soon be exploring what it means to be Batman in an all-new series starting next year. And can you hear that? I, I hear this guy patting himself on the back. Said Kevin Bruner, co-founder and CEO of Telltale Games. This iteration of Batman will give fans a first-hand opportunity to dive deeper in the complex life and mind of Bruce Wayne, the duality of his own identity, and the struggle of responsibility in saving a city overcome with corruption and villainy. I, I've already Christ. lost track of what he's saying. I'm yeah. getting, uh, Telltale has established track record of creating award-winning content. This is still him patting himself on the back. Yeah. Oh, no, this is another guy patting himself on the back. <laughs> Telltale has established a track record of creating award-winning content for some of the best properties in the world, said David Haddad, president of Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. We look forward to working with the team as they deliver a new interactive way for fans and gamers to experience the rich narrative world of Batman. Purdue revealed on stage at the Game Awards 2015 in Los Angeles. The full announcement teaser trailer will be available for online viewing later this week. Here, shouldn't we know about this then? If it's later this week, no, nah, this was just this weekend, I believe. Oh, uh, really? It'll probably be, I don't know, maybe there was a trailer now. I thought that this was <laughs> probably news that uh, uh, dropped yesterday, maybe. So, I don't know. I'm saying, I am I'm not familiar at all with any of these games. You were telling mm. me a bit about them you earlier, you like and... The Walking Dead game by them. I don't know you if would I would have told you. I'm not a big fan. gamer anymore. Well, but. here's the weird. What I'll say with that I like them. They're obviously, uh, if you have played them, you know, they're very uh, story-centric. Right. They are almost, to me, like the uh, new wave of point-and-click adventure games. And I hated those. But made for a newer crowd. It's not uh, Leisure Suit Larry here. <laughs> It's, it's See, now you're good. talking about things I know. Yes, well, it's it's more of what, how I would explain it to you. Have you played any of them? Have you seen no. how they play? They're more of a... Uh, I played a bit of the... Because uh, you said Back to the Future earlier yeah, today. Yep. And, and I played a, like, Game of Thrones, one scene of that and had no idea what the hell I was doing. I believe that what, how I would explain them, they combine a point-and-click adventure with a real-time... Uh, what do they call that? The uh, Where you have to move the... you know, Muzzle? Move left or... Uh, oh, the, no, I know what you're the, saying. The real-time events, I yes. think, what they are. But that's kind of that. You know what? We're not a gaming podcast, Eric, so let's move on. Yeah. Because this next week, heck, yet. Whew, that'd be great. You're going to review uh, Arkham Knight? Eventually, so what, when I get to it. Three years old. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that later, though, Eric. That's a little sneak peek. Oh, really? Flash TV show casts Tar Pit. Yeah, Tar Pit, huh? Tar Pit. That villain that everybody was craving, Tar Pit? Tar Pit. I, I was walking downtown today, and I saw a guy, and he, he actually said to me, aren't you a guy on the Weird Science DC Comics podcast? I said, in fact, I am, sir. <laughs> and after I picked up my fucking tooth that he knocked out because he punched me in the face, this guy next to him said, hey, what do you think of Tar Pit? And I said, what the fuck did you call me? And then I punched him, and then I got arrested, Eric. I am now, I am recording this from the clink. Where am I? I'm sorry, I'm, I don't, uh, isn't this Adderall supposed to help me focus? I'm, I thought it was. <laughs> I'm all over the place. All right. Flash TV cast tar pit, Eric. Did, did oh. you ever hear that news? I, Comicbook.com I reported this week that Heroes Reborn actor. Heroes Reborn. You were watching that, correct? I am. Have I have, you, have you no idea who the actors are. Yeah, that's on it's, a break right now. It's. Oh, I was going to say, you haven't mentioned that to me. Um, actor Marco Grazzini will be appearing on an upcoming episode of The Flash as Joey Monteleone. I, I, Monteloni. 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 Names are hard, Tarpet. man. It's weird, though. Marco Grazzini. I don't, that doesn't sound Italian to me, Eric. 
Really? How could he, how could he play Joe? I'm going to call Joey Montale- Montaloni. He's Joey Pants to me now. Joey Pants. Joey Pants, a.k.a. Tar Pit. Tar Pit. Created by Jeff Johns and Scott Collins, the character was introduced in 2001. Small-time drug trafficker Joey Pants discovered in jail that he could project his astral self into the world to get in trouble. To get in trouble. At one mm-hmm. point, his spirit became trapped in an animated vat of tar. Oh. Leaving Joey to walk the earth with a body made of flaming, molten asphalt, while his physical form remained oh, in a coma at Iron Heights Prison. In the comics, he not only runs afoul of the Flash, but also Captain Cold. I would think Captain Cold would be very good against him. Yes. Uh, who is rumored to be appearing in the mid-season finale of the Flash before moving on to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. So do you think that in this episode, uh, Captain Cold teams up with the Flash to fight Tar Pit? Of course he does. Yes, he does. In the TV series, CW revealed to us that Tar Pit is a vengeful metahuman with the ability to transform into molten asphalt. This is like a redundant story. When he crosses paths with the Flash, Tar Pit uses his powers to gain a tactical advantage over the Scarlet Speedster, who finds the ground literally shifting beneath his feet. See, this is what we have for my Tar Pit. Tar now, Pit. Now, Joey Pants here. Joey Pants. He, he is a heavy smoker. Oh, is and one, he? <laughs> one day, getting uh, exposed to a radiated cigarette, he became Tar Pit. And a radiated cigarette. He's doing one of those new ones, those crazy Tar, tar Pit's going to be me in a couple years. Actually, That's what I'm going to be known by. It'd be great if it was. Uh, they found out that it was one of those e-cigarettes that turned him into Tar Pit. So then we also know that Tar Pit's also a douchebag, Eric. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Next story, Eric. You, well, first, you excited for Tar Pit? I could care less, really. I, you... I like the flashing up, but, you know, the monster of the week type of shit, villain of the week. Yeah. It is what it is. What would you give that new story, 1 to 10? Now, give <laughs> it to me. You. 1 I, to 10? I, I would give that, I'll give it to you. I would give that a 7. You oh, know, yeah? You need another back rub? You want me I to come would over like there? one. Yeah, you know I have magic fingers, they say me. Uh, actually, I have Roman fingers. Roman, hand. and Roman and hands and Russian <laughs> fingers. Get it right, fucko. Ah, uh, Yes. Number four on the list of news here. Paul Dini. Paul Dini. Paul Dini. Is going to Legendary us, Paul Dini. Paul Dini is going to give us a very personal Batman story, Eric. I don't want to laugh at this story. I know. Because it's <laughs> very, it is very personal, and it's, it's a tragedy. Tragedy. I told you we don't usually talk tragedies on this podcast. Uh, the whole podcast is no, a, sh- a tragedy. It's a shit-shattering <laughs> tragedy. Paul Dini, who has won several Emmy Awards for writing Batman the Animated Series, will be telling a different kind of Batman story as it recounts a personal trauma and the newly announced graphic novel, Dark Knight, a true Batman story. Jesus I'll tell you, I was reading this, and I saw Paul Dini, holy crap, and I'm yeah. reading this, and I'm thinking, as I got to this point, I was like, what the fuck is this going to be about? What? God damn it. So we get on with it. The day that Batman is mugged. Yeah, it is, yeah. The news comes from an exclusive interview with The Hollywood Reporter where Dini details a traumatic experience 20 years prior when he was mugged and left with several portions of his head and skull oh, shattered. Jesus Christ. Who mugged him? Midnighter? <laughs> the author plays the... Don't laugh, Eric. That's awful. I can't you help are it. awful. Race, jokes racist last week, and now you're just awful. You, you have a, Same racist every week. You are. Your soul is tar pit. The author plays the central role and details his struggles with recovery as the Cape Crusader and his gallery of villains play Greek chorus to his tragedy. I'm telling you, I hate comics with, like, real stories. Yeah. I shouldn't say that about this because he says, Here I'm writing these stories for an audience that loves this form in comics and animation, Dini told the reporter. But now I was saying to myself, 
I can't go on with this. I don't believe in it anymore. There is no hero for me. Where is my hero? Christ. He wasn't in that alley when he got mugged. Absolutely the answer not. is you have to be. You have to don't be. Don't go your down own. a goddamn alley. The answer is you have to be your own hero, Eric. Uh huh. You have to be your own hero. I am my own hero. You're my hero too. Yeah. I'm supposed to have my own hero. It's you. You're that's my awesome. hero, Eric. You are my hero. The 121-page graphic novel. Phew, that's a lot of pages. I don't <laughs> know that I could make it through there. Written by Dini and illustrated by Eduardo Russo will arrive on shelves in June 2016, published through DC's Vertigo imprint. That's crazy. That is weird. And uh, believe me, I'm, I'm not reviewing this. I'll be dead by then. Yes, we I'll all have my own little personal Batman I'll, story. I will have tried the A-Triple Challenge at that point, not being ready for it, and I'll be dead. Do you think so? That or I'll go down an alley and get mugged and killed. And then you'll, well, killed, then I guess you can't tell your story. I'll have to tell your story. Uh, I'll just tell it. I'll have a graphic <laughs> novel, Eric. Um, what would you give that uh, one out of ten? That new story. I'll kill you. To keep. I'd this probably up. give it a seven. Lori Petty joins the cast of Gotham. Is oh, the good. next deal. Lori Petty. Lori Petty. Lori Petty. Is that Tom Petty's daughter? Lori Petty. <laughs> she looks more like Tom Petty than somebody attractive. <laughs> Have you seen Tom Petty recently? She looks exactly like him. Oh my I God. Know who Lori Petty is the Fox drama has cast Lori Petty for a role in an upcoming episode. Reports Variety. Petty, who recently starred in Netflix, Orange is the New Black. Oh, God, she looked terrible in that. It's, oh, they had a picture of her. I got this off of Newsarama. Holy crap. I was like, who is this dude in yeah. this orange suit? It's a very handsome man right there. Whew. Orange is the New Black. It's said to now be playing a woman named Jerry. Blair. Blair. <laughs> the host it's not of Blair's a... cousin. <laughs> it's not Blair's cousin, Jerry? No. The hostess of an underground club that celebrates Moida. 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 But Joey Pants goes in that club. Moida. Petty's character will oh, reportedly God. be used by the young Bruce Wayne in order to assist him finding... Hopefully not to lose his virginity. God, he's his better parents than that. He like, goes in, hey, dude, over there, buddy. <laughs> can, can I see your boobs? <laughs> and she's like, I, I don't have any. Okay. <laughs> can I see your like, broke-ass face? Uh, hey, Richard Petty. <laughs> Petty is best known for roles in... Larry Petty. <laughs> Petty is best known for her roles in Point Break, A League of Her Own, or League of Their Own, as well as joining Netflix, Orange is the New Black. Comic book fans might remember her best, however. No, nobody remembers her best from this because it's terrible. Girl, God, in a 1995 damn. movie. She also voiced the DC villain Livewire in several animated series. I want, personally, I will tell you right now, I do like Lori Petty's voice. I know she did a great voice in the cartoon. I didn't even realize until you just said it. I'm like, yeah, that and that's and right I, on. I do. I like her voice. I hated Tank Girl. Everybody did. You think she looked good in Tank Girl? Because she looked a lot like Gwen Stefani in Tank Girl, and people think she's hot. So I would think that you're going to tell me that she was hot in Tank Girl, right? No. Okay. Uh, I will she tell still you had though, that broke ass face. Okay, broke ass face, huh? I'm going to tell you that a week ago, before this news came out, obviously I came into work and said to you, you know what? I saw Point Break on the t- on that television. On, on that the, television? On the boob tube, I call it, uh, this weekend. And you know what? It was always a joke that Lori Petty was like, shouldn't have been a love interest. She <laughs> was not that bad looking in that. She Bullshit. actually looked pretty good. I know, I'm telling you. Johnny, I watched that movie good. like three months ago. That is fucking nonsense. No. She did not. I'm like, Keanu Reeves, come on, man. You could do better. I know you're using her, but don't fall in love, brother. Here's the deal. You chucked this one to the curb after you call her at 3 a.m. If you were an FBI agent, Eric, and you were going undercover <laughs> on this to get the surfer gang, 
would you at least number one change your name? Would you have or, an assumed name? Would you and or, your, and it depends. Am I am I a college football star? Well, you are a college football star with the very uh, out there uh, name, easy to remember name as Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. You're never gonna forget that name. Would you go? Maybe you turn your name to Bobby Minnesota. Absolutely not, because everybody who watches college football remembers me because I was so great. Well, that's the problem is I think that movie all boils down to Keanu Reeves is a, a fucking goddamn he, – he's an attention whore, <laughs> and he can't – he didn't want to change his name. Uh, Gary Busey, I think, the whole time was probably yelling at him to do it. Uh, you know, these are missing scenes. Uh, also, you're there. You were a college football star, Johnny I Utah. Am. Everybody seems to know you. You're in the middle of trying to infiltrate a gang. They're playing football. Would you actually play football with them? Of course I would. Would you play the position that you actually could have been a pro if you didn't get hurt? I'm Johnny Utah. Of course that's I not would. Gonna, that's not going to point out any sort of craziness. Nobody's I want them to know I'm anything. Johnny Utah. Would you You know then, why, Jim? Because why the internet's not invented yet. That's Nobody right. has it. They can't it. do background but checks. You know, though, that they did, uh, what's his name, knew it right away. Freaking, of course he did. He's a big college football fan. Well, he, yeah. I would have maybe asked people, hey, you guys like college football around here on this beach? Was it Bodie or the other guy? It was Bodie. Okay. And uh, what happened is then also, would you be such a dick? Now, I know what you're going to say. And tackle <laughs> Bodie into the surf because, yes, I would have. I'm an alpha uh, male. I'm going for that position. You're an alpha male. That's right. Nonsense. All right. Here we go to the next story, Erica. Uh, what would you give that story? One oh, it's about point break. That was a 10 right Lori there. Petty, uh, no, one, one no, out no. Of, no, I've changed it. It's one out of five now. What would you okay. give it a one out of five scale? Five? Five out of five? Uh, for, for this story, uh, uh, zero. Uh, for point break talk, five. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure everybody else agrees. Eric. You know what? We're going to start another podcast. This is going to be about point break it's every week. point break. What would you call that podcast? Breaking point. I just call it point break. Point yeah, break fuck. the podcast. Actually, I'd be called uh, Johnny Utah. Fucking uh, the dead presidents. That would be a good one. That would be a good one. And we would also talk about that new movie coming out, right? Absolutely not. It's no. fucking nonsense. Would you talk about the movie that me and you talked about, the uh, sequel we wanted to write, Point Break, Surfing the Net? Yes, that'd be so good. <laughs> they should have made this back in 2002, yep, a little where nobody tech. knew anything about the internet That's yet, right. really. When any sort of internet was a screen that had crazy shit going, if you hacked, it was it a It looked game. like weird science. It was a game that you played. All right. Next story, Eric. A lot of stories tonight. WB Montreal working on two new games. This is really more interesting to me than the Telltale games or whatever the hell it's okay, called. Okay, before I talk to the, what would you give this preliminary uh, gut feeling? What do you think this will be in a 1 to 10? Jesus Christ, move on. Well, Rocksteady basically ended Batman's story in its Arkham series of games in Batman Arkham Knight. It seems the other Arkham developer isn't done with DC Comics just yet, Eric. I wouldn't be either. They're not done with them. Over at its official site, Warner Brothers Games Montreal has posted a job listing confirming that it's working on at least two new AAA projects based on DC Comics properties. Uh, here is what it says. We're a growing studio with two AAA projects in development focused on expanding the DC Comics universe in the interactive space, said Tom Franklin. I made that name up. <laughs> Well, that's the news, Eric. That is the news of the game. What do you, two games do you think they'll be? Are you still was, there? You, you still, went silent all of a sudden. You didn't I, I like he, that voice? I heard the voice. I'm like, you know what? I got nothing for this. Uh, um, I, will, I honestly just would like it to be a Green Arrow game. Okay. I know we talked before about there being a Superman game yeah, on gonna, the development. I'm going to mention that. You're, okay. You're stepping on my toes. My bad, my bad. Would you think one of them would be a Justice League game, though? 
I would stay away from that until you figure out, you make sure that these are actually hits and you, the, the engine works well. But maybe a flash. Engine works well. They're going to use that same goddamn Arkham Origins engine. They don't change shit. That's the problem I have with this series. And they just well, you, came I'm in saying, that well, last... If it was a Green Arrow game, give me the same engine. I don't give a shit. You, you but like, like a flash. Okay. It would have to be some kind of like bullet time type of nonsense. That's the problem. I think that a flash... I love the flash. I don't know that a game works well of just the flash. I don't know. I guess you could. Well, how you would do it is when he speeds up, it would just be that everybody slows down. Exactly. That's how I would do that effect. That'd be pretty cool. Would you do a Flash Arrow game? A no, team-up? Absolutely not. Would you do a Green Lantern game? No, because that's the problem with the Green Lantern games, because you have this fucking weapon that's true. where it is only limited by your imagination. Yeah, and but it's also, because yeah, the imagination. Game. And then you only have a set amount yeah, of boosts. set amount. Uh, then again, though, they could and it go gets nuts. They could sit there and think, hey, everybody loves that DLC. Everybody loves buying extra stuff, right, Eric? They love Fuck it. You. But you could have extra constructs and stuff. Um, I guess I actually was going to say to you, well, we'll talk about this about a Superman game. I don't know that a Wonder Woman game wouldn't be the one coming because they're going to have a movie coming up. She's in Batman v Superman. I, I think that might be. But um, if they played it like God of War, it'd be, it'd be but perfect. That, that's the problem. I was going to say that's kind of the generic way out, though. To have it a, uh, I'm saying that be half the game thing. like this whole like, God of War thing that moves us to the modern time or like the man's world, mm-hmm. and then just change up the whole thing right there out of nowhere. Okay. Well, I and did then all of a research. sudden you have the freaking Arkham Origins uh, engine. Um. I yeah. <laughs> I did. I did a little research, and in research, I actually mean that I forgot where I saw the story. Right. And I put WB Montreal uh, DC, and then I saw that there were stories in July. A lot of things hit in July. And in, in July of this past July, it was reported Jesus, that... Jesus, July. I, it was reported... I didn't want people to think July. What the fuck year? 1922? It was reported that concept art of both Superman and Brainiac by WB Games Montreal was leaked online. Uh, so they had actually concept art of Superman and Brainiac. And then a guy who probably got in a lot of trouble... A guy? Yeah, a guy. Kieran Turin, his name was. He's a 3D animator. And uh, this guy is probably just a guy who just wanted to mind his own goddamn business. He changed his LinkedIn page and mentioned on that that he he had experienced troubleshooting and repairing of the 3D facial rig for the upcoming Superman video game title for the studio game on audio. And so you're like, oh, this game on audio, that sounds nonsense. But then when you look into it. Uh, game on audio worked on the Arkham Knight Origins game, <laughs> so it really does. But yeah, I, th- I don't know that this guy is employed anymore anywhere. This is no. he really. We, I think we up. work with him at the cardboard box factory. He now. might. He, actually, he does. The, he, he didn't even get hired there. They were. Oh, they Jesus. didn't want trade secrets to get out there. They are worried uh, about that. Yes, they are. They're very worried about. He used that. to tell me all the time, "Don't you go to the bar and start talking." Yeah. Why the fuck would I talk? <laughs> Talk to people about fucking plastic. So Get the hell out of here. You're Cardboard. The, you're at the bar. <laughs> They're like, you know what? We need a new corrugation. You know what? Now that you mentioned that, we're working on this new uh, prototype. Hey, buddy. I mean, let me tell you about this little secret we got going on over here. <laughs> oh, so Why don't you buy me a drink and I'll tell you so about it. So much nonsense. Might suck you off in the back. Oh, geez. This is getting dark. I'll do All a lot right. for a drink back in the day. Yes, you would. The next bit of news is a sad bit of news. Carl Kershaw is graduating from Gotham Academy, Eric. Oh, yeah? You like that? That was was actually my own headline. Carl Kershaw graduates from Gotham Academy. Mm. On Wednesday, after the release of issue number 12 of Gotham Academy, series series artist Carl Kershaw tweeted this. Gotham Academy number 12 is my last issue as series artist. Thanks to everyone who's been reading and supporting it. Peace out, bitches. I don't think he said that last part. He did not. 
the other he did. Now, it's a weird thing because I... Kind of mad that he didn't now. That would be so good. Carl Kershaw is a respectable man. He does not talk crudely like that. Huh. Um, I'm telling you, the whole thing about this, the um, I looked into this as well because I've been doing research. Oh. And there's a Robin War cro- the Robin Moore crossover coming out this next week. Yes. Then after that, in January, starts a four-issue Gotham Academy yearbook story. So in my mind, I actually would have guessed that when we got the March solicits, Gotham Academy's canceled, the sales are really plummeting. Yeah. But it's at least going to last, what, January, February, March, April. Well, that's the thing. Before you get out of school, you always get the yearbook. Well, that's what. I, here's the weird thing about this. This is what, what I'm leading to. Is that that's very odd though that you would think that it would end with this and it's an anthology type thing. There's going to be a lot of people telling different little stories. So you'll have the yearbook where there's uh, maps and you'll have that written by one uh, writer, uh, art by some. That's uh, the creative teams on. So the they've ran out of ideas. What well, you're telling me. And you would think though, like you said, that would end the series, correct? Yeah, I would think so. Well, then why would he? He isn't going to be on this next. He is kind of, but. What I'm saying, I'm trying to get this in, in my <laughs> mind. There's no reason for him to announce that this was his last issue if they're going to cancel it after this anthology deal that's going to end it anyway. It's just well, he doesn't give like a shit. Not, he's just talking about his own personal the business. Problem is, Twitter, though, man. It seems, in the at least in the solicits, he's in these issues. Oh. Like, this is his last full well, You know issue. solicits it's are always very wrong. odd, but I, I put in my thing, it's just an odd deal. Uh, this Mingwei Helen Chen, I, I don't know how to really pronounce her name, Minjui Helen Chen, has been that backup <laughs> artist a bit on, on Gotham Academy right. that I don't really like. And What's her name? You like, uh, that is uh, Helen Chen. No, no, no. M. Helen Chen. Uh, Ming, M. Helen Chen. It's M-I-N-G-J-U-E. Mingju. Mingju. Mingju? Mingju Helen Chen. I don't, it sounds like three people heading off to the park. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I, I don't know why he would announce this if it was canceled. But it does seem like they would end it with, like, this thing. with this. That thing. makes total sense to me. Yeah. He wanted out there doing these last anthology stories to finish out a run for, like, the amount that they want to get done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to fill a gap for the months, whatever. He's going on to a new project, so he has time to work on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, again, the, the sales are going down. I have not personally read the book in a while. It was one of my favorites. I know. You were and, talking on and on about it. And then I gave it to Joel and goodbye. I, I don't have enough time. I have no time. All right. Last bit of news, Eric. I'm going to calm down a little. I, I'm All getting right. very ahead of myself in these things. I'm, I'm going a mile a minute. Getting rammy. <sighs> Take a breath. <sighs> Deep thoughts, Eric. Breathe it in, Bailey. Breathe Deep it in. Deep thoughts. Supergirl picked up for full season. Oh. But where is Flash crossover? <laughs> CBS on I don't Monday. know. Ooh. CBS on Monday ordered an additional seven episodes of Supergirl, bringing its season one total to 20 episodes. 20 episodes a full season, Eric? Do you think that's a full, full season? Well, although 22 is that's the technically two episodes shy of a traditional full season order, unless you're in England, two episodes, that's a fucking series. CBS is calling it a full-season pickup. Yeah, Sherlock, uh, every season is an hour and a half. Jesus, it's funny. They have like four episodes. They're on their seventh season. (laughs) Fucking makes no sense. Ah, yes, they are calling it a full season, Eric. I'm right. going to just call it that. I really don't. Why do you think they don't go to 22? It's so weird that they just didn't go that route. But, however, Eric, don't expect the Flash crossover that Bleeding Cool hinted at then revised, 
then retracted because it now seems very unlikely, possibly due to legal reasons. Honestly, I didn't see it working from the get-go because this is a world where Superman's been around. Flash and Arrow have never talked about a Superman, so it doesn't make sense. So what you're telling me is you don't like Bleeding Cool. Hmm, that's interesting. In an interview with Hollywood Reporter, Supergirl executive producer and weird science hater Andrew Kreisberg mentioned ah. the unlikelihood of a crossover between Supergirl and the CW's DC shows. There's always those late nights, delirious, semi-high on pizza, if you know what I mean, where we're like, you know what would be really cool if, said Kreisberg, but right now, there's Finish no... Finish that sentence, Kreisberg, fuck. But, but I think that when he talks, people tell him to shut the fuck up. But right now, there is no legitimate actual plan to bring the Flash's Cisco onto Supergirl or to bring Supergirl's win in the Legends of Tomorrow. Well, what the hell is that and shit? Like, what are we talking about here? Who, who the again, fuck asked for Cisco and, and Supergirl? Uh, that's the funniest thing, though. He's like, this is him saying that, yes, Cisco won't be there. You being coy, you son of a bitch. Somebody else will be on there. First of all, we don't even know if we could legally. Yeah, you know. Shut your... Really. You don't know legally. That's like the first they they have not looked into. You find this. out, motherfucker. Yeah, they they haven't looked. I'm sure there's it. people who were hired, and that's just their job. Yes, I know. And quite frankly, or frank quietly, Eric. Oh, Just Frank making Wiley. the Arrowverse, which is what we call Legends, Flash, and Arrow work, and then making Supergirl work, phew-wee, that's enough of a challenge without having to add a fourth player. Honestly, that last bit makes total sense. It's like us taking on a new project like video games. Yeah. Fuck that. This, there's enough going on for this. Or like uh, more than three reviews in a week. Yes. You know what I want to do right now? I want to strangle Andrew Kreisberg. Is that legal? Am I allowed to go seek him out and, and strangle him? I don't think him? you even know what's supposed to say that, really. What? I'm not allowed to say that is uh, hate. That's, that's hate threatening. Speech. It is. I'll be arrested, Eric. Yeah. I did tell. I'm already at the clink. I, I don't know. I just, I think that uh, if Blame I... Blame it on your specialness. I'd have to rely on some others who have listened to the other podcasts. I think that every time Andrew Kreisberg opens his mouth, it's some nonsense like this. This guy loves to talk. He loves to hear his fucking own voice with these things. He can't say, you know what? We looked into it legally. It does not look like it can happen. You know what? It'd be a lot of work, and we don't have time for this. There you we're, go. There we're is very the lazy thing. knuckleheads. So I don't, right now I don't know. Am I more mad at Andrew Kreisberg or am I, am I mad at Bleeding Cool? It's 50-50 in my mind. I think it is because, again, Eric, this, all, this proves that these sites with their nonsense, their hocus-pocus, <laughs> making up stories and nonsense, that they, uh, they're always, unless you're Latin reviewer, yes. Latino review, they can see the future, but nobody else sees into the future. So please stop pretending that you can, Eric. you uh, eric i am mumbo jimbo i am seer of all things i can see the future the past and everything in between you, you mean the present the, the present shut your mouth eric i see everything and i've come here to take over jim's body to tell you everything that will happen in the future of dc Ah uh, uh, uh. couldn't you have picked a better body Shut your mouth, Eric. I will tell your father. I see your father right there. Right, he's next to you, Eric. He is shaking his head. He is very disappointed, Eric. And I will tell you, I am Mumbo Jimbo. I know what goes on. And there is only one time ever, Eric, that I was wrong. No time except the Super Bowl 25 when Scott Norwood kicked wide right. Wide right, Eric, I tell you. 
Who would have thought uh, seen uh, that coming? Uh, do you want to hear of the future of the DC Comics, Alec? Well, yeah, of course. Well, I will tell you. The spirits tell me first that there has been many a meeting at the DC offices in the last week or so about what the company must do to get back on top. And it looks like it will involve a bunch of creative, te creative teams, I'm saying, swapping <laughs> books as well as new titles being announced in the next couple of weeks. Really? Weeks, Eric. That's big news. The stars point to Green Arrow. Wide right, huh? Flash. And even Batgirl. Holy shit. Mumbo Jumbo has spoken. Do you want to hear more, Eric? Of course I want to hear Do more. Do you want to hear more? Tell me the future. I, I am more more of a seer than the Latino Review. Have you ever heard of the Latino Review? Of course I have. Uh, uh, uh. They're the seer of seers. Uh, 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 uh. Also look for DC Comics to announce a handful of digital first titles, including both a Supergirl and a Legends of Tomorrow book, both based on their TV shows. Well, that just seems like a good idea, really. Mumbo Jimbo has spoken. And you right. know what else? I I have an added thing to this, Eric. After right. DC announces them, they will forget about them till they're released. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> I have spoken again. And the last one, Eric. Your dad has told me this. Oh, yeah, Daddy? Your dad has told me that, Eric, unlike your father, Mystic U is not dead. Oh. It is not dead, Eric. Look for the March solicits to include the Alyssa Quintney book as a miniseries starting in March. That sounds amazing. Did uh, my daddy? Uh, my, uh, my, my daddy told you that. Your daddy told me that, Eric. He said, "Stop playing with dolls, but don't get married. Don't ever get married, Eric, and especially don't have five kids and never take Adderall ever." Mumbo Jimbo has spoken. Whew. What? What the hell happened, Eric? I, I don't exactly know. I, I just think you shouldn't take Adderall anymore. Yeah. Let's, let's let's just move on and go I, to the mail. I, I feel like I, I really want to drink a 7-Up. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, Eric, That's cool and refreshing. We're going to move on. You know what I'd love? I'd love to hear some predictions of the future, but I guess we're not going to get to that today. Uh, we're going to move on to listener huh. mail. And you know what? There's only one way you can get on listener mail, Eric, and that is to send in an email. Yes. And our email address, again, is weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And I haven't mentioned in a while when you put your foot down and said only email because you said, oh, we got too much too much in this mail. We tripled it after you said that. But, yeah, I want to start this mail. Did you listen to last week's podcast? Did we no, I don't listen to this podcast. Okay. Well, last week what happened is you promised to do a Puppet Master segment. Remember that? You remember I, way back? I, I don't know if I promised per se. I think it was a promise. And it, I know that it killed you that you did not get to do it. It, it, I know, Eric, you had real-life problems that kept right. you from doing this. Yes. And what happened is, because you didn't listen, I didn't really tell you. I had to fill in, rambled on forever, says Reggie, with a <laughs> top five books list. But I begged everyone. We started, and I said, listen, I know we're, we were supposed to have a Puppet Master segment. And I don't know much of Puppet Master. You know right. that. Yeah. So I said to the people, listen. Don't get angry at Eric. The guy works very hard. He is, you know, the cornerstone of the podcast. Oh, my God. And what did please, you say to these people? This I is said, not true. Please do not judge him. Do not get angry. 
do not, please. And Eric, unfortunately, they did not listen to me. The people, you know, people when we talked to them I know about you, this, okay? Because they, that just does they, not sound like you at all. They were angry, Eric. They were angry at you. I, I beg you. I'm going to tell them now. You'll hear a couple. I'm going to go row. back and listen to last There's week. There's a couple in a row. No, don't do that. There's a couple in a row that I don't know why they got so angry, Eric. And the first one is Gail. And Gail says, Eric, you should be ashamed of yourself, you lazy slob. Gail. Okay. I, I didn't. I don't know why she would say that. The next one is. Gail. Why can't be like that? Sweet Lou says, for someone so into forcing Puppet Master on the masses, it's a shame you had to bail on the one segment you ever had to do. You are a lazy sack of shit. Sweet Lou said Sweet that? Lou said that. Sweet Lou. He's not so sweet. I don't know why you'd say that, Eric. Why would he say that? What the fuck did you say? I didn't say anything. I told him, listen, you have real-life problems. The guy, you know, your girlfriend didn't wake up. She was sleeping, and you couldn't record. I didn't actually say that, but that was the real-life problem, Eric. Plus, you were uh, tired. All right, the next one says, it's from, uh, well, I won't even say I'll say it at the end. Eric, I finally had come around and took back my iTunes report. But after seeing how lazy you are, I submitted it again in triplicate. Let's see how lazy you are when you get shut down. That's going to be so much laziness. That is from Not Glenn. Oh, okay. That's a pretty good one. And here's another one. Uh, Eric, I don't know why these people, they just have a lot of hate. Eric, (laughs) you truly suck. John. John? Okay, John. John John is in. And now we're going to, that's about all the hate, Eric. There were four people who hated your guts now. I don't know why. I, they I, just decided out of nowhere to throw some did. hate my way? They did. All they on their did. own, you're saying? Uh, yeah, all on their own. I don't know why they would do such a thing. In fact, all these people, I wrote back to them, and I said, why such hate? Please take it back. And they said, no, we're not taking anything back. You know Eric's a sensitive boy. You can't yes, say these things. He's very sensitive. His father is dead, I heard. <laughs> the next, okay. Well, we're going trans- <laughs> to transition from the hate here, uh, and we're going to go with Maddie D. Maddie D says, Eric, you're dead uh, to me. I was so okay. looking forward to your review of Puppet Master comics. I really enjoyed the Full Moon movies from the 90s. Sigh, such a lazy man. They were pretty sweet, weren't they, Matty D? I, I, yeah. I said to somebody on uh, Twitter this week that I didn't mind the first Puppet Master movie. Did I didn't you watch see it? it all. I saw some of it. Uh, maybe a scene. <laughs> is that one Blade? Shit. Is that one Blade's running across from under the bed? Um, from under the bed? Yeah, was it under the bed? I can't remember seeing where he's under the bed. I know in part two he jumped off a of bed and ran. Oh, Jesus. So it was two. I was thinking of the one scene I saw. Okay, well, Matt, Matty D, that's that's a little hate from Matty D. He says you're a lazy man, Eric. Well, I've, I say that every week. A lazy man. Well, he's going to continue because then he has a regular mail to me and you. Oh. Jim and Eric, another fun podcast. Would have been a five-star podcast if it had Eric's Puppet Master review. <laughs> really? He said two emails for this? Yep. Jim, Jim, great work carrying the workload. Thank you. <laughs> You are the Aerosmith of podcasts. You're awesome. That means we're terrible. In reference to Aerosmith being the hardest working band in rock and roll. Damn right. Here's the thing. Like a joke, if you have to tell me why they're called that, then they're not. So there. (laughs) They are not the hardest working band. That would be Nickelback because they're hard uh, dodging bottles and insults, Eric. Takes a lot of work. Have a great week, guys. Matty D. You like Nickelback? No, I do not. Yeah. We said that at one point they they just they flew too close to the sun, Eric. Yes, they did. <laughs> flew too close to the sun. There's weird times when uh, something along the lines, not even just bands, but something gets too big that really didn't deserve it. And I will go back to a band. I would say that is definitely Van Halen. No, and now I can't remember who I was going to say. Um, what's his name? That was uh, the Power of Love. Oh, freaking out. 
Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis in the news. They should not have gotten as big as they did, uh, though I love them. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, they flew too close to the sun as well. And the next email is from Marv Wolfman. Marv Wolfman. Marv Wolfman says, Dear Jim, as a regular listener to the show, I invited Tom DeFalco and Dan Jurgens around the Casa Wolfman to get messed up on Angel Dust while we waited for the new episode to be uploaded. My heroes, what are you doing? I know. I had spoken to them so often to the Falk of Eric Shea that Tom was literally and metaphorically tripping balls when the segue to Eric's Puppet Master feature was ad-libbed beautifully as ever by yourself. Five minutes later, I had Tom on the biggest come down whilst the jerk booted my lap, booted up my laptop for an up to the plate touchdown. You know what I'm going to do? What's I'm going to send uh, Dan Jurgens a tweet talking about Puppet Master, see what happens. <laughs> and then you'll be upset. Like, wait a minute. I thought that was a real email. <laughs> uh, Eric Shea, if I ever see you in Burbank, I will both literally and metaphorically rape you. But come on. That's not fair, Marv Wolfman. That's Yours what respectfully, Marv Wolfman. That's where they make the Puppet Masters. That is true. He's <laughs> waiting for you. I don't know why Marv Wolfman would do such a thing. All right. The next email. Thank you, Marv. Don't rate me, Marv. The next one is from J-Man. I want to say the subject line for J-Man's email is, Be sure and tell him Large Marge sent you. <laughs> All right. It says, What's up, Jim and Eric? What's, What's up? up? This week I read Green Lantern first and was a little underwhelmed. While I liked the idea of Hal coming home to see his family, it felt like nothing really happened. Because nothing did. I was expecting to see a sonar battle in this issue, or at least the start of one, and instead I got Hal getting a haircut, which now looks terrible with his 90s-style trench coat. And your trench coats. I always think of you in these Ormal trench coats. coat. And multi-pocket-clad jumpsuit. Ormal coat. And then going to the carnival with his family. Other than Hal using the Krona gauntlet to pick a lock and stop a Ferris wheel... And said people on Ferris wheel from falling, this could have been a non-superhero story involving a terrorist attack on American soil. That's not really a story that interests me and hits too close to home with what happened in Paris. Something happened in Paris? I have that I've heard. Uh, also, the parallax reveal at the end has me a little confused with respect to continuity. The parallax in this Green Lantern series has been an imposter because the real parallax should be stuck in War World from the events in the Sinestro series. Now... I don't think he's brought this up pretty well. I don't think we need to talk about Green Lantern now tonight. I knew you were going to say that. I was just drinking some <laughs> coffee there, and you said that. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the review, Jared, man? What's the score? On to other topics. Uh, but you said to me, what were you going to tell him about Parallax quick? Uh, I'm going to talk about it in the review. I'm not going to oh, do it right are here. You're going to make yeah. J Man wait. Yeah. Make him Listen wait, to the whole huh? podcast, brother. Jesus Christ. On to other topics like Robbins. I haven't been reading We Are Robin, but after reading... Why isn't he reading We Are Robin? That's one yeah, of Yeah, you're favorites. missing out, brother. I actually said I did this top five list, Eric. I know you didn't listen to it. After I told everybody not to be mean to you, mm-hmm. I did a top five list of comics that I'm enjoying right now in D.C. And I didn't put We Are Robin. And I actually was upset. Maybe I should have done a top six and made it 30 minutes long. And then I'm sure after that you went back to telling people not to hate on me. Yes, I did. I probably ended with like something like, hey... Uh, Say a prayer to my men, Eric. But after reading Robin Wars number one, it seems like the DC writers and editorial came up with this child vigilante gang concept to, one, kill off a lot of characters that nobody cares about to create impact. Is that yes or no? Give me a yes or no. No. Okay. Two, show how ridiculous the Robin concept is when the Robin in question is a child. Aren't all the Robins in question a child? Yes. Three, celebrate the 75th anniversary of Robin by showing us that as much as Batman needs a Robin, Robin and Gotham need the real goddamn Batman, Eric. I agree with that. Also, in the Robin Wars fight between Damien and Robo Gorbat, 
How does Damien <laughs> survive being knocked back with enough force to be knocked out a window and then break an electrical pole? I can see Damien survive going through the window, but unless he has some in- compact impact resisting airbags between his body armor and his person, I think that's what it is. He would have at least not gotten up to finish the fight. With all that said, I still think I enjoy the Robin crossover event, everything but the Gotham Academy and Red Hood and Arsenal tie-ins. It's like I like everything except every tie-in there. I'm saying though, how do you not like that? You these haven't come out yet. You don't know if you like them or not. I already say Gotham Academy is a bunch of nonsense. And of it, course, it is. that's going to be where Ryko is like, you know, forced into that title just to fucking make the story work. Really, I, I, yeah, Ryko in there to fight zombies. I don't know where I get that uh, prediction. Like, that's the worst when they say that in this issue and it, it's editor. See Gotham Academy 13 that isn't out yet. I will not do that, editor. Batman don't tell and me Ryko, what to hey, do. they don't lead my life. Batman and Robin Eternal was another case of not much happening. Dick and Harbor did absolutely nothing. We don't got to talk nothing. about shit tonight. The flashback didn't really add anything other than Mother knowing Batman's secret identity. Ooh, spoiler. And Tim, Jason, and Bane simply bannered back and forth. You can argue that Tim and Jason eventually Bane infiltrated the island and the dumbass church hidden in plain sight, but they did it so effortlessly that it didn't seem like there was ever any real threat. Preach it, brother. This Oops. makes me want to remove Batman and Robin Eternal from my pull list if this is what I can expect Don't from do future it. issues. I said uh, a lot of people told me they're doing that. It shocked me. Most people. It's will only stick... 26 issues. Come and on, the, guys. The other thing is most people will stick it out because of these, you know, imp- I guess it's an important book. But, yeah, I, I know a lot of people didn't like Batman Eternal uh, personally, and not a lot of people said to me, hey, I'm dropping this. They, they're, oh, I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Maybe that's why they stuck with Eternal. They don't want any more of this nonsense. And, uh, they got a sour taste yeah, in their yeah, mouth still. Yeah, just like when you came over last night, my man. Ooh. I don't know why Harley Quinn is Pineapples. popular enough to get a monthly book. Actually, asparagus. A bi-monthly yeah. book, a mini-series, and several one-shots a year. They do have a lot of Harley <laughs> books. It's uh, going very thin, like me on this Adderall air. And I think that it's a bunch of nonsense. Other than being batshit crazy, she has no superpowers and no organized combat training. If you're going to put her out there, make her the butt of a she-gets-her-ass-handed-to-her-and-dies-at-the-end-of-every-issue joke, kind of like Kenny on South Park. And you said to me, I was reading like, this to you. What, and you it's said, like 20 years ago. Yeah, and so is every joke in Harley, so it Agreed. goes right in. I'm not buying any Harley books because she says crazy shit and has boobies, Eric. Boobies. Boobies go a long way. Boobies do go a long way. Despite DC creators. I, you you want to hear how boobies go a long way? Uh, my buddy, Brett... When we were uh, younger fellas, he bought every Shania Twain uh, album <laughs> and hated country music, didn't like any of her songs, and I could, I still don't understand that to this day. Because she was hot, and yeah, he's a fucking great big that? dummy. He's yeah, a well, dummy. What do you and, want? Again, and I, I was going to say maybe the internet. By her was music, internet maybe she'll year. sleep with me. Yeah, I don't know. So stupid. Despite DC creators and editorial throwing this crap on us, I still have high hopes for the Poison Ivy miniseries coming out next year, and that makes one of you, because I am not looking forward to that. No, yeah. Hey, Jim, here's where he gets on me. Hey, Jim, I'm still waiting for that review of the paybacks. Hey, Eric, you should queue up the Large Marge Horror Story sound clip from Pee-wee's Big Adventure told by Large Marge herself. And when they finally pulled the driver's body from the twisted, burning wreck, it looked like this. (laughs) (laughs) You you couldn't just have Large Marge sent... You, you didn't even have that in your clip. Nope. You were awful. But Dude, again, I am, now, I'm sorry. This was almost like a three-minute clip. I yeah, freaking edited yeah, it down. You know what he wanted? He wanted you to edit Large Marge sent you. How about I this? I wanted I, that. He it wanted, made me laugh over and over again. Be sure to tell him. 
Large Marge sent you. That's all oh, I understand. And I, I saw don't know that. Why I watched is this. Now Large Marge. I watched this, and it made me laugh so much. I'm using this. He ain't gonna kiss you, Pee Wee. He's gonna kill you, Pee Wee. He, he's spitting out fire and shit and lightning. Pee Wee, he stole your bicycle. <laughs> it was Francis. It was Francis all along, Pee Wee. And and you're you're dodging him. Why don't you go to Siberia, you son of a bitch? Keep up the good work and don't <laughs> cry over the debacle that is the 76ers. Yeah. Nobody watches basketball. Uh, yeah, my son, Rafe, is big on the— This year he decides to love basketball and the Sixers can't win a game to save their lives. <laughs> they, they did beat the Lakers the other day. All right, and that is signed, J-Man from Santa Barbara. Thank you, J-Man. Thank you, J-Man. All right, this next one came in a little later. I didn't know until I checked my notes or my phone and saw, oh, my God, Alex M. sent us one. And then when I look, it was like 6.30. I was just, I went dark then. Hey, Jim and Eric, really enjoying the site and podcast. You guys have been killing it on the reviews recently. So much so that we think that Jim had a little bit of a breakdown with his recent midnighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to let you know that I noticed you guys are getting very close to hitting the uh, seminal episode uh, in not too long. And, uh, of course, we all know that's episode 52. Yes. Episode 52. I don't know if you have any plans, but it's been more than six months since the new 52 has ended. No longer do we have that fancy logo on the cover. For this episode, meaning our number 52, I would love to hear some of your top fives from the new 52. It's not a bad like, idea. say, top five series, top five villain moments, top five no senti stories, Eric. Oh, I'll, be, I'll be mentioning her later. And it's weird. I actually thought you were going to pish posh this uh, because it meant more work. And But no, actually, you, you are a hardworking man. You would yes, never do that. But yeah, I would actually like to have a couple things uh, talking about like a 52. I, I like the new 52. People still, I loved it. People still bash it, but boy, we wouldn't have this podcast or site, this shit-shattering podcast and site without it, Eric. Also, I wanted to pass some Marvel codes on for Marvel's Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is Marvel's attempt to have their own creature commandos, something that I think Eric has been wanting. Eric. Yeah. Kind of. I'd read it, um, but anyway, I'm not calling check out, them out. If you like, then, I'll keep sending the Marvel codes. I like Eric. That's I awesome. love free stuff. Sure do. By the way, nobody reviewed issue number two of the Marvel's Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. Isn't that weird? That is very weird. Yeah. I looked at the Marvel. After I got this, I went out to come around up to see, and they... I don't know how many issues of Marvel came out this week, but they definitely have like a top-loaded review thing where like they have a, an issue that has like 38 reviews and then nothing else. It's very odd. Uh, and of course, I'm not even on there. But yeah, I don't think that uh, the Howling Commando still hasn't gone. But yeah, they have a bunch in the 19s, stuff like that. Totally awesome Hulk number one came out, Eric. Don't know why I'm talking totally Marvel. Totally awesome Hulk. Totally awesome Hulk. Lost and, Boys of Marvel Podcast. Yes, and he did send us codes. He sent us each a code, Eric. And we will use those codes. And I yes, thank you will. so much, Alex. And if anybody else wants to send free stuff, uh, Go, go to it. Send Eric some Imaginex. I don't Jim know. wants a sandwich. I do, uh, that'd be great. Send me a sandwich in the mail. I heard a story <laughs> once. My dad told me when he was in the Air Force, he went to uh, Germany. Right. And he, one of my dad's favorite things is to eat, Eric, or was. He's was. Dead. He is dead. 
Um, Surprised he didn't die at the China buffet. He probably did. They probably didn't tell me because it was embarrassing. He probably was (laughs) at there. He was eating some uh, freaking General Tso's chicken. He shit his pants. He shit his pants. And somehow, like, fell over and knocked over, like, three ladies. They were stuck under him and all covered in shit. <laughs> all covered in shit while three guys took pictures and, and made a website. Um, but uh, what he told me was at one point when he's in Germany, he was talking to my grandmother, his mom, and said, hey, like, she's like, oh, what do you miss? And he's like, you know what I really miss besides that sweet poontang in, in Hapro? <laughs> I, I miss soft pretzels. I miss a soft pretzel. So my stupid-ass grandmother decides she's going to send him soft pretzels. The, the weird thing is, though, she's sending him. And now, again, this is probably, I would guess, around the mid-60s. I was going to say, like, 1964. Probably, probably, like, 64, 65. Uh, the Beatles had just hit the American shores, Eric, and set a trend called Beatlemania. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah, my dad, my mom, or my grandmother's going to send these pretzels, but my grandmother, as everybody on that side of the family is, is either cheap or retarded. <laughs> she was cheap. So she sent it like the worst mail. She sent it by, like, boat. And it got there, and my dad said it showed up, and they were green, and it's just the worst thing, and that's the story. And of how, everybody got sick. And that's the story of how my dad ended up eating a green pretzel. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, but yeah, I love free shit. That's like when I was a kid, though. Um, I remember I I was making a sundae, right? If I an ice cream sundae, and we had a like a tub of Cool Whip, and I opened that bitch up, Uh and there was a patch of green on top. Okay. And this freaked me the fuck out. I went and told my mother, and I guess we were really poor back then. And she says to me, "Eat around the green." Eat around the green, my my son. Um, when you get a, if you had a full loaf of bread. And one piece of bread had a um, piece of mold on it. Right. Would you throw that bread away and eat the rest? Yes. Because somebody in my lifetime told me that if one piece of bread has it, the rest have it microscopically and you'd get uh, deathly, deathly ill. Who told you that? I don't know. but I And I don't listen to them, but it does scare me every time. And I think Well, dude, I, I'm still alive and I'm still eating fucking not moldy bread that might be surrounded by other moldy bread. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you're, still, you're probably, it's like penicillin. Yeah. Uh, my dad also told me once that he was also stationed in France one time. And you know why the French always hate the Americans, Eric? Why is that? Because we fuck their women. That's what he told me. I'm telling you, I was six. <laughs> he told me the story. Thanks a lot, Dan. All right. I love you, Dan. <laughs> now, and the next email is from did, Paul. Did you point up right there? <laughs> yes, I did. Actually, <laughs> I patted the, the chest. And now I'm pouring out one for my homie. Uh, Paul, subject line for this is, fuck Glenn, fuck the Eagles, fuck Scott Snyder, fuck Dan DiDio, fuck Brian Hitch, and fuck Midnighter. Paul says, awesome show as always. I recently deleted Facebook, so I'm glad the Twitter page is up and running, Eric. Twitter pages get more active. I'm I'm making it a little more active place for people to hang out. So again, if you want to go Weird Science DC, you want to talk to me, send me some notes, I'm in. Might be like 3 in the morning, I'm up, going at it. Oh, Stop yes. taking that Adderall. I got to. I got. I have to. I. I. If anybody, I should. I might have a thing at the beginning where I say, "Listen, if your podcast player can play things slower, <laughs> go at like half speed, and then I'll. I'll sound normal." But yeah, I. Uh, he deleted his Facebook. So did I. 
I would say that Paul deleted Facebook because he just didn't like seeing people talk about what they eat for breakfast. No, uh, no. Facebook is all about trying to get uh, get everybody's goat with their politics. Yeah. And just, like saying racist shit. And honestly, if it wasn't for the weird science account on my Facebook, yeah. I would get rid of mine as well. It's fucking I do not. Sense. I do not have a Facebook page. So you, you fill me in. And I do not have a Facebook page. Because if I did, my wife would slit my throat, actually, because people, if anybody talks to me, she gets mad at me. Between she, the shit and from if she Paris listens, if and she all that listens, other shit, I don't want to see Facebook ever again. You don't think, oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about me. Oh, no, no. Ah, uh, yes. To those complaining about the show not mentioning current events, Eric. Oh. Watch the damn news, jackass. Or Facebook. This is a comic book podcast that shows like this that keep me sane at my cardboard box factory. You love it when people mention their cardboard box factory. I do. Makes you feel good. I can't believe I actually heard an episode without my favorite line from Jim. Come up and see me some time, big boy. There you go. That's one. That's free. Next one cost you. Followed (laughs) by Eric sounded disgusted. Yeah. And where is Lisa, Eric? Lisa, you know what happens? Lisa, um, it hurts my throat a lot. So I try to, you know what else? What do you mean? She's not a real person? I'm glad that I never will have to do a pseudo Jamaican who laughs a lot because boy, that kills my throat, Eric. I bet it would. Yeah. And that guy probably would tell the future. Followed by Eric. I was expecting a fresh perspective from the only lady on the podcast. Maybe she can review Prez on the next show, meaning this one. And I'm not doing Prez, Paul. Shave that beard, you son of a bitch. It's not November. Paul is a very, he's a very bearded fellow. He stopped shaving November 2013. <laughs> who, who, who did I tell you that Paul looks exactly like? I don't know. You say a lot of things. My, my brother. He is the spitting, That's right. You didn't, yeah. He is the spitting image of my brother. And, and Paul, I hate my brother. So to, for me to actually like you tells you how much I like you. There you go. And that one's free too. Come up and see me some time, oh, Paul. On to the man. books. It's funny that the best books DC is publishing right now all involve kids. I don't know where Paul's going with this. Lois <laughs> and Clark, American Alien, Legend of Wonder Woman, Batman. But no, Legend of Wonder Woman. He said, and, and well, Legend of Wonder Woman, I'm telling you, the cutest Wonder Woman you'll ever see. In my opinion, these books are heads, head and shoulders above all the rest. I'm glad to be reading a great Superman book, and Dan Jurgens is one of my all-time favorites. I wish this wasn't ongoing, and that throws us off. I think that we heard this the we heard that it was a 12 issue uh limited series i'd call that and yeah i i don't know i have no uh, idea. i think that somebody said this before and we're really uh everything to me is all bets are off if, if this book sells better than it is i hope that word of mouth does sell a little i'm just more. saying prez is coming back so anything can happen yeah really yeah really Whew, how do you know Prez coming back? Some Jamaican Italian? I dropped, he, uh, Paul's going to tell us what he dropped, and I, I think this is very uh, close to everybody. I dropped Midnighter, JLA, and Batman and Robin Eternal because they have been pissing me off each, more each month, and as Batman and Robin Eternal would be every week. Yeah. I'm telling you, more people are dropping this Batman and Robin Eternal than I, I would have imagined. Uh, stop dragging your ass, DC, and drop Midnighter. Think Midnighter's going to be canceled next solicit? Of course I do. I do not. I don't. I, 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 I can't even say I hope it does. It's a guy who's. It's his job. But I just. I don't like it. I have a little theory of when it gets dropped. That well, when a person out. doesn't do their job well, they should be fired. Really? Yeah. You're gonna say that, are like if somebody didn't show up for their fucking goddamn segment, and then the other guy has to get on and badmouth them and tell. Oh wait. Whoa, a whoa, what? That didn't happen. Uh, he also wants them to drop JLA. That's getting dropped. 
Totally. There is no way. Maybe you can publish a book with Cullen Bunn and Steve Orlando about a group of stereotypical heroes and villains with bad dialogue and some ass slapping. Ass slapping. Paul is not a gay man, Eric. Yes. But he says, if I was a gay man, I'd write Dan Didio a stronger worded letter about how Midnighter is a dirty man whore who gives gay superheroes a bad name and a bad comic. Hopefully, the I, last. I don't think you need to be a gay man for that, really. Yeah, really. We could all send it to him. Hopefully, the last issue will reveal this was just a book that Midnighter wrote one night while waiting for Apollo to get back home from a long mission like the final episode of Roseanne. No. <laughs> you didn't like that final episode, did you? No, I did not. And oh, it's very sad. It makes yeah. me cry every time. And now every time I think of something like that, it's always the autistic kid staring at the snow globe yeah. at St. Elsewhere's. Uh, when, when you found out Dan had died, right? Dan had died the, at the end of the previous... When he had his heart attack. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even know he had a heart attack. Huh. Roseanne talk. Ah, uh, yes, yes. You do like the snow globe. That yeah, is pretty that. good. Uh, what One of those... Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not even going to tell you what my favorite was. Keep up the great work on the most shit-shattering comics podcast. That's going to become a thing now, isn't it? Shit-shattering. Yes, Paul from San Antonio. Thank you, All Paul. Right. The next one. We have a lot of mail. Brandon Brandon says he's got a bone to pick, Eric. Oh, goody. Dear my Santa-hating eagle fan friends. And Come on, I man. I told you. I wrote it on this. That, uh, that freaking throwing the snowballs at Santa happened in 1968. Every, I I thought it happened in the 70s or early 80s. No, 68. Get over Get it. Get over it already. Get Come on. Get over it. Eric, I need you to do us all a favor and stop Jim now. Do all right, not Jim, allow stop. him to hit the evil bong from the <laughs> Twitter photo this week prior to reading and reviewing Batman and Robin Eternal anymore. I mean, sweet barking cheese. Jim, are you aware you gave the issue a three? Yes, yes, I am. For record-keeping purposes, that's lower than Eric's Batman 44 review. Jim, really, a three. We don't mention that anymore. Yes, which may still be higher than your career goal total from the so-called hockey you used to play. Oh, so mad when I got that. <laughs> uh, but a three is not a good score for a comic of such good caliber. For a second nonsense, well, for a second nonsense comparison, just for the hell of it, that three is almost tripled by the score you gave Action Comics this week. Now, Action is the best of the four Superman stories going so far, but that's like picking a seat in a car Stinky Jamie is driving. The ride <laughs> is still going to suck regardless. You're not getting away from that odor. Anyway, as you can tell, I like it very much. Yes, we argued all week. My points were made in your comments section and on your Twitter about what I liked and that you didn't, so I've decided I can forgive you for being a constipated fudge sock this week after our civil discussion. Civil What's a fudge sock? No, no. Sounds delicious. I only read Robin War and Extraordinary X-Men, or I only read Robin War and Extraordinary X-Men this week for new stuff since I saved my brain from this continued Superman nonsense. And as I catch up on We Are Robin, now I'm going to call him out right now, Eric, because if he did not read Action Comics, he doesn't know how great it was. I did like Robin War. Thanks, thanks, Eric, for not letting the balloon not Jim's dirty opinions near it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it as much as you. There's no. little, There's a little hint. I wish they would let us know exactly who was in the Court of Owls, though, at this point. I don't know. That That's a mystery. That has to be a mystery. No, I'm saying you don't need to know anybody who's in it. I get lost with what their current standing and strength in numbers is after fighting Batman the first time and losing so many talents. But overall, I'm pumped for this event. Curious question, since so many Robin War issues come out this week, are they going to be numbered to read in a certain order in any uh, certain way? And yes, I believe that it does spell it out that it, the next issue to read is Grayson, correct? I believe so. Yeah. so I, I don't know the order offhand, but um, I believe it's in the book. And here, this is where you have to watch out because a uh, Gotham Academy and Red Hood... They're not. They're not going to be mentioned because they are definitely side stories. They're not part of this main uh, storyline. Uh, I mean, there's like four books to work through. 
well, I know where to start otherwise, kind of dawning, sorting that all out. I hope they don't Superman this thing. <laughs> and, I, yeah, like I said, if you get a Gotham Academy or a Red Hood, that's going to be such an innocuous, innocuous story that it's not going to be very important. So you could read it anyway. It's very important to me. Well, not the Gotham Academy, but yeah, Red Hood Arsenal. Well, that's what's good about it. You don't have to read Gotham. Well, Academy. the thing is, I will for this because I've been, Do you think I've you been will? really, I am, because I've been okay. really looking forward to this Robin War. Yeah, I know. Well, I'll be listening uh, during Monday morning overtime at the old box factory eh. with what I'm sure will be a hangover for the record books after I attend this week's Bills game. It's awesome. After what the football new gods have done to the poor Browns and Lions this last week. <laughs> Lions. Manship's a Lion fan. Oh, my God, they got screwed. This uh, last week, frankly, I'm scared. I foresee a soul-sucking loss to the Texans, led by Brian Horner, of all people, mostly because I'm sure J.J. Watt will thoroughly abuse our offensive line and promptly take all their mothers and girlfriends out on dates simultaneously. <laughs> I hate J.J. Watt. I, know I really do. do. I hate him. I mean, this team hasn't made the playoffs since I was a junior in high school, and I'm now 33 with a child. I was going to say, I remember when they did too. Yeah. Jim's dad hated him for a smaller amount of time than that. But thanks to McCoy, thanks for McCoy at least, he'll be worth the price of admission. You jerk. We I'll be 33 to... next week. Yeah, you will. Are you going to show up for the podcast? We're going to have a little birthday celebration for you. Are we now? Yeah, it's going to be that a celebration. Keep... No, I'm not doing it. I'm taking off that week. No, no, you're not. Keep stealing our brain cells, Brandon, at bmur, B-M-U-R, 3660. Uh, yeah, I am not looking forward to the Eagles game this week. They are playing the Patriots. I'm not looking Patriots. forward to any goddamn Patriots, I think everybody is injured. They might have actually dug up my dad to play, and they will still kill the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Uh, since they lost last week. Boy, Brady does not like to lose, Eric. He does not like to lose, and he is a sexy man. And as we've seen, the Eagles don't mind. Uh, yeah, that is true. That's actually their biggest problem. I heard a lot of people saying, like, oh, it's the culture of the team now. They don't have a leader. I actually think that it's just because of that. When something bad happens, it's not like the, oh, here we go again. It's the, huh? Eh, who cares? It's like me when I give a three. It's like after Dan did his first first segment, then he mailed in the rest. He mailed it in, and we let him go. We didn't Mm -hmm. have a leader on this podcast. We let Dan cough as a segment. Good times. All right, the last mail is not a mail. It's Manship. He sent me a note, said he could not email. He's so upset. He was at a paintball birthday party for his son, for his son's birthday. All right. <laughs> he didn't tell me anything else. He just was playing paintball with his son. He could I didn't know people mail. still played paintball. They do, and I was going to say, listen, go to the bathroom quick and freaking shoot out an email, you son of a bitch. Get one in the chamber. Yeah, one in the chamber. Yeah, really, you always have one in the chamber. That's my secret. All right, but we're going to move on. <laughs> we're going to move on to Reggie's recklessness. Hey, actually, he not. I don't want to badmouth him. He sent it early, and I actually listened to it. That's a new thing. Yes. Uh, we were at work today because, you know, it's Saturday and we have to work. And, good times. Uh, yeah, real good times. And he sent it, and basically this is coming down to Reggie telling you that uh, comic books are a drug and the comic book uh, companies are drug dealers, Eric. Well, I need to have my vices. Yes, we do. Smoke it up, my friends. Smoke it up. All right, we're going to go to Reggie, and then we'll be back with the books. Hello, my fellow comics enthusiasts, and welcome to Reggie's Recklessness, 
I'm your host, Reggie Rucka. Something no outsider to comics can fully comprehend is the comic book industry and its retail model. No other product is sold in the same way, either at boutique shops or specific online sources where the product is non-returnable and incentivized with unsustainable orders. And then there's a whole digital comics model that threatens to undermine the relationship between comics publishers and retailers, who are often in a tenuous financial position. As with every aspect of making comics, it's something you've really got to love in order to do, because any economist would tell you that the business model of comic book publishing is ludicrous. To know about the industry is a funny side effect of comics enthusiasm. I suppose, in a way, it's not a lot different than stock speculation or hardcore sports fandom, Yet in those instances, many of the transactions are public and the business more transparent. When analyzing comic books, we go by units shipped, not sold, and we know nothing of digital sales. We base assumptions on rumors and hearsay, or the occasional tell-all rant by some disgruntled creator on social media. I'm guilty of making conjectures as well. It all seems to come part and parcel with the world of online comics, which includes solicits, reviews, and previews. There is nothing ethically wrong with fantasizing about the state of the comics industry, but one has to wonder why we're inclined to do so. I'm certainly not concerned with the state of Wrigley's when I buy a pack of chewing gum, or the condition of Ronald McDonald when I purchase a Big Mac. I assume he's doing fine. He's a corporate mascot clown. One of the rubs about comics enthusiasm that sets it apart from other retail purchases is its addictiveness. Let's just call it for what it is. Reading and collecting comic books is addictive. Comics publishers know this and play directly to that weakness with variants and retreading familiar storylines. When comic books are good and you're enjoying the regular installments, it can be a lot of fun. And despite tweaking a sort of obsessive nerve in those of us predisposed to be comics fans, as addictions go, it's not that bad. There are certainly worse things we could be doing with our money than consuming the monthly adventures of the Martian Manhunter or whatever. We could be purchasing one of those aforementioned Big Macs, for instance. It is when our perception of comic books changes, or the comic books change in a way that disturbs us, that corporate scrutiny begins. Surely there must be a greedy, business-driven reason for killing our beloved character, or having someone new assume a hero's mantle. We begin to acknowledge that producing and consuming comic books is a kind of churn, a constant rolling of comic after comic after comic, where the familiar is comforting, even if it is less than satisfying to read. Comic book fandom must be one of the only ones that recognizes the fact that comic books are essentially a ruse to do people out of their lunch money, and yet those same people purchase, read, and collect them on a regular basis. I'm looking at the man in the mirror, and I'm at once proud and embarrassed to say that I own every issue of the daring adventures of Supergirl. For Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com podcast, I'm Reggie Rucka, and this has been Reggie's Recklessness. You can contact me on Twitter at Reggie Reggie or in care of this podcast. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. I'm your mama, I'm your daddy, I'm that nigga in the alley. I'm your doctor, when in need, want some coke, have some weed. You know me, I'm your friend, your main boy, thick and thin. I'm your pusher man. All right, Eric, and we're back. We're back. Oh, we're back, are we? We're back with the books. 
Um, well, I'm ready for it. I got my headband on. Let's do this shit. You have, you have your headband on, huh? Hell yeah. We're back with the books, Eric. And if you want to go see the full reviews of all of this shit shattering, I'm going to say it so many times <laughs> that it, it doesn't become a thing. Thank um, you. Yeah. The, um, you go to our website, weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com, and you can see all of those crazy reviews, including your reviews with spoilers and almost every goddamn picture in the book, Eric. You like that? I love it. It saves me money. I don't have to buy any <laughs> book ever again. I read Eric Shea's reviews. And you know what? They are for a 10-year-old Eric Shea and a mid-40s Jim Warner. You know what? 10-year-old Eric Shea didn't have money to buy all the comics he wanted to. That's true, and it, it killed him, didn't it? It did. It did. He wanted uh, to follow everything. There was no internet to do it. I'm doing everything I wanted when I was a kid right when, now. When you, I'm going to go play with toys. I'll be have back. Have you actually gone back and got some of these comics, didn't even read them, only because you were like, I wanted to get this so bad. I have, yes. And you went some, back, yeah. and it's just laying on a pile somewhere. All right, well, we're going to start with the most important book of this century, and that would be Batman and Robin Eternal Number 9, Eric. Of the century, huh? Century, because it's about to be the battle for the century right now. Written by Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly. Huh, never heard yeah. those guys on yeah. the, any in our podcast. Art by Roger Antonio, Alan Pasolacqua, and Saida Temafonte. I'm just going to make oh, yeah? up shit. Saida Temafonte. I don't know. Harry Belafonte's on this Harry book? Harry Belafonte, yes, boy. Oh, this is not bad. Dale. <laughs> Dale. This is not a Batman number 44 situation, people. While I will admit that I was overly harsh on this issue. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's that situation? What do you mean? He said this is not a Batman number 44 situation. Yeah, when, you know, when people get mad at a, an honest and well-thought-out review. It's okay. It's not that. No, This is where people have a right to be mad. I got no, you. No, I'm saying that this is, yeah. Well, <laughs> they don't have a right. While I will admit that I was overly harsh on this issue, Eric, in the end, nothing much really happened. It was pretty much a smoke and mirrors issue leading to the introduction of Azrael. So they had one thing happened in the DCYOU. We get a Bane, Red Hood, Tim Drake three-way that isn't as sexy, sexy. as it sounds. Oh. It's not as sexy as it sounds. I know how you think. Harper Rowe and you know Dick, Bane's a top. Harper Rowe and, oh yeah, he's whatever the fuck he wants to be at that point. <laughs> Harper Rowe and Dick Grayson going through files and a flashback that shows us Mother Knows that Bruce Wayne-Batman connection. Whippy. We also get the most forced Whippy. jokes. Whoopee. We also get the most forced jokes to show everyone that the writers get what it is to be fans of Batman. And yes, Eric, that sentence was in quotes because it's bullshit. You've been it yelling at me every day me about this since Wednesday. And it's the reason why I went so low with the, my score, uh, though I will tell you, I probably did go a little uh, low, lower than it should have been, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. And I said to you, I just want to talk a um, little change before we go into the nitty gritty. Just talk about a thing, and I'll tell you, I've enjoyed Batman and Robin Eternal as a whole. We just heard people dropping it left and right. Left and right, yeah. I, I have liked it, even though, like, the first issue, was to me, was great. Amazing. It was. And maybe I'm still living off that, but I really have enjoyed that it. That Tynan high? Yeah, that Tynan high. Um, I've enjoyed it, and I've had a couple theories. Me and you have talked a lot of theories, and I, I don't know... I think that within the next couple issues, we're going to see some real big information because we're going to be about halfway. Uh, I really thought we were going to get more information by this point, by number nine. Um, but I'm going to go in with it because I just want to know, did you like this issue? I liked it enough. Okay. I did not downright hate it. 
Okay. Uh, it was not a shit-shattering episode, oh. but it was episode <laughs> issue. But no, yes. I, I enjoyed it enough. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you right away before I do. The Jason and Tim stuff, it, it's it's really getting to me now. It's killing me because what happens is you're, you're getting these stories. First off, and I before I even go to that, where's Stephanie Brown? She's chilling. She's just chilling somewhere. Is she with Colin, you think? I no, think no she, one's with Colin. He's still hiding is. in a dumpster somewhere. I think she's with him. They're just hanging out, fucking... Uh, I'm, thing is, nobody realized he's just still on the couch playing that video he's game. He's there playing that video game. He, he had, and he keeps talking like Harper's there. Has no idea she's gone. But what I, what gets me mad? Number one, Tim. They have to always if it's tech, Tim's involved. Why does it have to be? Why That's is every time go to move, man? I know it is, but it just changed it up a little. He's the and, head. Yeah. Again, <laughs> yeah. Again, this is not uh, anything about the. Uh, writers this issue this is uh, the whole series issues that I have because every time you get Tim and uh, Jason they've been teaming up every time you get them you jump from point A to point B but instead it, it actually is A to H yes. because you never have this good transition you don't know how they get places and I'm telling you I just thought off the top of my head you started out at the point where Tim was furious at Dick for um, exposing his parents <laughs> right <laughs> you see, expose his parents the, to Dick. See, that's why you love this issue. Uh, and from there, you're like, okay, he's mad at Dick. He's so mad at Dick for exposing his you parents. You expose my parents. You don't want Dick to do that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So what? Well, the next issue out of nowhere, he's not there, no. and they're like, oh, we're gonna, and Jason leads, tells Dick, hey, he's off following leads. That's fine. Well, the next issue opens up for them flying into Gamora. You don't even know, like, again, you can say, okay, he got his leads. This is what it led to. Yeah, like an old bar. And, yeah, but it, it's, and then in the bar, at the end of that issue, that their cliffhanger of their story was them kicking a guy out the bar door in, in somehow changing their outfits. But yeah. they, kick up, they kick him out. So the next thing you're thinking, okay, next issue or whenever we get back to the story, what it's going to lead to is... Them interrogating the guy. Hey, where's this? What? Nope. Instead, they're running, chasing Jean Metier, who is Jean Metier. He is the number one tech dealer in Gamora, Eric. That's what I heard. And you even said you had no idea. I remember when you were talking about it. You're like, what the hell were they doing? (laughs) Uh, Oh, they're chasing Jean Metier. You're like, am I supposed to know that? I'm like, no. Because they're, you, they kind of talk, but even the talk that leads to these things, there's ne- there's something missing all the time. It always seems like a missing scene. I say, we never get the front of the story. Yeah, and at the end of last issue, you had Jean Maitier yelling, it's the angel of death uh, in this oh God, where? fear toxin deal, which was a pretty cool final panel. Uh, this one, they're just flying into Santa Prisca airspace, which is the... Uh, most contested airspace. What did they spell it out? Oh, I didn't shit. even like it. I have the uh, the most dangerous airspace in the Western Hemisphere. Yes. Is that? Do you think that's true? It makes sense to it, me. It makes sense that that's more than the White House. I'm telling you, I've seen a dude freaking land a homemade helicopter on that lawn. It's not the you big deal. Son of a bitch. You might be right. Okay, so it starts out. This is going to be an issue. We're going to disagree a lot, and I did not agree with Brandon. I'm going to tell you. It starts out. And it starts out with some weird dialogue. They're flying in the center presque. You see these planes, I guess, fi- yeah, they're firing on them with uh, guns at this point. And Tim says to Jason, just admit it. You spent every Kazin we had to heist a Waterhouse Crypto Forge. And then the codes that spit out didn't even work. Half the center Prisken Air Force is on our tail. I do not know what he's saying. What does that mean? 
I, I was trying to break this down because I knew you were going to have a problem with it. But no, I have a big problem. In order to successfully do the heist that got yeah. them the crypto hyper crypto downloadable. Forge. Yeah, the crypto. Waterhouse Crypto Forge. Yeah, in order to, to get the heist, he needed to spend their Kazans. Which is, get, the you would say, the official money of Gamora. I would never say that because I don't I know would. shit. That's what but, I think. It could be a tech thing for all I know. It could fucking was it Bitcoin? Yeah, I don't know. Bitcoin. Fucking uh. So he spent that to get ready for the heist and then stole this in order to get the freaking old codes in order to enter Santa Priscan airspace. Yeah, I don't. I, and then even if you said that, I would wonder. Well, couldn't he just skip to using these KZN and maybe he could buy the real codes? I don't know. If this would have been a scene almost like uh, Han Solo. That's what a, I said. The I old hope codes. this works. I hope this works. Uh, it's an old code, sir, but it checks out. That would be great. I'm telling you, then I'd laugh because then it turns. This is the back and forth with Jason and Tim as they're flying in. Jason says, you'd rather swim the Pacific? I bet the sharks would just love your bony ass. Okay. (laughs) You want to set this joke up anymore? Why would he say that? Why would he say that? You're like, oh, and in fact, the the whole nonsense of it is, is there, I I, I don't, it doesn't even, this this joke. Tim's, Tim's got a bony ass. It's, He's it's got a, a bony ass, but fact. I'm saying, hey, your codes didn't work, and we're flying in my plane. What? You'd rather swim? No. I'd rather you get the fucking right codes. Uh, it, 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 so you set it up. The shark. Jason's unreliable. What do you want and, from me? And Tim says, don't be dumb, Jason. I've got three different forms of shark repellent on me at person, on my person at all times. Oh, man. They didn't just call back the Batman 66. Oh, my goodness. The Batman 66. It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't match up to this universe. It, it doesn't. It's not. To me, it's not even funny. To me, it is a joke that's been played out so much that it's nonsense. And to me, it was okay. And I look. These guys are young guys. They're young guys who think, oh, man, we're going to get hip and we're going to show these people that we love this Batman. <laughs> I can't believe this angered you so much. Uh, and, they, and this t- threw me off. I read that and I'm like, you fucking assholes. I was so angry that you're, you're pandering to me like, oh, look at me. I know the shark repellent. And even the three different forms, it, it, fuck you. And I said to you, if at this point, because then they get shot down. And yes. then there is a good line because then you're like, I hey, love it. he like, uh, hey, Tim says to, to Jason, hey, what are you wearing? Is that? And he's like, yep, just a souvenir of my time with Bruce. And he's like, oh, you know, and what it is, it's the wing. What, what would you call it? What do they even call a it? A back glider. Back glider thing. And he's like, oh, Bruce gave that to you? And he's no, this I stole. See, I love that line. That's a, that's a decent enough line. Um, I don't know why. I, what then? Tim's going in. He has his thing, so they're they're gonna go in. It, it's a it's a nice enough line, but the whole thing is there's other lines there that they're getting missiles and and Jason says Colin Grad K8 air to air antiques. They're playing our song. <laughs> That's so That's bad. So bad. This is not a, this dialogue is not good. I think people are so enamored at what happens then and not really looking at it you know what it is uh what it is what it is because what this leads to is a bane uh red hood red robin team up sounds so much fun that yes, sounds like a lot of fun uh, and what happens they go on the island they've been chasing this tech why are they surprised that there is it the the look of this cathedral it's built right on top of the freaking prison. It is, yeah. but they, they have got... It they, looks like the Emerald Goddamn Palace. Okay, they're following leads that lead them there. They, they People wouldn't have mentioned this. 
People wouldn't have said, and, and in fact, they say that... All people that, are yelling are fucking angel of death. Oh, it's, it's weird because they've, they've told them that they call this castle the Crusade of St. Dumas. So why don't they know about it? I think it's just passed around. He says it. He says, I, I'm looking at it right now. How do you explain that? Holy, what did they do to Peño Doro? Actually, I understand the new owners have a different name for it. The Crusade of St. Dumas. So it's, people have told them about it, but yet they're shocked. Makes no it, sense. It is pretty epic looking. It, it is. You, have, you I, really have said, to behold shit. the beauty like, of the crusade of St. Dumas. Next thing you know, they're going to go in this thing and the wizard's going to send them back to Kansas in a fucking balloon air. Because it does remind me of the Wizard of Oz there. But then Better show up on a horse of different then, color. Uh, what I believe is one of the most important parts of this book is when they give a forced explanation. Like out of nowhere, they're talking. It's the crusade of St. Dumas. And then Red Robin sits and goes, by the way, the Order of St. Dumas aren't a traditional church, Jason. I've read stories about technological miracles, healing the sick, feeding the poor, and then propaganda. Got it. Or they're trying to do good. Remember that that felt like? Really? This, this is this dialogue that Brandon loves? It's so forced. Some of it's not great. I'm saying I'm that, but the, you, the some of it's the, all right. The way it reads to me, though, is that, and the, it keeps coming back to this, is that these guys don't know these characters. To me, they, they were told important points, and then they throw them in. Uh, because then it leads to, they're talking about this flaming sword. Oh, this guy, oh, angelic hitman with a flaming sword and a penchant for hallucinogens. <laughs> what is that? Maybe orphan, you think he's in there. It, it leads to Bane, like, hey. Not a, not all men can be killed. And Bing comes and cracks Jason upside the head and then skips to my luau. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you have the book, look at the panel after, after he punches him. It is the, I do not know what he's doing. It's like, oink, oink. And I don't even know what Brandon he's doing. Brandon actually it. said. <laughs> he runs out the scene here just to, like, you know, circle around and come out right yeah. away again. Uh now it's funny the way you go. If any, I'm telling you, look in the book and look at this. It's funny. But do you think Bane would have run away like this? I don't know what he's doing. Because all either. he did was go around to the back of him and again. It's weird. Then Jay, Jason calls him a, a uh, what does he call him? A half-skinned grizzly bear. That's a weird thing to call anybody. It's very odd. And then Bane just proceeds. They, the big fight. This is this fun little fight. They're going at it. I, I don't like it. In the middle of the fight, Jason calls out that Bane is, has no venom. He's not on venom anymore. <laughs> Boy, you could have fooled me. Seriously. He is humongous. Now, they do make a call-out to Batman. It's both call-outs to Batman Eternal when Bane left to go to Gotham. Yeah. Because he says, no giant mechanical suit. Uh, you know, you're finally stopped overcompensating. Now you're going to find out what it's like to lose fair and square. There's no fair and square. He is juicing. He is humongous. <laughs> so, and again... That's not the. That's more of an art thing and an editorial thing. They should have caught that and said something. Either you're going to make a withered up Bane who nobody wants to see. Just don't. Just don't throw it out. And what would happen is that people would. Oh well, Bane stopped the venom. Yeah, he could have on the way back to Santa Prisca could have venomed up, uh, just because. Well, and the other the thing that gets me is you have Bane now. Bane is a big smart guy who is very egotistical. He thinks he is the biggest, baddest thing ever, correct? Ever. And he goes there, and is he hanging out on this island waiting for them to help, or has he just arrived? He's just becoming one with nature, man. Is it just, but is it just coincidence that he just, because he's yelling and screaming about how the church has taken over, and they, they're taking his home, and they're going to do this. Um, it doesn't seem right to me, because I think by now, Bane, unless he has just shown up, 
saw which the plane go down, which he must have. So it's just coincidence. It's the biggest coincidence ever. He has just shown up right as Red Hood and Tim uh, Red Robin have shown up. And when I, and they're in the middle of fighting. When did the mask come off? I the have The mask no idea. in the middle of fighting comes off. And like I said, they're yelling and screaming at each other. I want to throw a joke to you. If you're going to go with the shark repellent, why I'm, I'm actually shocked that they Tim and Jason land. Bane comes out with a baseball bat, cracks Jason upside the head, and the bat breaks on the mask. And then he goes, oh, no, I broke the bat. <laughs> wink, wink. You're going to use that all fucking week. I'm telling you, it's so ridiculous, these jokes. And again, the, I'm going back to I can't stand the shark repellent so much. I forgot to say that you would mention when you hate 80s things, where you have a TV show now that wants to or prove. Or a movie. Or a movie where they want to prove that we they know, know the, the 80s. 80s. Yeah. Where's the beef? That's Somebody has to everywhere. where's the beef. It's there, and it's it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I watched uh, this movie Final Girls one night, yeah. and then right after I watched Pixels, Okay. They both were yeah. referencing the 80s, and they both had to use Where's the Beef. They both have Where's the Beef. And, and I hate that. I'm telling you, these guys aren't they, – they wrote Hacktivist with Alyssa Milano, so that's great uh, because it's Alyssa Milano. Oh, God, yeah. Guys, yes, and um, they're younger guys, so they're going in that I saw an interview with them, and they're like, oh, we don't really know a lot of superhero stuff. We haven't done superhero stuff, but uh, this is a dream come true, whatever. And I'm telling you, they're trying to convince themselves and the audience that they know Batman. And, it's a and dream it's come like, true. We got a yeah, paycheck. It's a dream, dream come true, all right. Well, there they go. And then Tim Tim pulls a gun on Bane. Seems a little weird. That was very weird to me, but and I don't And you realize know. that he tried to shoot him. Uh, yeah, I guess he yeah. might have. Do you I see, see the click. I just... Oh, yeah. That's I really just took it him sitting oh, yeah. cocking the and gun. Where's that gun pointed? Right at Bane's head. Right at his fucking head. He was going to kill him unless you tell me he knew that there were no bullets. I don't think he knows. I he, think there are bullets in the gun and he just pulled back the hammer. And went click. No, because he doesn't I have know. his finger on the hammer. He tried. To, he was going to shoot Bane in the That's head. That's fucked up. Yep, it's really fucked up. Makes no sense. And then uh, Jason's laying there. His mask is broken. I love that. But he's like, I've got this under control. No, you don't. I'm talking to the guy who does, which he means Bane. Yeah. Very odd line. But it basically says, listen, we're going to help you. The island's yours. Help us get to this angel of death. We'll figure it out. And Bane's like, okay, it seems weird. Also, Tim almost killed him there. If there was a bullet there, he would have died. It's all that all that fun Team that people think that was. I like exercise, I'm telling man. you, all that fun that everybody thinks this scene was, it was not that fun. It was just them punching each other and yelling stuff, and pretty much Tim was going to kill him. So, fun over, Eric. We go back to Prague. You got Dick and Harper. Uh, Harper is fighting with a uh, test thing that I don't know. To me, I didn't even realize that it doesn't seem like that would have been hooked to a computer, but it seems to be. Yeah. And um, they're fighting each other. They're, or she's fighting this dummy while Dick is trying to find some stuff, and he says some things as like, hey— you know what? Being a superhero isn't punching dinosaurs. Jumping off building and punching what dinosaurs. What does that mean? It's just the most exciting thing you can think of. It's, but it, that's punching dinosaurs. Who doesn't to, want to punch a dinosaur? To me, I don't know. To me, I think they saw the T-Rex. In the bat, they looked up Batcave and saw the T-Rex, and that's, that's why it, it, I know that might not be it, or I don't know. But it just seemed weird to me. It's not that bad, big a deal, man. I know. Well, uh, Cassandra, uh, Harper wants to go out. She wants to go press some flesh. Hell yeah. She, she wants to hit the, she wants to take it to the streets. She's fighting like she's like going to town. She has gotten very angry. She also was bleeding out about That's a week ago. That's the thing, ago. though. We, we thought it was very odd. 
God, I think it was the first issue where she came out angry out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, we don't know angry Harper to be this stuff. fucking angry. Yeah. And since then, she, it seems like she's calmed down a bit. But here, right back to the anger. And she's angry and mad at, like, she hates Dick. Harper <laughs> hates Dick. Remember when she put on that tuxedo? Yes, she I do. She hates Dick, Eric. They have told us she hates Dick. Now, why does she hate him? Because he's not, he's not letting her go out and have I some fun. I know, but, but they were just at that... They, they seem to be getting along very she, well. I'm telling you, she wants to go out and find Cassandra. I know, but this it's more like she just hates him, though. It's not like, man, you, you're you keeping me... I don't know. Something's weird with this. I actually Some programming's hope, coming through. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I hope that something is explained. I don't think it will be. Uh, she wants to go find Cassandra. She's like, hey... Uh, she saved me. You know, we got to do it. And Dick's like, you got to come down. We're going to find something. I, Batman has to have some clues of what happened. In the meantime, like I said, she's fighting this. Uh, what do you call those things? I don't know. Fucking like a fight training, dummy. Training yeah. dummy thing. It hits her, I think, right where she was bleeding out almost. That was like a three days ago. She I think was it was on the other dead. side. It still it hits her. It actually hits her right across the back. The head so, and the rib. Yeah. So I, how is she doing this when she was injured? It's I, This is continuity, Eric. You don't I like understand. when continuity's ruined. No, uh, I don't. Then I'm you, also not a superhero, though. I, I don't. I, like, if yeah, I fucking get hurt, neither, I'm not going to work for a week. I don't know that she really is either. I know you're going to say she was made uh, by That's mother, it. possibly, but that never has shown that that makes superheroes that heal. That doesn't give you a healing factor as far as No, they work through the pain. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's this issue. Then you have a prog flashback where you have Batman, and basically all this is going to show that Mother was ahead of the game. She knew that Bruce was uh, Batman and tracking her. It was a big ruse. And the big thing is Mother saying, hey, Batman. (laughs) Did that shock you? No. No, it didn't shock me at all either. That, and then you get the idea that she says, hey, I see what you're doing with Especially Robin. since we already know that she knows Dick and everything else in yeah. the, in the yeah, present. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They make it seem like this big thing. It's not a big thing. And um, she says basically, hey, I, I figured out something. The way you, what you're doing with Robin really gave me an idea. I think instead of making these socialites and, and people for uh, politicians, I'm going to start making kids. And I really like that. And yeah? I really think, I think you're a little past your prime that's to start right. doing well, that. I, I really like the the point where I think that this is where Batman later said to uh, Dick in that hologram that uh, it was my greatest sin. I think he's like I created this mother program that they do. Yeah. Um, but then Batman zoinks. He he runs off, throws a uh, smoke grenade or whatever, runs off, <laughs> and Mother just says, "Hey, um, he'll be back." Don't yeah. chase some orphan. He'll be back. And that's another thing. It, it kind of irritated me. Well, even though now, I'm telling you, though, they know who he is. They know, know where he lives. But they've also told him exactly what they're going to do. Why would they do that? Hey, this is Mother. She could shut down Prague like that. I guess, but it's still, it's Batman you're talking about. It just seems weird that you would go that far into saying, oh, and by the way, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But you go back to Santa Prisca, Bane is shaving. <laughs> Shaving like a badass with a knife. Uh, they yeah. go, I, I'm telling you. Because he needs to take time I'm out of his freaking getting, taking back his land because yeah, he needs to shave. Bane to me. Uh, he didn't want to look like Zangith anymore. Yes, yeah, he did look like him. Bane, in my mind, would have busted through that front door and yelled to everyone that he's the ruler of Santa Prisca. You, how dare you? He goes in the back door. He's a backdoor man, Eric. And they <laughs> go in, and then we get a force deal where they go in and they find these, see these wine caskets. And it's the thing where, boy, it's cold in here, especially for a wine cellar. <laughs> really? And then Tim, it's way too cold uh, for that store yeah. wine. And then they, they look, it's, it's a, um, 
It's not wine in there. It is a compound. What do they call it? They call it a compound. There's compounds I've never seen. And you no compounds. Have, you have a theory with that. I'm saying we've been talking theories all week since Jasanga's mail last week. And uh, I really think this mother, St. Dumas, uh, are all going to tie back to the court of the owls. Yeah. And I believe that this compound is once they start to say, you say anything to me about temperature, how it's got to be cold. Yeah. It's, and it makes things inert. That is talent to me. This is the stuff that they give talents to make them regenerate and to like be immortal pretty much. And, yeah, and like you said uh, later, and it leads to where Bane uh, and the two of them, uh, Jason and Tim, I keep, they walk in and they see, oh my God, that's that's my men. Bane had their soul, his soldiers that he left there are now baby. being converted again at the most uh, convenient time ever. These guys have been how that Bane left this place, left Santa Prisca, probably what we thought. Maybe at the most a year ago. Three months. Uh, at the least three months, which again, then they built this castle in three months. I'll they got a lot of technology cool. out here. I don't see them having a lot of people because they're converting Bane soldiers at the exact time that Bane shows up. Stupid. Uh, but they have one where he goes, he starts talking and uh, like, oh, I'm able to talk. And Bane's like, That's, that doesn't make sense. He was, a, he was mute and he was born mute. So this is, this is some heavy shit, this stuff. Uh, I guess, one right there. Yeah, well, my, my guess is that next issue, next week, you're going to see that these guys now are fully in control or being controlled. They will all attack Bane. Bane will be like, look, I'm Bane, uh, and these guys will be attacking him. Uh, the issue ends, though, with all of a sudden uh, the Robin, the two Robins and Bane start hearing voices in their head. See, they, I don't think it's voices in their head at all. I think it's over a loudspeaker. It uh, might be a loudspeaker. I don't know. They they said, but and, it, and the weird one is, is that it says something about seeing Jason on the other side. Yeah. And not Ryan's segment, Eric. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so and it's weird that he would know this. Uh, again, it's weird because they're they're mixing this mystical religious stuff in with what they were going with tech. I wish they would have kept just with the mystical. You didn't. Well, I'm know telling you, that is the thing. Is one ma- magic to one is science to another. Yeah, but it's still he's there, and it's Azrael. That's the big reveal. Awesome page. It's a great. I love page. the way it looks. It's awesome. Where but you? But I'm saying you got Azrael here, right? Yeah. And now think to yourself the way Orphan looks, kind of similar, yeah, right? He does. Yeah. Okay, and then think of a Talon. Yeah. All kind of similar to a degree. You and- you tell me I'm bullshitting on the Talon bit, but Saint Dumas to me. Has always felt like the I'm like when the court of the owls was introduced. Yeah. It's very Saint Dumas like. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm trying. I just lost my fucking train of thought. But um, it would make sense to me if I if this was an offshoot at some point during Saint Dumas or the like. It, it became an offshoot as the court yeah. of the owls. Well, you could even say that that would be the uh, like a legitimate thing, not that they're that legit. And, and also, but, it's a Scott Snyder story, and he can he can't do anything other than Joker and Court of the Owls. I know. Well, yeah, uh, that is true. I, I would think that the Court of the Owls are involved, as you're saying, only or mainly because shit doesn't go down in Gotham without them knowing, and it would it would be weird for them not to know about all the stuff going down with the Robins and all that. And again, and, upset, so, and like Mother does, like Jean Jean Paul Bell here, Astro, he's been programmed his entire life. He has been programmed, and especially because he's on that list. Yeah, that big list at the beginning, he was one of them, and I, that's where I wonder where this ties in with him. Uh, him because being he was on the programmed list. by Mother for to be the well, the hand again, of Saint Dumas. The weird thing about that is, if it was strictly for being programmed, Dick's on the list, and I don't see it unless at some point they show him getting captured. 
and they program oh, him I, something like that. I'm telling you, we talked about this one of our first theories this week about Dick Grayson being the one, the yeah. like the mole or the program. Yeah, we the so. And we worked we worked through some ideas. At the end, we jumped to Harper, but. Initially, I'm like, why? The Court of the Owls are really interested in Dick, and they're really pissed off that they didn't get him to be a talent. Are talent. they? Are yes. They? Yes. Um, they're but, interested uh, in what? Dick. Oh, are they? That's Who is it? But uh, really. why, why couldn't he have been programmed at one point and doesn't even know it to be a talent? I know. I know that. that well, that could be true, and so you're saying that before It him, all but, wraps around but me. But the weird thing about that is, is that Mother almost says to, to Bruce now— in this and that flashback, like, oh, now you gave me this idea. It doesn't seem like she's done. She hasn't been doing kids yet. Well, maybe St. Dumas was. Maybe. Maybe that's. I know that, like you said, I you get the idea, and it's pretty much thrown in your face, that St. Dumas is what is used eventually to control these people. I said to you in the control part, especially where earlier in that first issue, you had those school children yeah. show up. And like Dick, mother said she said hi, and you, you know that all that whole talk. My mother's uh, dead. Kid. Like, and then said uh, what would he said? You know, Batman never, never liked you, and he didn't trust you. And I'm gonna say that you're gonna find out now that they forced this issue with Saint Dumas, and also that oh, Saint Dumas, they, they do a up. lot of things that you know they do a lot of good. I think that all the people were involved that got uh, controlled. The people in the besides the actual like Saren Garrel. Yeah. But why did all of a sudden everybody in the all opera, the socialites? Yeah. Why did they attack? And why did the people at the Bruce Wayne yeah. uh, party uh, attack? And you're gonna find out that at some point they were they had a surgery done at a hospital that Saint Thomas, so. the Saint Thomas Hospital, or they were at an orphanage. Or they were at a school, but they just drank the Kool Aid, man. They, and the Kool Aid was given in ways where a church would be involved, a food drive, stuff like that. And I think that that's the big thing that you get out of this issue. That's what I got was the biggest thing in programming this issue on a was, mass scale. What's that? Programming on a mass scale. Yeah, yeah, and that's how. And we're gonna see more of that. But I don't know. I didn't like this issue. Um, we told, we said before, when we do these reviews, it's mainly a gut feeling when we give right. a score. We don't sit down and, and scientifically get out a fucking calendar or calendar. <laughs> we don't get out a calculator. Science. Yeah. And say, I sit there and look at the moon. Uh, we don't sit there and go, okay, art is zero to five, one to five. I'm going to, we don't do that. It's a gut feeling. And I'm telling you, I think I got caught up or I, I got, I got so angry. At that shark repellent. And also it continued, though. The whole thing to me was that the shark repellent thing really got me angry. But it was also the non, the bad characterizations of these, these characters. I didn't think that these were uh, – I didn't think Bane felt like Bane at all except for, you know, you see him. He did not act like Bane to me. It didn't seem like anything that he did was Bane-like. Towards the end, he, it got better, but in yeah. the beginning, him just running through the floor, this is the jungle, this is all I need, yeah. and then, like, you know, going into the back door, I'm like, I would really want to see Bane go in there, like, or even this, he wants to do that, they talk him out of it. Yeah, 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 he's like, Bane doesn't go through the, you know, well, listen, well, Bane. What you, you hiding in the goddamn this? jungle for, motherfucker? Yeah, well, again, then he'd be like, Bane doesn't hide in the jungle, it's, it's just, it came off as weird. I didn't like a lot of the dialogue between Tim and, and Jason. There's I thought it got better, but... Okay. Yeah, I thought it got better as the issue progressed, but I can never, I'll never i never sta- uh, be able to stand Red Hood calling uh, Red Robin Timmy. Timmy. 
Yeah, I hate didn't even that say shit. that. That I hate. And again, I'll go back to Tim. Looked like he was trying to kill Bane. He was going to shoot him in the yeah, head. Yeah, that's fucked up. I didn't pick so up on it the odd, first time around. So very odd. Uh, but yeah, I gave it a 3 out of 10. I'm telling you, we talked about it, and I still don't like it. I think that 3 was probably a little too harsh. I probably would have gone up to like a 4, 4, 5. I still don't like it. I'm not the only one. There's a couple reviews down near my level as well. Um but yeah, it, it, and again, in this whole series, I wish that they would have had a little more mystery with the St. Dumas as well. Not Asriel. Asriel's fine and dandy. People seem to love him. I, I, I think there's still a big of, mystery going with St. Dumas. I don't know. This whole tech thing and, and spelling that out, I, I would have liked it to have been more hints, not just St. Dumas, St. Dumas. I'm just saying getting to St. Dumas, it was so forced down our throats. Agreed. Uh, right away, I would have liked this angel of death thing. That's where you could have gotten in with like a mid. Like I said, this first issue, they're chasing that tech guy. He's running up the building. Remember when they get there? They get to the top. How To me, that would have set up a great thing to have where they're going to punch him. They're going to do something. They're going to arrest him, grab him, whatever they would do. Touch and he him. says, yeah, the angel of death's coming and jumps to his death. Just jumps off. That would have been suicide. amazing. And you'd be like, holy shit. And then as the issues go on, you keep hearing this angel of death mention. In fact, I would have thrown it in where these people, you're, you're at the uh, the kids, and maybe not even the kids, more of the party, the Bruce Wayne. Socialites. Uh, welcome back, the socialites. And even there was some of the chefs. Remember, there was all those people attacked. <laughs> and they would get one guy at the end, because I don't know why. They don't seem to have really questioned these people. They didn't show it, at least. And they question a the guy. He's all freaked out. What's going on? Why are you doing this? The angel of death. The angel of death. And like, why, or why do or we even, keep hearing this? Or even done the reasonable thing and gone to Arkham to talk to Scarecrow. Yeah, I know. That's why I said that. That bothers me the whole series, too. Why aren't they going to talk to Scarecrow? So odd. <laughs> also, uh, that I'm telling you, Bane is there's claiming Bane has been in Gotham all this time. Why hasn't he stepped up and, you know, found out about the bat? I would fucking totally love to see Bane versus wouldn't you Robats. Think that, and wouldn't you think that there's a guy again, he broke the bat, Eric. Don't you think he'd be like, huh? This is some other challenge. There's a Robo Bat, a Robo Batman. I'm gonna fucking knock this the hell out. You know what I mean? He would stepped up, and they and they spell it out. Yeah, oh, you were mudding around in Gotham. You were in our city. It seems like he was there for a little bit after a ter- uh, our end game. No and man, he, had he just gotten there. I'm saying it's taken him a while. He's been like Incredible Hulking. Like... Nice. Incredible Hulking. What would you give it? I would give it a six. Six? Okay. But it's still not, you don't think this was a the strongest issue. Oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that it's I still like had, a, I still had fun reading it, though. Yeah, I just, I think it was a lot of I really like the art. Yeah, uh, the art I loved a lot. The only, th- only problem I have is when Jason's mask got broken, yeah. I don't like, his hair was very short out of nowhere yeah, to me. Yeah, it was. Everybody has those weird ways. Nobody has a certain yeah. way. And again, Harper looked different. Harper is a character who always is different. And in this one, she looks different from panel to panel, though I like some of the I Harper liked, art yeah. here. Me too. Uh, we, we're taking too long, Eric. We're taking Agreed. too long in this goddamn book. Uh, uh, let's move on then, shall right. we? Yes, we Robin are. War number one, written by Tom King, with art by Kerry Randolph, Elaine Morissette, Jorge Corona, Andres Guinaldo, Walden Wong, Emilio Lopez, Chris Sotomayor, Gabe Altieb, Sanja Molina, Rob Hayes, Carlos M. Mangua, 
And Tom Napolitano. I've already. Did you say Alanis Morissette? I might have. Uh, Isn't it ironic? Before it was ironic. You know what's ironic? Before you even start, how can you have a a book like this that's a pretty good big event and have this many people involved on art? It just and it 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 showed. Yes, it did. All right, go on. After one of their own, after one of their own accidentally kills a cop, the Robins become public enemy number one. One, as the city enacts Robin laws, allowing the police to arrest just, arrest just for wearing anyone resembling Robin apparel. Yeah, yeah I think that's right. This yeah. brings the Robins all together, and even our current Robin, Damian Wayne, who is more than willing to kick the shit out of some teenagers if it means getting them off the streets and away from tarnishing his role as Robin. This might not be something that our Bat family can simply fix with fists or logic, though, because the entire scenario seems to be a mastermind. They had their eyes on Dick Grayson in particular. You're breaking up again. We're going to continue. You did say Court of the Owls there. Kind Court of, of the up. Owls, yes, man. Court of the Owls. I don't know why we're having uh, technical difficulties tonight. I haven't had that in a long time. Yeah, we haven't. But uh, I've, been, I've been wanting this event for a long time. I've been wanting this event before they even announced it. I just, but I expected it to be a Bat Family Robin. Yeah. And I'm happy as hell that I love the We Are Robins book and they're a part of this. It's so funny. I, it, this makes no sense. I actually got a little angry thinking that this tight like was almost like a jla into uh, martian man (laughs) doesn't it makes no sense but i was like eric's gonna love this book and i'm pissed off but no i I, I, I liked it i'm telling you though the the book that i kind of expected it being is what we're getting in batman and robin eternal right now where all the robins are pretty much working together to do the thing but i just like it Mm -hmm. i don't mind it i said earlier uh that i didn't like it as much as you that doesn't mean i didn't like it i did like it and uh it, it, you can go on because it's your book, but I really enjoyed the beginning. It really, to me, that really uh, was a, I don't know, what would you say, a, a gripping intro? Yes. Yeah, I mean, just seeing, first off, you see a Robin. I have not seen a Robin hold a gun since that last issue with Tim Drake. <laughs> Shut your goddamn mouth. It really mouth. threw me off. Ah, uh, yes. That seems to be the thing this week. But no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to start off by I'm wondering how this actually fits in the We Are Robin, though, because okay. throughout this we see that, like, you know, um, the Robin Walls are enacted by Councilwoman Noctura, and we yep. find out that she has been promised power by the Court of the Owls to get all this stuff running. You know, this is their, yeah. the Court of the Owls master plan, and you saw that it was to get Dick Grayson back. But in the last issue of We Are Robin, we had that Talon that seemed like he was trying to recruit these Robins as part of his army to see, like, the future of corruption and justice destroyed. Yeah. I don't know if that really jives, though, with what we're seeing here. Well, it might not. Be- There's going to be other things that don't jive as well. Uh, if you want to really go, the intro of Grayson into this, Dick Grayson, right. makes no sense. What, oh, yeah, it's from not from that my... last issue of, of Grayson. But I'm saying this is just so heavy into We Are Robin, though. But I... I just, because, I, I don't know, it seems like the ta- the Court of the Owls are trying to do something here. And that Talon recruiting them for his own private army, I don't know if it seemed like a good. Because before that, he had the hobos underneath the ground. He were, were supposed to be his army. Would this have been the hobo war if that would have worked out? Maybe. but I, So you're thinking that that Talon is still part of the court? I would think so. Yeah, or the court would so. keep them him around. No, I think he is a rogue Talon. And I think that he's going to join with the Robins against the Court of the Owls by the end. And I think a Jamaican man uh, told me that, Eric. <laughs> a guy named uh, Mumbo Jimbo, I heard. I don't know if he's ever been heard by anybody on the You've podcast. Heard of that guy? But yeah, no. I, I really do think that that's a rogue town that was a setup to show that he wanted them to go to the extra step. I think there's going to be a split in the Robins at some point with one. Uh, some Robins wanted to go that extra step and go uh, lethal, and that's going to cause a split between them. And uh, obviously with Dre, 
will be with him. Dre and Dex. And there's no other reason to set up that crazy ass talent who wants people to, you know, wants the Robins to kill. He's yeah. going to show up, and that's they're going to fight with them, and it's going to be a whole thing, I believe. I, that one, is my guess. The the one of the big things though that I really dug about this book was the whole. The amount of time they took to show you the outcry of Gotham over that death of the police officer. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I love all the characters involved in this book, but that outcry was the most important thing to me. Yeah, it, it was. feels real because it the book does. is really emphasizing the police are looking for Robin. I'm like, I'm trying I'm try to put together what I'm thinking. The outcry, though, works so well. And I'm telling you, I love the colors in this book because they talk about how the like anybody because of these robin walls you can go after them for the colors they're wearing you know kind of like gang yeah. colors and shit yeah. like that and the colors really pop off the page in this and, and i really yeah. dug that and again uh i don't know people listening what their ages are but i told you i mean that was right in with me i went to the mall one time when i came back from college and i was not allowed to wear my hat the guy told me i couldn't wear my hat because that was when the old gang violence was oh, going yeah, I'm on saying that, and stuff like that so it really i that made sense to me that still goes on like, clubs you can't yeah. wear a hat yeah i don't go to clubs eric i'm just saying it's i have just cuz i had a blue hat and i was made to put it in my freaking backpack hey there blue hat you can't hey, come in hey, here hey bluey but yeah uh, then you get the idea where the councilwoman you 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 see she wants to become a uh, owl. court member yeah yeah and they are like this isn't this is unprecedented this isn't what happens you I don't really, belong here like, I, I really you're like, jewish i really like that though because it also shows that gives you the uh weight of what batman did do the, the court the court is they're not as oh, strong been, as they no, were. No, not at all. They're underground the entire time yeah. now. Even when in Endgame, when he went to go, like you know, ask for their help, yeah, to find out if the Joker actually yeah. was this immortal being, yeah. they were just been underground this whole time. They refused to help. Look, they refused to help, and I, I think that this shows also they don't have numbers anymore. They don't no. have a lot. So yes, they before they would probably slice her throat. By even <laughs> suggesting that they're pretty badass guys, uh, but now they just you know they kind of talk big. But it looks like she's actually calling the shot she's really she's got some balls on her oh yeah uh but then we go we see that but then we hit jason did you like the part with jason so now i love as, the parts of jason okay, as this goes on uh you'll they start introducing more and more robins into the book and there's jason and he's talking to a guy and you can say what happens Oh, Jay, uh, the news is broadcasting the big outcry, like I was talking about. Mm -hmm. But they're like, you know, and the guy at the bar where Jason's having, because you know, Jason always hangs out at the bar now, it seems. Mm -hmm. He's talking about how, you know, fucking kids out there, why Batman wouldn't want this. You know, what do you know what Batman would want? Maybe like Batman would dig this. He'd get an angry kid and show him what to fucking do with that anger. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're a stupid buddy. And then fucking Jason beats the holy hell out of him. Yeah, I actually like the point because uh, what Jason says, like he's like, oh, these kids. And he's like, hey. Maybe he lets these kids who want to hit something and directs them towards something that deserves to be hit. Oh, yeah. I really like that. There's one thing I don't like about the scene. Do you What's know it, what uh, it is? Is it when he goes outside and the light's hitting his hair and it looks uh, nope. good? Ginger? No. Do you, do you have the book open? No, I don't. Uh, the guy's wearing a green and red hat. Okay. I thought that was he's wearing Robin colors. They have already said those. That's are funny. I didn't even pick it's, up on that. It, to me, a guy who and I'm thinking he loves that hat, Eric. And he has, a, nice hat. he has a receding hairline. He's so pissed off that they're making him take off the hat. Like me. Is that back why you always at, wear a hat? Like me, but no, I don't know. I have a lot of hair, but uh, I like a hat. But yeah, it, to me, I giggled because I'm like, this guy just that's all he's mad at. They're making him take off this hat. Now he's in a bar. He's got the hat on, but and he he has it backwards because he's a douche. But uh, 
yeah, I he has a green and red hat, and it seemed very odd to me. Like, we've gone through this whole thing to set up that you can't have green and red, and there he is. And, in fact, as we go on, uh, Duke even gets taken out. He just has red on. He has red, red shoes, shoes, man. And he gets taken. This guy has a green and red hat. He's just yelling and screaming. Well, he's not out and about. And honestly, I I think they're really just looking for kids. I don't think they think a big, fat, drunk guy. That guy's not that big. He looks like a uh, pretty young guy. Not not a kid guy, but he has the Gotham Knights football shirt on. In in my mind, he looks like 21. He's 21, this guy. He gets clocked, though. And then they go out, and I really don't like... This is where I first thought, boy, this art's all of a sudden changed. It's, It's off. That's the biggest problem with this book. Yeah, it is. And it, it's supposed to be this big event. Why would you not have, I mean, at the most, two pencilers, an inker, and a cut. They have so many on that art team. It's just, uh, no, it is a, a little bit oversized. Yes. So you, you might have, but again, this is this event has probably been going, you know, in plan they for probably, a while. I'm saying that. They probably had to grab some guys in between doing the regular books. I guess. It's just something that's big enough that you would get some guy. And DC lost a lot of money last quarter. They couldn't afford to well, hire anybody now. Like I said, you have, uh, like, say, uh, Michael Yannon is on um, Grayson. Mm-hmm. He was off the last issue, and I think I would guess maybe he'll be on the art team. He's not on this one, but he'll be on a coming up issue. You just have somebody like that take two months off to just do. I'm saying just the first issue, <laughs> this first big bang issue. You you get some kick ass art. You go, uh, but you don't get that. But what we do get is uh, Duke getting arrested and easily getting out of it. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. There's a I don't I don't know. I didn't like the whole back and forth between them. It seemed like Duke. It was very cocky. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He didn't seem like a, a guy that I would like. He seems like he's actually been doing this a bit longer than he should have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In my mind, he hasn't been a Robin for very long, but here he's coming off really cocky like he's been a Robin for like fucking at least eight months mm-hmm. yeah. and been training a bit, you know, yeah, the yeah. way he well, knows he, all this shit. Guy, he jumps out of a moving police car over the railing, in, or I guess he leaps, jumps onto the cement as he's moving, and then jumps off that into the, the river. That is real Robin material That's right Robin there. That's Robin material. Boy, it's a great thing. It just it did seem off to me. I like, boy, they are training. And then later, uh, Damien shows up well, that's and the thing. basically even, calls him out for not training. Well, even getting into the Damien part, that's yeah. what, like we talked about that Red Hood bit already, but when Red Hood leaves the bar and contacts Tim, yeah. and they find out about this big meeting that Duke's called at this gymnasium, mm-hmm. they're like, well, we got to get down there. Like, and like Tim's like, we got to figure out, you know, what's going on. And Jason's like, we got to help them. And they both agree that they actually have to get there when they find out that Damien's back in yeah, town. Yeah, they're like, and, oh no, oh shit, yeah, this is not going to go I well. I love that so much. Yeah, it's I'm so telling, I love so much about this fucking book. Yeah, and I I like the point where it's a weird thing too. Even though there is Damien, uh, son of uh, son of Batman and uh, whatever, but it's weird when they said what the real Robin would do is the problem. Yeah, I don't think of Damien as Robin anymore. Really? Because of Batman not being around. That's the only reason. And um, one of the things that I've had the most problem with with Bruce uh, not knowing who he is and the robot Batman is that we went all this time without seeing a reaction from Damien. Damien has to know. And again, this is the first time you get any reaction. But Damien's no, been I'm in saying, Gotham. We, we had a reaction in the last issue of uh, Robin, Son of Batman, but okay. it wasn't it oh, wasn't there, anything yeah, that you're I... it was, exactly. But it wasn't what you'd be looking for. It's just him, like uh, Maya, finding out about it. Yeah, and him saying, okay. "Hey, look, I've died. Freaking, my mom has died. 
we're, we're all come back. It's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Death does not apply to like us. All down the road or whatever. But the problem is, is when he get when he's in Gotham, he has to know that Bruce Wayne's alive. And it just seems weird to me that that like he's going to go to these Robins. That's fine and dandy. I, I would like to have seen had, him. I don't know if he knows that he's alive yet at this point. But after, I think he finds out about the the Robin thing, and as he comes back but this to town, was news he would have heard by now. Damien knows things. I'm saying he's been out like, doing his atonement he for the has, year of but I'm telling you, he knew about these Robins. Yeah, he we, heard that he, news. Say he found out about that in Maya's uh, nobody ship. Gotcha, but you don't think any along the lines of this they would have had a news story because it had to have been big news about Bruce. They I, I had a big gala. They, they had, had a, a welcome big, back welcome gala back. for him. That, that has welcome to back be, from what? I know that's what I'm asking because if they think it just it just it threw me off a bit. I would have liked to have had almost a uh, mirror uh, scene of when Dick and even Jason when they went to see him to see how he was. And you even know, that, when, and even if he does know that Bruce is alive, right? Yeah. And he has the skinny and the whole thing. Bruce doesn't have his memories. I don't think he really sees Bruce as his father. He sees Batman as his yeah. father. Well, then it, like I'm saying, he sees he'll be angry. I yeah. think that they're saving this for the his own book, the solo book, where he'll probably have a thing where he's really angry, and maybe he'll be the one who snaps Bruce out of it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he shows up, and they're having that big meeting. And there you have all the Robins. There's tons of them now, it seems. Oh, yeah. All lot. different districts have a shit ton. Yep. So they have that. And out of nowhere, Damien was uh, in the, the rafters, and uh, they're talking. And then he says, I'm Robin, and jumps down. And it's an awesome panel. It's such a great – this is when the freaking the art gets back on tra- – oh, not yep. back on track. It's still it's, – it's really good art. I like all the art, but there's some are better than others, obviously. Yeah, this is And this really is where good. it's really strong. And I would guess – I don't know. I don't know which artist is which, but this is um, – Maybe that Carrie Randolph, I believe his name was, who does right. the covers for We Are Robin, because it kind of it, it definitely has that We Are Robin look. So whoever it was, kind of mimicked that style that was in the book. That what Jorge Corona? It might be yes. Jorge Corona too, because he's on. But yeah, it really has that look. And they I, they go through on the freaking credits page and tell you who did what page. I didn't bother okay. like you know counting pages. Well, yeah, it's pretty cool. And basically, Damien just says, "Hey, you guys are Robins. You know, come beat the shit on me then." And they do. They attack him. And I love it, too, because Damien is, since the New 52 began, Damien is really calmed down. Mm-hmm. But not for this. He's not dealing with any nonsense. No. Uh, and he just I fucking like it takes too. it to the streets. Yeah, and then he I'm does trying, take it to the streets. Even to the point where he beats up Jim Gordon Batman. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and, he's... and even after that, even almost goes after Tim and Jason. Yep. And I, I even, I like the, uh, the line that he has when he says, uh, you know, Robins don't start a fight, but true Robins know how to finish a fight. And that was a great line to me. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a cool thing. Then you get Batman involved. Everybody's involved here. Yeah, it's uh, a fucking huge story. And I like the idea. I like where Gordon's like, wait a second. Why are you sending me in? These are kids. And then the uh, Councilwoman Nocturne. Nocturne. She actually has an awesome way to convince them to get in there. Yeah, do you but, want me to send cops? Yeah. Come on. And it's awesome, but you, it's all a setup. But I liked it. I, I did like the panels where Damien, like, I'm Batman, and Damien's like, huh. And he looks aside. <laughs> then you're like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm sorry. I wish the art would have been stronger there, but yeah. that was a great page. Yeah, it was. And then they start fighting. Obviously, they're going. And that's where uh, I believe it, was, it wasn't It was Brandon. I think it was maybe Paul who said, yeah, he gets knocked out of the window. He gets hit. And I'm just going to say, Damien died and came back. He, he's Yeah, he's super powerful. Maybe some yeah, of that lingered maybe about. Maybe that lingered. I'm, I'm going to go with it. 
but the art is a little off at this point. I'm, I, I'm I don't know if I'm overanalyzing this, but the reason I think that Damien's so upset mm-hmm. is like we're just talking about, you know, Bruce being dead, like you, believing he's dead or whatnot, or he doesn't. Yeah. Robin is a mantle that was given to him by his father, and at this point, this this is all he has left. And these kids are just gonna fucking put it on and say, "I'm Robin." Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's why he's so upset, uh, and I, will not have I anybody talk him down. Yeah, I would agree with that. I uh, I actually, when he first showed up, I thought it would have been a funny thing where there's crazy Damien, and yet he assumes kind of the role of Batman to these kids who are older than him. Right. And I thought that would be a funny way to do it. But this is great too. Like you said, he is pissed. Because yeah, what, how, and I think you're dead on that. That you you think you're Robin? Yeah, fuck you! I'm Robin. And like you said, he's so mad that he's going after Jason and yeah. Tim. Uh, why does Jason? You might be. You, I want you to tell me because I don't know. You're a big Tim guy. That that is your Robin, correct? I don't know. It used to be my Robin. This new Fifty Two okay, version of him. I'm uh, saying there. Why does Jason call him the inbred Robin? It's just because he's playing like the red hoodie, it red Robin, inbred Robin. Uh, and it, is it Damien that says yes. it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I just I was like, what are they talking about? Like it's just like him it was, giving snarky comments. It was something else, but it seemed odd. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. just that threw me off. But then we go to Grayson, and that's how it kind of ends up. And there's Grayson. He's fighting a big guy. He's like, hey, I know I was supposed to do this a different way, but I gotta get going. I gotta get back to. Uh, gotham because shit's going down i'm a robin it just came off weird to me of where we left grayson yeah when, it doesn't matter you know what it said and again it's not like he said in that i gotta get to gotham it just said or yeah he did yeah it just said it just said to continue in in robin war but yeah this i don't know because Helena would, it would not be talking to him at this point, so it still does not make sense. No, I'm saying the, the continuity of the timeline does not add up yeah. from where we just left off in Grayson, but this is at like a, a late, uh, earlier point maybe even, or a later yeah. point, just somewhere out, outside of that timeline. Yeah, and you get the thing where, yes, you want to have everybody yell, I am Robin. Seemed weird for Dick to yell it to, to spiral. Agreed. It seemed odd. Uh, it was very forced, but I, yeah. you know, I, I love the Robin so much. I'm telling you, it might be her- heresy. I love Robin more than I love Batman. Yeah. And it's just a feel-good thing. You know, he's calling out, I am Robin, and I dig it. Yep, and then you go back to Travis, the guy who uh, accidentally killed that cop. Yeah. And it's a pretty cool scene. It's very cool. I'm telling you, this kid was going to confess, you know, Duke could talk to him a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I gotta, you got to do the right thing. He's like, you know, I'm right. And I think that we have to, we're seeing the next phase of the plan enacted or the court of the Alice because they send a talent to murder this fucking little kid. Yeah, they send him there to murder him. And I think um, this is just going to escalate the situation where now the Robins are going to retaliate for a loss of one of their own the way the police are retaliating against them. And again, you're, you're getting the idea. Do you think they're having a Robin where they want them to go? Do you think that they're killing him as well? Because if he goes to the police, the situation gets calmed down a bit because of this. And then you don't have this Robin war anymore. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was always part of the plan. Because I'm telling yeah. you, from the way the police are acting with the Robin Laws Act now, um, and it's again, huge. They're, yeah, they're setting that up. You, so. you kill one of the, uh, the Robins now. They're like people like Dre are going to want retaliation yeah. for this. Yeah. Because yeah, it was fucked up. He did it by accident. Yeah, now if this what? Robin's just dead on the street because he's wearing a fucking Robin costume, now it's time that they're going to take it to the streets. You know, and um, I wasn't even more than they already are. Even so, thinking about that other town that was in uh, We Are Robin, the last yeah. issue. Yeah, I don't know why I get the idea. He could definitely just be a talent. 
regular Court of the Owls talent, this is what they've been trying to do. They're trying to get them against each other. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't even have to be a rogue talent at all. It could just be. I, I was just thinking. Out, I was, you know, me thinking out loud about it because yeah. I'm like, I didn't understand. No, I thought I thought it was going to be a rogue talent too. Like I said, I thought it was going to be, and you would see talent against talent, and I it's thought it. that'd be cool. The reason is just just because uh, he started out his army with these hobos in the beginning of We Are Robin. Yeah, yeah. It didn't work out, so and now again, he wants to move on to some kids. Maybe, and maybe that was just maybe that was the start of the plan. Maybe they are the the you know the Court of the Owls will be shown that they were the ones who even put the initial thoughts of making the We Are Robin movement, and either it got away from them a bit, or this is all just part of their plan. I don't or, know. Or it's not Alfred at all who's the next. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think that that could be that because everybody, that's the big thing. Oh, what's Bruce going to say if he gets back his memories about Alfred? And Alfred's going crazy. Oh, since he lost his hand, he's been crazy. Yeah, I, I'm starting to think that's not Alfred at all. Either they have Alfred, which would, you know, actually they, they must. Where else would he be? I have no it idea. can't be like he's just hanging out. If he heard about this stuff, he'd go, I don't think that's Alfred. I think that it is a, I don't know, clone? Or He went, to, he went out to that Italian, uh, no. that city in Italy and went to have that cup of well, coffee at the end the of fucking Dark Knight this, Rises. This is actually why I wish there was more Italians, because if you told me that they were controlling him with the compound that was used in Eternal, then I'd it be all right ties with back you. Together. Yeah, I'd be like, holy shit, yeah, that would be it. But that doesn't seem to tie in, but who yeah. knows? It'd be awesome. I think that, like you said, with the Court of the Owls involved, then you have it St. Dumas and the Court. It would tie in very easily, and I think that would be cool. I don't know how they could get a replica of um, Alfred. Then you want to go even more overreaching. <laughs> you can say, listen, the only one who would know it's not Alfred would be Bruce, so they're the ones who kind of led into Bruce not having his memory, and with this replica uh the replica Alfred would definitely not want him to know about being Batman. Right. You know, but then again, that ties into the Batman title, which it's, it, that's too it's much. huge at this point. Yeah, like it's, it's way too much. much. But yeah, it ends up that this whole thing seems to be setting up uh, Dick Grayson. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but they, this whole thing is they were counting on the Bat family Robins calling Dick Grayson in because they apparently can't do anything without him. Yep. And again, and, if you want to tie the whole thing in, is that initially in the Nightwing book and, and all the things with Dick involved in the New 52, he was supposed to be a Court of the Allen, Court of the Owls talent. Court of the Allen? Yeah, Court of the Allen. It's this guy <laughs> Allen who runs it. But he was supposed to Down be Down at the talent. food court. He was supposed to be Italian. At, 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 now, I, did I say Italian? Yes, you Dick did. was supposed to be Italian. No, he was supposed to be Italian when his parents died and Bruce kind of grabbed him. No, I said he's supposed to be a Talon. Okay. And uh, Bruce kind of grabbed him after his parents were dying and ended that, and one of his friends ended up. That was the whole thing at the beginning of the Nightwing run of the New 52. I don't know why, though, but uh, this whole plan seems that they want him to become Nightwing again. Yeah, it's very I don't odd. Know. I, either that or they're just saying that's like a symbolic thing of we'll have the Grayson and the Nightwing will rise again. That's just that they want him as a Talon. I don't know why they'd have that mask there. They might want him Italian as well. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're hanging out with Alan. We're gonna find out, but yeah, I'm pretty excited to find out. I had a lot of fun with this book, though, the exception of the multiple artists on it, because some yeah. of the styles were just so drastically different from one another that it was just kind of jarring every few pages. Yeah, it was. No, I, the the art was a bit inconsistent. I like this book, though. I gave it an eight out of ten. I would give it a seven eight. So I'm very close to you, and yes. I'm telling you, Calvin Rose shows up in the next couple issues. I miss Calvin. It's, it's a ten. It's an 11, because I love Calvin Rose, the old talent. One of my favorite books. But we're going to continue with you, Eric. 
Yes, we are. Batman Beyond number seven, written by Dan Jurgens, with art by Stephen Thompson, Marcel Miao, and Dave Sharp. Yep. Now that Brother Eye is defeated, Tim Drake has to adjust to his future world and get the Batman Beyond suit back up and running. Which, thankfully, we finally have a reason to see that Tim is smart as a smart guy in the series and gets the job done. Matt McGinnis, on the other hand, continues to be a mystery to me because while I'm used to the sweet, snarky boy from the animated series, here he's got a dark side and looking to find out about a borged-out arm he found. Yeah. And yeah, that's it's a weird it. arm. Yeah, I'm telling you, you we keep, people keep talking about you found out somewhere or read somewhere that it's supposed to be the Green Lantern in a hand, like the John Stewart so borged-out hand. Here's the weird thing. I hate that people are like, it has to be John Stewart because it's black. And oh, like, no, no. That's it just could because... be a glove. It is a glove. Okay. No, no. It's just because in the last uh, issue, oh, no, two issues ago, there was the borged out John, John Stewart, Stewart and he blew up. Okay. It really threw me off. I'm like reading this because I saw all these theories and I, did, I didn't even remember. Uh, I'll tell you, this issue has a lot of talk, a lot of nothing going on. Uh, there's, uh, I liked it more than a lot of the other Batman Beyond issues. Though, I'm telling you, I, I, I dig the fact that we have some downtime here to kind of acclimate Tim Drake to this fucking future mm-hmm. world, but not a lot happens because of it. that's the problem. Oh, the the issue with me is up in the other six issues, uh, really hinged on your reading World's End and Future's End, and I, I did, but I didn't, I didn't read them all because we not- hadn't had our podcast and you were doing your reviews, I was doing mine. Uh, yeah, and I, I really, all of the uh, Brother Eye stuff really, it's not nonsense, but it wasn't very interesting to me. Right. Another reason why the, the Earth 2 Society book I'm not that interested in, because that's just a story that doesn't interest me. Well, that's, and, you know, that, that's part of the writing problem there, though. Well, yeah, it is. But uh, this one, yeah, there's a lot of talk and stuff like that, but I, I didn't mind it that much. Well, I'm Johnny. Up and up until this point, though, Tim has come off as a fucking dummy, and yeah, I like yeah. the fact that we actually had some time where he's talking to Barbara Batcave. He's getting the suit up and running, figure out codes and shit, and yeah. I really like that. And even when we he does get the bat suit up and running, then takes it out. He takes on some jokers, you know, as he's testing out the suit. Yeah, we've seen this a hundred times, though. We from the animated series to the previous Batman Beyond comics, it's just old hat. I'm telling now. you, don't even stay with Batman. You've seen it with every superhero that has any suit. You see it with Iron Man. You see. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm just talking about Batman I know, Beyond I'm just in saying, general. Everybody's though. seen this a trillion times all around. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a little weird. He's testing out the suit, and he basically looks like he's trying to kill people, like as he's testing. And yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot this battering, and then I'm gonna shoot this fucking missile. Yeah, yeah. good times. And then uh, again, I could get mad. I guess that they throw rewire in a bit, and that's almost like a again. Hey, it look, is. I know this, you know, but I I didn't mind it at that. I it was kind of funny. But you said like Matt just gets the hell out of there. <laughs> I'm saying that one. Well, the most interesting part of this book for me was the stuff dealing with Matt McGinnis because yeah. while I thought I knew this character well enough through my constant cartoon watching, this is a different Earth with a different future than what I'm used to. Yeah. If you remember, the real Batman Beyond universe is Earth 12. Yeah. And this new Earth is – I mean this is the future of new Earth. Yes. And it's a lot darker and because of it. I guess that it would make Matt McGinnis a darker character as well because here he comes off as a bit of a psychopath. And he's kind of a – yeah. He's like a Leo in uh, Martian Manhunter. To me. Yeah, he exactly. Is, he is a little odd. Because uh, he, goes, he goes to this freaking tailor who's an underground tech dealer or whatever, some sh- Yeah. And uh, Rewire – he wants to find out about this army and where it came from. He finds out Metropolis. Yep. But that's all because Rewire shows up. You sold me a faulty battery, you son of a bitch. Give me the money. He doesn't do it. And then Matt just walks away as you see this guy screaming as you yeah. see electricity come through the it's window. It's funny. He's like, wrong answer. Matt and does, Matt he does has not bat no an eye. He is no. almost like he, he 
barely looks back. He doesn't really. He doesn't just give wants a to make, shit. He doesn't want sparks to hit him. That's no. all he's saying. Because it looks like a lot of, you know, it's raining. You don't want electricity and rain. They don't mix there. I, I learned that once. And, uh, yeah, he just gets the hell out of there. And the guy goes, yeah. And I'm telling you, as much as I can say that this is the most interesting part of the book, not a lot to say about it either. No, there's because... not a lot to say about a lot of the, this issue in general, I think. But you... oh, after this, he freaking just, you know, goes home. Yeah, I was out doing stuff. Um, I'm going to see you to school tomorrow. Like, I'm going to go to school tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then he just heads off to Metropolis. Well, and Nora, his guardian, yeah. has to call Batman Beyond in. Well, so I, I guess going to Metropolis. I was just thinking, though, because you have the, uh, like you said, you the animated series. Yeah. Is this an attempt to say, listen, brother, I fuck shit up. And the bad life that he's led up to now has led to this. Matt yes. being just yeah, it, it's him. Like he's he's a you know how old is he supposed to be? I would say he's like thirteen, like twelve or, or thirteen. He is a hardened thirteen. You know he's seen some shit go down. Hell yeah, and, man! He, and now his brother's dead. Yeah, and maybe it's not full out psycho, but he definitely has some issues. And one thing I like psycho's though, the new normal in the future. Yeah, apparently. really. Well, what I like is at one point we thought that he was gonna sell uh, Tim out. Yeah. to Brother Eye. Instead, it looks like he wants to become his own hero. And he has a Green Lantern ring. Sorry, well, I'm saying, I don't know that this is the Green Lantern. Everybody's saying that. Yeah, I didn't is. pick up on it. I didn't go back and look at it. He's holding the ring at one point. He's oh, is he? It. Yeah. Okay, uh, I totally missed you that. Look, remember when he says, uh, detail, Metropolis. And he's got like a an iPad type thing. And it's like, Metropolis, often called the City of Tomorrow. home of the Justice League. In his other hand, he's holding a Green Lantern ring in his hand. Okay, so he that's almost fucked has up too, though, on. because that was a Borg-Doubt Green Lantern. Yeah, I mean, it was. Brother-Eyed-Out Green know, Lantern ring. I know. Uh, again, you may just have to go with it. Um, he becomes I, a Green Lantern OMAC? Yeah, I think that at some point he thinks that, yeah, he has to get the Metropolis, like they said, to charge up this ring. He wants yeah. to be the Green Lantern. I think he will become the Green Lantern of Justice League Beyond. Oh, that's cool. I I'm think just they're going to form that. I, just, I don't think it's going to be a good relationship, though, because he still does not trust uh, Tim Drake because no, he, he still thinks that he killed his brother and just took the suit. Again, that I like that. I yeah. would like that he – and again, I would think that he'd become a Green Lantern and say he does charge up the ring, which I don't know why they do this without that happening, where he is going to be like, no, you're not Batman. You're not my brother. I'm going to take care of shit, and yeah. shit's going to go wrong. It's not going to go well, and that'll be as long – you know, if this book sells and it keeps going, I really like that because of that, you would think that uh, – Tim would have a relationship with him. He would have. Oh a yeah, eventually. I, I figure. I figure Matt will come back to, if this all pans out like this. Matt will come back to Neo Gotham, and Tim will have to fight him. And you know, like you're not my brother. That's what and it like, will be. Yeah. My brother's dead, and like you know, Tim grabs a hold of him. It's not your fault, Matt. It's yeah. not your fault. And then he starts crying. Don't do it, man. Not you. Don't it's do not it. Not your fault. That'd be so but, good. Uh, I'm sorry, there's not much else for me. No, to really I love talk the art. I love the art. In this well, Stephen Thompson's filling in for Bernard Chang in this. And I'm telling you, did a really good Bernard Chang style. He did. It's really good, and I'm telling you, I'm looking at it right now, I'm paging through. I love the Jokers. Yeah. I, I don't like them, and, and again, I don't even like this whole thing with the diamonds and the whatever. Uh, I really like it. It was all for them to set up a way for him. He, he hits the, the Joker, the girl Joker, with yeah. freaking the uh, disc batter. <laughs> freaking, she's dead. 
she's dead. But he goes and uh, yeah, and he yells, "Batman's back!" It's cool. I like yeah. the idea that they set up Barbara as almost in a Oracle type situation where yeah. she's back in the cave and uh, you know giving him tech advice or giving him advice as well. I really like that. Uh, we decided that. Tim definitely has a fetish for older ladies. Yes, he does. And he doth protest too much, Eric, because he's I'm moving like, in with Barbara. Yeah, he's going to move in with Barbara. And uh, she's like, oh, and he just keeps saying it. He says, like, I don't know. Are you sure this is a good idea? He's going to be a, awkward. He's got a heart on there. He's ready to go. He is That's the best ready part, because you say it's old ladies. She's only 10 years older than you at this well, point. I'm an old man, Eric. <laughs> what am I, 53? I was laying in bed Thursday night thinking about them. Like, oh my God, she's we're thinking how old Barbara is here. She's only ten years older than Jim. Ten years older than me. What is she? Thirty-eight. Yeah, she's thirty-eight. The thing I laughed at. I'm reading it. If you want to say what I thought of Eric and laughed, I thought that basically Barbara sets up the same deal that you have with Jessica at your apartment. Right. As long as Tim scoops the Where litter box. Where she gets fired or quits her job? No, and the litter boxes. He. That's all she says. Hey. You can you can move in. You're gonna have to scoop the litter boxes. He's See, like, you have cats, and I thought, boy, I hope he does a better job than your girlfriend. Oh god! <laughs> Every time you go by there, you smell kitty litter and shit. Shut your fucking mouth. Ah uh, yes. But, but the again, thing is, I thought it was funny too that you brought that up. Okay. Because here, this is the same thing to me as the fucking um the bat shark repellent when she says, "I'm oh, surprised I didn't you like have it at bats." All. Yeah, you I know, because of Selena. And you know like, what I would have said? I'm surprised you tell jokes because yeah, no, of Joker, I fucco. Said, I would have said, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? Surprised I have a cat. Selena's been dead for 20 years, you <laughs> motherfucker. Died of she AIDS. Died, she died a hero. AIDS? <laughs> she was hanging out with Charlie Sheen. Too soon, Tim. Too oh, soon. She's like, she was hanging out with Scott Whelan. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of anybody who's died. She was there with Robert Robert Loggia. She was yeah. hanging out with Robert Loggia. I love Robert Loggia. But yeah, like you said, I uh, in fact, because I do not review this book, Eric, I didn't even know it wasn't Chang on art. That's yeah. how well, that's how good a job he did. I really, really like the art. Uh, he even had, I think there was even one of those crazy panels. Because he did. Marcelo Maiolo. Where the rewire had, kicked yeah, out the do. door. And again, that's more of the colorist deal. So you see Marcelo Maiolo is actually still on it. But you got to draw it like that. And that, I really liked it. I liked the art a lot. And uh, like I'm telling you, one of my only complaints, so like with uh, the art though, is I just want this book to be brighter because I love Marcelo Maiolo's colors. And he, because this is such a dark, bleak world, yeah. it has to be dimmed down a bit. I'm hoping and I just want to see a pop, Yeah, baby. I'm hoping that they get towards some time where they're rebuilding and they kind of led that they kind of made an out with that with neil gotham were like we kept it you know they kept it hidden so yeah. at least you have that one city hopefully the veil system. hopefully yeah hopefully they they get more where it is a little more uh bright because yeah marcel maialo's colors are awesome uh i don't know though because next issue looks like we're going to metropolis and even I though know. it's like yeah, a oh, junk it, heap it's, now yeah it's a junk heap all right I, I just hope it's brighter just because it's a metropolis yeah. now yeah um yeah, what what did you give it? Six out of ten. I would have given it a six five. Nice. And I'm telling you, that's not a bad six five. I no. enjoyed it. It's Mine's just, not a bad six. There's it's not, not a lot yeah, going on. There's not a lot going on. Uh, but I am more interested in this book now than I was in any time of the first six issues. Because Brother Eyes has gone. Because yeah, he's gone. I want to see more Batman Beyond, and we're going to get that. Luckily or hopefully, people are sticking it out uh, to get past that, so that they can get some Batman Beyond. Uh, but Eric, we're going to head off to what we like to call the other side. And the other side uh, segment, we like to set that up as uh, Ryan, Brightest Daycare Clark. 
he does books from P, uh, companies other than DC, correct? Yes, correct. And because uh, it gives people a little uh, downtime, they can listen to Ryan talk about a Marvel book or an Image book. And uh, this week he's going to do Harley's Little Black Book number one, Eric. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, only because he read it. I read it. I, I, it was okay. I have not. I read didn't it. want to talk about it only because it is a number one. We all, we've never not talked about a number one. This is basically to me. You'll hear what Ryan says. I'm just going to tell you what I thought because I read it as well. It's just an extension of the regular Harley book and a way to get another Harley book out there. I didn't enjoy it that much, uh, but we're going to let Ryan make up his mind on it, and we're going to take it away to Ryan. Boosh. <laughs> Hello, Weird Science, and welcome back to episode number 41, the 41st installment of the Other Side segment. I am, as always, your host, Ryan, brightest daycare clerk. Uh, this week, I'm doing things a little bit differently. I usually try to bring you non-DC books in order to fulfill my obligation to bring you stories that are literally from the other side. But this week, I decided to talk about this book. It's something maybe the, the listeners have heard of. I found a copy of this book in the trash outside the box factory where Jim and Eric go every day. I won't call what they do work. It's called Harley's Little Black Book Number 1. Maybe you heard of it. It's written by Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, with art by Amanda Connor, John Timms, Dave Johnson, Paul Mounts, Hi-Fi, and Dave Sharp. This book serves as a bit of a new jumping-on point for the Harley Quinn train, though to be honest, I had let that one pass me by quite a while ago. I read the first trade of the New 52 Harley book, but it wasn't anywhere near as impressive as the book I was hoping for it being, so I left it at that. I was shocked uh, with this book that it only included one instance of Harley using her new and apparently go-to exclamation slash half-hearted joke of taking whatever thing has occurred or whatever situation she's in and to force it to fit into the framework of holy insert something referencing current situation here, a roly, and do that by any means necessary. The humor in this book was a lot less terrible than I was expecting, and with the long list of creators on this book, there isn't any real moment where you obviously feel like the book has completely changed hands and it takes you out of the story entirely. The side group of characters, the London Legion of Superheroes, only really serves as a way to bite our collective American thumbs at those limey Brits because they are ineffectual at best, and boring, and really not anything I would remotely call super or heroes at their worst. I did like seeing Wonder Woman in this book. I thought she was a welcome addition to the Harley Quinn story. Having Harley have a bit of a girl crush on Wonder Woman was an interesting um, trait to give to kind of move the story along. Uh, the flashback sequence of a childhood Harley Quinn basically committing a lynching of a childhood bully seemed totally normal sarcasm, and exactly like what Wonder Woman would do attempt to murder children is right up her alley, that Wonder Woman would do while wearing a um, children's Halloween costume of Wonder Woman and sort of taking on the, the mantle of Wonder Woman for herself, um, child murdering is definitely right up there. 
Uh, I did like that the main cover for this book showed a costume swap of these two ladies, and that it does get delivered in the book. I think that was something that was done in the Harley Power Girl, uh, either the miniseries or in the main series when she first came on, and I don't feel like that actually happened, so it's nice to see a little bit of, uh, I believe, what Reggie called truth in advertising for that moment. Um, I think that the end of this book is probably the least surprising moment throughout. Uh, everything ends as you expect it to. Uh, things are, are wrapped up nice and neat. The status quo is upheld. But maybe, just maybe, Wonder Woman has made a new friend in Harley Quinn. It was a fun and silly story with only a few moments to make me actually go, Oh yeah. This is the much worse new Harley, not the classic Batman animated Harley that I really wish it had stayed. I hope that people out there aren't taking this book's complete exclusion from the main portion of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast as an indictment on Jimmy Palmiotti or Amanda Connor, because I actually enjoyed reading this book. Uh, but by now, I think that we all know that Jim and Eric hate fun and can't be bothered to step away from their podcast quote-unquote duties for a week, even though all Eric did last episode was try at every turn to just end it all and make it stop. I think that this book was a lot better than what I was expecting, probably a lot better than what a lot of people were expecting. Uh, coming in, and I even picked up one of the polybagged variants um, just in the off chance of getting a, a rare variant to kind of offset the potential letdown that would be a less than stellar first issue, and I actually got lucky and got one of the black and white uh, inked cover variants from J. Scott Campbell. Uh, big plus, I love J. Scott Campbell's artwork, um, but the the only downside I could really come up for um, getting one of those variant covers is that. Um, the cover is printed on the super heavy-duty and super glossy cover stock. So if I ever get to meet J. Scott Campbell and get him to sign it, he'll have to use a switchblade or a lit cigarette to burn his name into it and then smoke like a real badass, like somebody else we know. Um, but other than that, I thought it was pretty fun and not as terrible as I was expecting and would definitely say... Uh, to go and check out Harley's Little Black Book number one. Um, other than that, I've just been reading a lot of weekly books. Uh, I haven't uh, gotten all the way caught up. I took last week off from my podcast and was also missing from here on the Weird Science DC Comics podcast as well. Got to spend some time with my family. Uh, I don't think Jim knows what that is. But uh, I got to have a good time, and now I'm back and ready to get back into it. So if you have any uh, recommendations or suggestions for the other side segment here on the podcast. You can let the uh, weird science guys know when you write in for the listener mail segment and tell them how terrible they are and how they hate everything. You can tweet at them or me. I am at BDC Comics on Twitter. Uh, you can actually go out and like all of my fan pages, Facebook, Google Plus and Tumblr have Brightest Daycare pages. Just search Brightest Daycare two words. And you can read all of my written reviews on my website, brightestdaycare.com, as well as listen to my podcast, which is the Brightest Daycare podcast, available on uh, iTunes, Overcast, any of the po podcast aggregate apps. And that is all for me this week. And until next week, I'll see you 
on the other side. All right, Eric, we are back. Oh shit! Here you typing away, typing away. You writing a review right now? You getting your reviews up? You know I don't do both, that. Both of us have a bunch of reviews still to do. A bunch of books we're talking about tonight. We have, <laughs> I have a couple I have to get done by next week as well. But we're going to continue on here with Action Comics number 47. Written by Greg Pak. Art by Jorge Hente or Georges Hente. I've yeah. been told different things. Uh, Carl Story. My favorite name ever, Wade Von Growlbadger. <laughs> Wade Von Growlbadger. Sean Parsons, Dexter Vines, Tomei Moray, Pete Pentazis, and Steve Wands. While I think I can officially put Greg Pak on the weird science, science naughty list because he hates us, yes. his action comics has been the strongest of the super titles involved in this truth nonsense. This issue, he really gives us some story progression, and finally, it feels like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. We get a Wrath origin, another Vandal Savage sighting, and Superman finally feeling like Superman to me. Sure, he gives up a chance to have powers, but he also saves the day, finally. And I'm telling you, up until now, I don't know. I, I've enjoyed the, this action comics. I've actually enjoyed seeing him getting his powers back with this shadow. Me as well. Um, but I also, I like Lee. Um, I wish that they would have... Um, Given us more of her, like, uh, more progression of her character. Well, I really don't know much about her. I know she was a fireman. Know, she was a fireman. She got the uh, shadow arm, and but again, you didn't really. I'm saying that's all I know. And, she was a fireman. She, she got some shadow, and she likes Superman. Yeah, she's she's friends. She's with from Superman. the neighborhood. She was from the neighborhood. That was like the big uh, character development of her. Was she was there to stand the uh, the weird shadow police down. Uh, punched her in the face. Yeah, but again, I, I wish we would have got more because it's a big part of this issue is knowing her and knowing how much she likes Superman. In fact, at one point when Wrath later will talk about it, when Wrath wants to show Superman's friends, like, look at what he, you've become, she's one of them. Yeah. So it's weird because I, I would have liked to see more of her, but we one start thing I know, I'm saying, one thing I know about her is that she's gullible. Because all you got to do is say, "Hey, look over there," and she'll look. Yeah, really. Well, that's away. what I'm saying. And then, like, and again, maybe that's what happened with Bane. This, this. That's, a, that's all just, I can think about. He just ran away like that. But yeah, we start off the issue where we left last last month, and where we won it last month, or actually a couple weeks like ago. Two weeks because, ago, yeah, I think. Uh, the big thing was okay. They're going to have a super battle, Eric. And who is it against? Frankenstein versus Superman. Frankenstein versus Superman. And it's semen. I said, please, don't give us this setup and not give us a battle. We do get a battle. Not much of a battle. No, not There's at not all. much anything going on. No, in fact, there's even a scene where I don't even understand because it looks like Superman's being taken over. And all of a sudden, he has got Frankenstein down. Yeah. And it, it's like you said, it's very weird because basically it's all a setup. Just for a line at the beginning of which one's Superman and which is the monster. I'm like, <laughs> I think the guy with the S on his shirt, it's not an S there. That's Superman. I think the green guy, that might be Frankenstein. Be funny, they tell, say, Rass says that to, because uh, she's talking to Lee. Yeah. Like, you won't know. And she goes, no, I, I, Superman's the guy in the jeans. And she's yep. like, you're right. Goodbye. You win. My bad. Leave. The guy does not have My green bad. skin. Like, I, I leave. But, yeah, they're doing this. And, again, it's a whole thing where Wrath kind of tells her plan uh, that she is using the shadow, uh, whatever you want to call it, the shadow monster black goo, mask. the black mask. That's what they call it, the black mask, the goo, yeah. 
to the goo to create why am i covered in the goo there she will go through the whole planet if she can find five people that can accept this black mass and become almost like lee with this superhero arm thing and have powers because at, when she was a little girl and i'm telling you i don't i think that you had issues with this part and it is wrath's uh, origin yes I didn't because, again, it, it throws out a lot of things from the whole Action Comics run. No, I did uh, that. Going to the beginning. And basically what happened is uh, when Brainiac came down at the beginning, the first thing of Action Comics, Brainiac came and took Metropolis. Right. And her mother died in that thing. So she lost the most important person in her life. Her mother died because of Brainiac. She actually goes that weird way where she blames Superman for not stopping it. I, I never no, no, liked even that at that point thing. she she didn't blame Superman for not stopping the brainiac she blamed him for like he's like Superman wasn't able to save my mother but then he came back as the doomsday Superman. well she said she goes he killed everyone including my mother that was your job Superman yeah. and then she's mad and then she because of this she was a driven person and became a mayor yes years later she became the mayor of Metropolis get to work with Superman yeah, and then and yeah I got to work with you all you were the protector then you got the doomsday virus and ripped the city apart <laughs> and then she's like listen this is ridiculous you are you are not a superhero to the city everybody says you are the best thing that ever happened to Metropolis I've watched you twice you you weren't there to save my mother and then you you yourself destroyed the city I agree. I'm telling you, I'm, I've always been on Lex's side yeah. with this because he, I, Superman is way too powerful. This shit happens. The city is fucking constantly and destroyed. Yeah, He's a menace. And it's weird in this. You and it's weird you say this because Lex was involved in the Batman Superman yeah. book, which uh, is a Greg Pak book as well, and hasn't really been seen since there. And I've barely like seen saying, Lex in that and, too. Yeah, and like you're saying, there's this mayor, um, and at point she had the black mass and was dis- she was disguising herself as still the mayor and i think that lex that would have went well and maybe he will show up would have went really good with lex showing up and working with this mayor and then maybe even now going like oh my god you know i didn't know this i i was wrong whatever it kind of yeah. been a good thing but in fact she also spells out listen i should have seen it from the beginning you and your kind that you're a danger. You're all, and they show Supergirl, Zod, and Superboy. I don't think it should have showed Zod. I know. I just think that they're, she's saying that. Should have been Hell, I think. That would have been pretty good, actually, if they had Hell. And again, I just think they just threw the three guys, and because of the the movies and stuff, people. Yeah. But again, that's weird too, because I'm saying that. But you even said, "Who the fuck's that guy?" Oh, that's Zod. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's not like you look at Yeah, it's not like you look at him and go, "Oh my God, Zod." Yeah. It was a little odd. I would have actually take Zod out and just have Superman in that panel like the three of them yeah. were there. And you that would have been say, fine, too. You can even say that that was like something people saw during that return to Krypton before they left or the, whatever the case may be. A lot of people enjoyed, though, that, that you got Supergirl, that they did not forget about Supergirl. Uh, I'm glad they didn't forget about Superboy. I think he's even like yeah. left out more than yeah, Supergirl. Yeah, well, both of them are. I, like, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind. And again, this is... It's not a new story. No. This isn't a thing where you're like, oh, my God, you mean somebody is afraid that they're aliens? I mean, we were talking about the uh, Dawn of Justice trailer earlier, and that's part of a big thing of that. So yeah. you get that. Well, then you find out that here we go. Vandal Savage swooped in, found out, oh, you don't like Superman? You want to do hey, this? Well, here like we Superman go. Either. Here we go. Here, here's a box filled with tar. That might yeah. be tar pit. 
But he's like, listen, you can use this. You can turn your anger into righteousness and and do what's right. And she gets this, and then that's where I kind of go off a little because the plan then doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Okay, you got this black mass. You want to stop Superman. You've become this black mass, and, and somehow she's been able to harness this black mass. She's one of these few people who yes. will not die when it happens. She wants to find more to create, not even create an army. To me, it's a utopia. Like, yeah, what she wants. Yes, yeah, she wants the humans to be able to defend themselves against these aliens. I want to make my own superpowered people because you guys are too powerful. We want to be able to defend ourselves. We do, even to the point with like her mother. We don't want to have to rely on you to save us. We're going to save ourselves. Right. And I like that. I, really, I like it too. It's just it's up it's, and- it's cliche. Well, up until this point, though, I had no idea that she was actually the mayor. I thought that Black Mass had taken over the mayor so and I. actually controlled and that I, body. I, actually, I had no idea that yep. she was already the mayor before and I, this. I said that this week. And I again, is that I, uh, is that supposed to be a shock to us? Because it was to me, too. I actually thought she was like an alien or she was some sort of mystical like this Black Mass. She I, wasn't human in my mind. Yeah, I exactly. I thought that it had taken over. Like, at the end, you would see that Wrath actually is this, like, shadow monster herself. Exactly. And, and all this, and that was just, she She was always this. She was like, I'm telling you, if you said she was the goddess of Wrath, and this is what, I, I okay. So they make this plan. The only thing that gets me, or more gets me, is that, why this plan is to get these people? Was it that Superman accidentally got involved with the Shadow? Because yeah, it seems it, like they've been coming after him since day one. It, but it doesn't make sense to me in her plan for the Shadow to affect him. She couldn't have wanted this. Well, I'm saying if the fact, Shadow it, affect him because it drove everybody else mad and this made them like mindless zombies, I think she was planning on this to overtake him and then she would just control yeah, but, him. but she said her plan was to find people that could accept the Black Mass. Yeah, and she so didn't she think Superman could. Some people would. I don't think, I don't know how she would think that Superman wouldn't. Now, if you say, listen, this is the whole plan, power's gone. Yeah, Black saying, Mass he's outed, take and then care the police of him. are going after him. The rage is there. The but again, the, though, you think. The isolation, the so, fear. If you so you think that her whole plan was I'm going to get this black mask, get Superman, he's going to die. And I'm telling you, since this is also with the Hoarder and uh, Vandal Savage, yeah. I think this is all part of the thing. Like they they releases it, like like um, Superman has his identity taken, his powers taken. Yes. He be, this whole bad shit's coming to him. He has the fear, the anger of all everything that's going on. He gets exposed to this black thing. The black mask overtakes him because of his rage. And somehow he's able to control it, though. I think this is all like, you know, she didn't plan on this happening at all. Okay, well, I, the point that I'm saying is if that was the plan, she thought that he was going to get overtaken and he was going to yeah. go, then why would she even bother with these other people? Then she'd get rid of Superman. That's why she wants these other people. She wants these other people to yeah. be able to battle Superman. Why even I think bother she's with that? Experimenting with some, I'm and then she wants that, to drop the bomb, and whoever lives lives, yeah, and we'll but, create a utopia. But again, you're going to create a utopia, but she's also saying that we need to get somebody to protect from you. But if she's also saying, hey, oh, you this black man. Yeah, but I, I just. Kind of like Prometheus and shit. If they come out and like that was a side effect. She was supposed to make this army and she wasn't supposed to get Superman involved. I would go with that because I just. It seems odd to want the best of both worlds there. She wants right. to get Superman crazy insane. Crazy insane. Crazy. insane. And maybe dead. But, Same, but she also wants to create these people to fight him. It seemed weird. Like if they came and said, like at the end when Vandal Savage does come and stop this whole nonsense, if he said, you know what, I told you, Superman, like he said the uh, uh, angle, 
uh, or Mr. Ben, last yeah. issue of uh, what was that? Superman Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was Superman yes. Wonder Woman. When he like basically called him out. Listen, you're going against the plan. If she, if he came and said that, but what happens? Superman gets this rage. He gets this black mass. He, they want him to go insane by it. Instead, he says, "No, I'm going to accept it all. I'm going to use this power." And the whole thing of He's the a issue, boy. yeah, and the whole thing of the issue, you're supposed to think like, "Holy shit." There he goes. He's gonna go. He's going crazy, insane. I didn't really have that tension of that. I didn't think that he was gonna know. go. I kind of did for that one second. You, you know what the panel I'm talking about, where all of a sudden he smiles, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, insane. He's all yeah. He looks insane. I honestly, oh my god, what the fuck's going on? And uh, the other thing, where I think we're at, just she doesn't think things through either, because she has this point where she's like, oh, you want to take this? You want to accept this darkness? I'm gonna show your friends what you became. She goes, he pops up in Jimmy's room for a second. Jimmy doesn't look, he looks concerned. He's writing on his blog. Yeah, and he's got his blog going. And uh, it, he doesn't look afraid. It's not like they're like, holy moly, oh my God. No, I'm concerned. What the hell's my boy up? Yeah, yeah. And I think she, she read the situation wrong. Uh, but then they go and show, uh, he pops up <laughs> with uh, Lana and Steel. Yeah. Where is that freak kid that we laughed about? Where is the kid with the shit, think, the tubes in his head? I think Steele put him out of his misery I already. I think that he got taken out to the woodshed, Eric. He's dead. They don't have him. He's dead. <laughs> they have that land again. What is that? He was the perfect poster child for shit going wrong. They have this little girl crying. I don't know what's wrong with her. She doesn't look like anything's <laughs> no, wrong. I need this fucking guy like with that, been that choker collar crying. <laughs> the but they don't, have, yeah, they don't have it. Well, again, Superman accepts all this, this shadow. And in fact, what happens then he cures everybody of it uh lee gets the shadow taken away from her which it's a shame in fact she even was calling out the issue a couple uh issues ago or maybe even last where she liked the shadow yeah and she liked that arm she wouldn't be able to help people yeah now she it's gone all the kids end up and again you have that kid maybe that's why you have choker collar kid (laughs) the the black uh mask that goes out of him he's still a freak eric it doesn't save anybody uh, in the meantime, out of nowhere, they're fighting. Uh, he's fighting uh, Frankenstein again. That yep, seemed weird. And uh, then it just ends where he looks like he's going to have his powers back. He's flying around with this black mass power. And it's really cool looking. It is. And I actually would have enjoyed a couple more issues of that, even just one. Um, but instead, Vandal Savage comes in, says no. Oh, before that, actually, I, I'll mention those bombs that are supposed to blow up Houston. He even takes those in. That's more oh, yeah. black mass. He's this huge thing. Vandal Savage comes in, says, hey, this isn't the plan. Opens up a box. Gone. Done. And, yeah, it was a little abrupt. And I re- I'm telling you, I was having fun with the issue up until that point. I'm like, yeah. so this whole thing was for nothing because Vandal just came in and took he it back. He came in and took it back. Uh Again, that would lead me to uh, go along the line of him saying something like, I told you not to get him involved. That wasn't part of your plan. And we also find out here that the mayor, like the, the shadow lady, Rath, is her, his daughter. Uh, again, you know what? I think that and now that they've said it twice, I don't think it is. No? I actually think it's that I made you. I think when he said about Bend, he called him his son. He's like, oh. A father knows what a son that I actually think. Now, you can tell me. You say it all the time. There's probably a million people. Oh, I'm telling you. He's savages. like Genghis Khan. And yeah. you do not see his her father in those no, scenes with the mother. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think that and they look my a lot mind, alike. They do. In my mind, it, it just seems like I I was the one that birthed you into wrath. I'm your father, like that. Got it. I really order do. orders his son, yeah. Mister Abendis's son. Yep. This is his daughter. It's all in the family business, yeah, it's baby. All in the family because everybody Vandal Savage likes to fuck. He goes around the DCU and just lays his seat everywhere he can. Um, <laughs> I like this one. issue though. Again, I I was kind of have some questions about it, but we actually to me. We see that Vandal Savage now, this is the second time he's shown up with the people that we know he is definitely in charge, which yes. we knew kind of before. But I like that we are finally, I don't know. To me, like I said in my intro, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I see where the story is going somewhere. You're moving. And it's also this, just that little bit where he shows up and says that and takes it away, ties in now the Batman Superman or Superman Wonder Woman a bit. Now I'm seeing... That it is a connection. Has nothing to do with Superman still, if but Superman we're somewhere. Could, if Superman could just get in the line. But <laughs> I'm telling you, it's starting to make a little more sense. I'm starting to at least say, okay, maybe Vandal Savage's plan is this. Like I said, maybe the plan was you lose the power, which is which allows the... Um, the shadow to affect him and then when he gets shadowed maybe they even say with the shadow he becomes even more powerful in a different way and we can suck that energy i don't know but it, it, at least i have some idea that they're connected right superman makes no sense not at the, all the freaking this wrestling the myth brawl is a bunch of hooey makes no sense but at least some of these and i'm re- i'm looking forward to now this continues unfortunately in superman annual that's fucking nonsense and it's forcing people to buy all this crap but I, I'm looking forward to the next uh, Superman Batman, which I believe is next week, coming up this Wednesday. It should be. And I'm looking forward to see how that will tie in and see what goes with Vandal Savage in that one. Well, that's just Vandal Savage. Yes. Going to Siberia. They're fighting him. Uh, but I'd like to see how that ties in. And if that one ties in even more, I'm starting to like the story more and more. And it, it's getting past this nonsense of the truth. I'm sorry, I like it. Superman just still throws me off with everything, but I like this issue enough. It's just that ending of the whole Wrath Shadow yeah, yeah. Black Messing. Very abrupt. It, it is. just really it, took me out of the story. I'm like, we've been dealing with this from then. All of a sudden, he comes in with a magic box, and it's and all again, gone. And if, again, if beforehand, you know, Vandal Savage is a smart guy. He's been around. If he, You almost get the idea maybe he would have seen this happening before, and he, what all he had to do was open a box. Yeah. And it's done. So, yes, I'll give you that. Uh, but I liked it. Like I said, I like answers, and we're getting a... Oh, yeah, I liked it something. enough. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I'd give it a 6.5. Okay, that's fine. You son of a bitch. I'm sorry, it's the ending that really... I'm t- I was really I having know. fun with it. It would have been a 7, and then the ending just came out. Uh, well, I still again, like the I'll, issue enough. I'll even mention other other people reviewing it. They seem really... They These people still seem to be reviewing all these because of those first truth issues. These people keep yelling, like... We're not getting Superman. This isn't my Superman. I don't like, yes, he doesn't have powers. He, his identity's out. He's starting to be more and more. In these books, except Superman, except the actual Superman. book, yeah. he's starting to act more and more like Superman. In fact, and he, I like that. he took this wrath in, which, you know, he fought that off. He did this for the good of all these people, fought it off, and did save the day. And now he's, ba- you know, and actually sacrificed powers again. And now he's, that would be the thing he wanted the most. And he sacrificed him again. Uh, not actually, actually, Vandal Savage took yeah. him. But he did take that in to save the other people. And I think in this whole issue, he, him yelling to Lee, like, Lee, don't listen to her. Uh, I'm not bad. Oh, don't. It, it was more Superman to me. Me as well. Him. And we're going to go to the next one. All right. We got Green Lantern number 47, written by Robert Venditti, with art by uh, Martin Kokolo. 
Is that how you say that? That's, Co- I'm with you. I'm drinking an energy Co- drink. Cockalo? Cockalo. Cockalo. Billy Tan, Billy Tan, Mark Irwin, Tony Avina, and Dave Sharp. Mama, how's coming home? And while the idea of Green Lantern on Earth makes me giddier than Jim when he saw his first pair of boobies, I can't say that there's a lot going on on Earth these days. How visits boom. his brother and his, fa- and his brother's family, gets a haircut, and goes to an amusement park. Luckily, terrorism came along and made this book interesting when an outraged citizen of Madura needs to have his voice heard, which means blowing up a Ferris wheel, apparently. Yeah. Even with Corona's gauntlet, Hal wasn't able to prevent his nephew Howard from getting hurt. But the biggest thing to happen in this issue is the appearance of Zero Hour Parallax, who's apparently done with traveling the multiverse and isn't too happy to see that Sinestro has followers in this universe. Yeah, he's he's not too happy. No, I'm done. I'm it fucking blew me away. And the best part is, I, I I'm just gonna jump ahead and tell you exactly what I gave. Yeah. I gave this a six, and I actually thought to myself all week where I was upset because I thought I gave this a six point five. Okay. And uh. I was like, ah, I because I wanted I wanted to give Batman Beyond the same thing I gave this because I had the same kind of feeling towards it. Okay, but yeah. I was writing my notes up here. I, I realized that I did give it a six, and okay. after writing my notes, I got really excited. Should have given it a six point five. Yeah, I actually gave it a six point five. Yeah, I was right on. Uh, I liked it. It's not and a it's lot only, goes on. It's only the ending though. Immediately we get Trapper, Virgo, and Darlene out of this book because we, as we've all seen, those characters have nothing to offer well, and are just thing. pointless. In, in my notes, the first thing I put was why did they add Virgo and Trapper and even Darlene, like you said? Yeah. Why were they even on the team if this is what you're going to do every time that Hal has to go? It's like, hey, you do this. And it's all it's all the time. It's the same exact every thing. Issue, yeah. yeah, I'm sure next issue, uh, they're going to be on vacation there. No, I'm sorry. I don't even think we're going to see them. I don't know. You, they can't just say like they're all – you think that's it? Uh, I, no, think I, mean, I think back. they'll come back. I think they'll come back. Yeah, for a couple issues. Yeah, it's it's why add them and do this. I have no idea. I, I guess, think it was I, big, mean, I think he realized it was a mistake because at this point, I'm not. Well, all right. Well, after we get rid of fucking Virgo and Trapper and Hal goes down to Earth, one of the first things we do is that we have Hal get a haircut. I'm telling yeah, you, we are so far we are so far removed from this renegade thing that I think Robert Vendee realized this is not really working. Like yeah. initially, we had the Green Lantern Corps going to be against Hal because now he's this outlaw renegade. But right away, the Green Lantern Corps are gone. Yeah, and you and wonder besides, if that that was like Venditti knew this, or I, if it, they forced it on, and then he, he was because yeah, like you said, this Renegade story, awesome story, yeah, awesome idea, seen it, awesome idea. We, we haven't have got anything seen it, because except for that first issue, yeah. And it just is, was odd, yeah. Like that's this whole thing. They hey, we this ties into this. We have to get rid of the Green Lantern Corps. Yes, the the whole uh, twist with Hal having the gauntlet, and that is why he didn't disappear. Awesome. I yeah. really like that part of the Green Lantern Corps disappearing. But other than that, I was really looking forward to this Renegade story. There has been no Renegade. And in fact, when we first heard of Lost Army, what I thought it was going to be was how was, uh, he stole the gauntlet. Yeah. He set it up so that, like he says in this, I, was, I set it up to be the enemy so that the rest of the universe can fall in love with the Green Lantern Corps again. Yes. Kilowog was the only one who knew. When we first heard about this Lost Army, we thought it was just, just going to be them yep. who disappeared. So there you have where the whole Green Lantern Corps, and yes, at the end, you can Kilowog's going to come out. Listen, it was all a ruse. He's gone. He disappeared, so he's not there to save Hal from, from the everybody hating him. And it makes him. sense. But yet they made all the Green Lanterns disappear, and it, it doesn't make sense. And besides for like a, a really minor tease, yeah. all we have left of this ongoing renegade thing is the gray agents out there who want to hunt Hal. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. 
and we haven't even seen them. They've only been teased. Yeah. And now we have Hell on Earth. I'm talking, and he gets a haircut right away. So there goes that long hair thing that was really cool. I thought in the beginning, mm-hmm. he's got this new look, but really he's just on his way back to being Green Lantern Hal. Yeah. Yes. And um, I'm telling you, just to give a little like story that I would have went with, just throw it out there. I when the Green Lantern Corps like. Uh, G- uh, John Stewart Kilowog, they disappeared. Yeah. Hal's still being chased. I would have even liked it to the point where all of a sudden individual lanterns started. Like they, it was a progression of lanterns disappearing. Yeah. Like Hal's like, oh my, you know, they're they're reporting. Oh, we we lost three more. We don't we don't know where they are. They kind of like at, at like how Sam and Baz showed up right. in out of nowhere though they tried to explain and it made sense whatever. But I would have liked that that all of a sudden Simon Baz disappears. There he is now. He's in. Uh, lost army and it went from that but again they they obviously didn't do that they all disappeared and... I'm, I'm i'm sad i'm glad you brought up simon Baz too because hal knows at this point that the green lanterns disappeared and when he goes down and visits his brother first hey has simon been around yeah. like he promised Why what are you talking about that? unless you would say that maybe he's just hoping beyond hope that he finds that one lantern that didn't disappear I don't know what it is. That. But again, I'm telling you, if they would have had him disappear, like all of a sudden Simon Baz disappears, and then, and then you know, this sort of thing, yeah. that awesome to me. That would have been really cool. Uh, but yeah, they have this, but yeah. I, and it, I that, that starts it, though. Even like, actually, even before that, whatever it is between Hal and his brother Jim, mm-hmm. they're yeah. just awkward around each other. Yeah, they I don't, are. The, the dialogue is off. And sometimes, and at one point, when they go to the amusement park later on, Hal's thanking you know, Jim for lending him money so he could get some toys for his niece and nephew. Yeah. And then the next panel, it's so out of place. Like, what? I am still wearing the the gauntlet. What do you want me to leave it at home? Yeah. There was no transition no, between conversation. I, I actually it actually threw me off. I didn't know what he was talking about at first. No, no, I was like, you talking um, about this ray gun that yeah, he bought yeah, for like, fucking Howard? I don't know what is what is his relationship with Jim. Jim's his uh, younger brother. Yeah, I know, but I mean, normally, how do they? How are they together? Are <laughs> they portrayed as a certain way all the time? Is it like is Jim ever uh, jealous of Hal? Yeah, no. Okay. He, he loves his brother. I'm telling you, that's like like everybody was freaking per, uh, putting the green lights on and yeah. they became the city uh, without fear and shit like yeah. that. He accepts his brother. He loves his brother. He loves what his brother's doing, but like Hal's afraid, you know, that his persona of Green Lantern is going to affect his family sometime. Well, again and again, we're getting right back to the story, like Superman, the last yeah. one where, and I again, I I know it's a cliched story but i wouldn't mind that story as well where it's uh you know how i love you i'm glad to see you i'm glad you're okay but you can't stay with us no i, I don't care if you came to my house and said you're outdoors you know <laughs> yeah, i can't let you, you know in. my wife's kind of funny gotta, you know my <laughs> you funny too but yeah it, I, I wouldn't mind that but yeah they they have this whole thing with the kids and all but um there's one thing i wanted to point out a little there when they were on still on darlene Right. And Hal is talking to uh, Virgo about Trapper and the hey, you got I got my finger on the kill switch Trapper. And I'll, I'll also I want to point something out as well. Trapper became a real dick again. Yeah. He seemed to be like it seemed to be that he was kind of this was like his way of becoming a good guy. This whole we thing hanging to, out with Hal. We haven't had anything to do with him that yeah, we can't we can't know, move along on that. But again, this all of a sudden how like this is the worst I think Hal treated him and how Trapper uh, acted since the first time they met. Yeah, they don't seem to have this thing where by now you think that they have a little camaraderie 
and yes, he doesn't he doesn't trust him when he's not there. I understand that he could snap Virgo's neck and go whatever. So immediately Darlene. wake yeah. up with an accident. I don't face. mind that, but Hal was a li- just came off a little harsh, and even Vir- uh, Vir- uh, Trapper. I was gonna say Virgo. I hate Virgo. Everybody uh, hates Virgo. Trapper even came off really odd, but there's a really weird thing, and it's twice in this, and I don't know if you caught it. There's a point where Hal, and it's when he's like, my finger's still on the kill switch, Trapper. His teeth are red. Did, no, I, didn't, I did not notice it. And then you go a page later, and Hal is talking, and it's when he's like, don't go begging me to stay, Darlene. My mind is made up. His eyes are red. No, I did and not notice it at all. it's such a weird deal. It's like a weird coloring deal that I don't know what went on. It really, again, it, it threw me off a little. It's just a stupid thing. But, yeah, it, it's really odd that they did this. But then he heads down. Like you said, he gets a haircut, which <laughs> basically to me is the, okay, Virgo Trapper, you go your way. I'm going to cut my hair. Hey, everybody, the Renegade shit's done. Seriously? For now at least because this is what this was what the renegade stuff was about and he's if he could give up the gauntlet he would too that'd be gone too uh the, but he can't and uh but yeah they go to the uh the amusement, the amusement park. park which i wish i would have had a name for it it was just the coast city amusement park i called yeah. it but um in the solicit they promised you know uh sonar is gonna sonar, be here yep and i'm thinking all right we're gonna get this classic character back i don't know if it's gonna be like you know house fought him before or if like you know this is gonna be the first appearance of him for this yep. thing and from this, I'm not sure if Sonar is actually a character or this Midorian group. Okay, yeah, uh, that's because, true. Because you know, we just we just see this guy who's you know dresses a fucking Ferris wheel repairman, delivery man, yeah. whatever. Fucking <laughs> that people they, are always delivering parts for that Ferris wheel. And he drops boxes off, and then these box collects sound, and after enough sounds collected, they yeah. explode. And yeah. so I'm like, is this just like that's a Sonar thing? You know, we fucking uh, uses sound as a weapon. But yeah, I again, I don't know if it's actually the group or this one guy. Okay. I just I I'm looking at the thing with this guy, the guy with the uh, the Ferris wheel. Yeah. The guy shows up. Hey, I have a delivery replacement parts for a wheel ride. Woman at front says, "Leave here." He's like, "Okay." I, all hey, who authorized this? Woman. <laughs> like really? He does, he's got broken English. I know. It just seemed odd. They just throw a name there or something. They they should. I'm saying well, he doesn't homework. have a name. He just fucking came in. Well, I'm dropping boxes but here. But yet he has it's delivered to somebody. This guy, I don't know. Maybe they did their homework and these labels match up. It just seems weird that this guy's accepting this and it to, it doesn't. You know, he's like, we don't need parts. Oh, woman said okay. That's the best. I'm saying one of the best parts is this because the art in this book was like I really enjoyed it, but as the story progressed, it got better and better. Yeah. And when the Ferris wheel like blows up, how uh, how Jordan's niece and nephew are on the ride. Yeah. And he has to fucking save the Ferris wheel, but you know the one car falls and Howard gets hurt. And I love the fact that Hal was so concerned about his family's safety with the fucking Green Lanterns disappearing and Simon not being around. Yep. That he went back to Earth. And he goes back to Earth and he can't protect his family. No, he can't. That is good. Uh, One thing I didn't like, uh, I don't think Robert Venditti likes people that hang out at the Hot Topics. Remember that part? You're not the weirdest looking guy in California. Yeah, all he has is that gauntlet. He has a freaking, who's going to think anything because he has a glove on? They even make a Michael Jackson joke. But he's like, hey, it's California. You won't be the weirdest person we see. And there's uh, two people there. And do you think younger people get that Michael Jackson reference anymore? Probably not. 
Probably not. That's a venditti. He's an older fellow. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, hey, I got it. But I, it's funny too because I I don't know how old do you think venditti is? Like I'd say he's your my age. age. And I wouldn't even. I might put that, but it even seemed like it was something an even older person would say. Yeah. Like he's really ripping Michael Jackson. <laughs> it just it was weird. He's dead, uh, Robert. Yeah, he's yeah, dead. really. But yeah, I, I don't know. What else is there to say about I'm this? Saying the most interesting part of the book for me is the appearance of Zero Hour Parallax. Yeah. Because yeah. right now, I haven't really enjoyed Green Lantern like since we got to this Renegade, even though I was really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but adding this character got me starting to like... This Parallax is when I first started reading Green Lantern. Yeah. And it just holds a special place in my heart because of it. So uh, even though Convergence Green Lantern Parallax book wasn't that great, it was the book that I was looking forward to most. Mm-hmm. And I just can't wait to see a fucking Parallax versus Parallax in this Earth. I mean, this universe. Yeah. Because well, right now, you know, this this is the prior continuity where I don't know if we're saying that in this old zero-hour continuity, if it still is this fucking yellow bug entity or if it is just crazy how. Yeah. Because, you know, it turned into the bug entity in our current continuity, but back then it was just crazy how. And I want to know what's going on. I want to see Parallax versus Parallax. Because you know that's got to happen now. It's, it just sounds amazing to me. It gets me really excited. And he'll, he's going to bring the dawn. He's going to bring that. I'm saying, cause I'm saying it was em, Emerald Twilight into yep. Emerald Dawn was the story arc still yeah. dealing with that. But uh, the, I'm saying the art in this book got better and better as it yeah. progressed. And then I really enjoyed the parts with the Ferris wheel exploding and Hal's reaction to it. And the parallax stuff. I, the thing with parallax, before you see your score, I, I get the idea like a thing where uh, Venditti's doing this renegade story. They fucked him; it fall apart. And then he's like looking, and he, uh, what's that on the shelf? They got that uh, that convergent Superman that Lois had got. Fuck that! I'm getting parallax, and he called them up. Uh, and that's I'm, awesome. And demanded it. Like, listen, <laughs> you fuck me already. You owe me one. Uh, you owe me a solid, as they say down at the five and dime. And I want I want parallax. Uh, okay. Because, yeah, that doesn't tie him well unless Parallax helps getting the core back as well. I don't know. I don't even know what's going to be. It's just thrown in this book. Parallax is a god, pretty much. And it's just going to spice this goddamn book up because I've not been liking it. And, again, I also like the little thing at the beginning where Hal just basically is like, yeah, I'm going to be on Earth for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Kicking it. Makes me laugh. He's going to kick it all right. What did you give it? I gave it a six out of ten. I, actually, I I'm yeah, saying, I think I should have given six point yeah. five, but it's six out of ten because I'm a, not a lot goes on. Yeah, I uh, gave it a six point five. I liked it. I I'm not as big a fan of the art, the art style in this. Oh no. Um, no, it, it looks too much like a painting at points. Uh, especially, I'm telling you, it really, I like that. I don't. It it really points out when uh, Hal has the long hair. Yeah. I just don't like that look. I don't know why. It doesn't look right to me. And it's not the hair I'm saying. I'm saying just the way the whole thing looks. Right. I, I'm not a big fan. But you're right. It, it got better at the end. And when with the, the uh, construct to save the Ferris wheel and all, that was great. Uh, I think his uh, nephew's dead. Dead, right. Eric. Dead. But we're going to move into a book that should be dead to me, Eric. It's Midnighter, number seven. Here we go. Written by Steve Orlando. Art by Aiko. Hugo Petrus, Romalo Fajardo Jr., and Tom Napolitano. All right. I've given up any hope of figuring out how every other reviewer in the world loves this book. Not like Eric Love. We do get an ending in this first... uh, We get an ending of the first arc, I think. I know that I usually delight in Steve Orlando's awful dialogue. This issue actually doesn't even have that. And that's kind of the guilty pleasure for me of this book, that I'll get through it by giggling and stuff. Dialogue to me is not awful in this book. It just means nothing to me. It's as if Steve Orlando gave up. We get a fight, 
an origin story nobody asked for, and one of the worst gifts you can ever give to an ex-boyfriend. Not only do I hate this book, but it ruined my whole Thursday night and pretty much my week. Fuck you, Midnighter. <laughs> That's what I say. And I'm telling you, I'm not joking. This book ruined my Thursday night. I did this in the second night, uh, you know, the day after it came out. We usually do the big books uh, that each of us have on a Wednesday. Thursday, obviously, we continue from that. I should not have made this my first book on Thursday. Yeah. I got it out and I read it. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely look at other reviews, not for whatever. I just like to see what's going on. And this one, I like to, I tell you, I wait during the day. I'm like, what are they, what are these people going to give it? And again, you can tell me that you can kind of judge by the reviews that people weren't gaga over this because we, I don't think we got a 10. No, no we didn't. We, did we didn't get a 10 out of 10. People love to throw 10 out of 10s at this. Did get a 9.5 though. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was so angry, and again, this goes beyond just the script and the art of this book. I started reading this book on Thursday, and I'm telling you, I got this feeling of of dread and whatever of this. I don't want to be, I don't want to be the midnight hater guy. I don't want to be this guy. I don't want to be, be like you. That. I don't want to so, be known like you for that Batman 44. What about but Batgirl? But no, it's it, this isn't even a joke. This and background, but this isn't a joke. So stop your laughing, Eric. You stop it. It's I'm my word. Tired. My word, Eric. Special. Now, I, I even wrote, I, I actually wrote this out. I put, I take a lot of pride in our site, in this podcast, even though we joke about it. We do a lot of hard work with it. Yeah. And I put, yes, it may be a load of shit, Eric, but it's our load of shit. Our load of shit. As of this moment, oh, I... Eric, I have done 1,097 reviews. Damn. And that bit, I am almost at 1,100 reviews. I wish I was. That would have been an even number to say. But yeah, I've done that many. And I'm starting to fear that I'm only going to be the guy who hates Midnight. <laughs> and it's also the podcast. Again, I'm sure there are people that are listening right now who thought, oh, God, I, I you know, I don't want to be pretentious that people are thinking about us. But yeah, if, you, if you're a fan, they might be like, oh, my God, I can't wait to hear what Jim says about Midnighter because I hate it. And I know he's going to hate it. He always hates it. I don't want to do that. I go into this book. I don't go into this book thinking, boy, how much am I going to hate this? I do go in thinking, please, please let me like this book. Please, Daddy, help I'm me out down here. It. And it's, I said, the thing that makes me the most proud of our site and the podcast is when somebody says that we give honest reviews. Yes. Because that you can't fool people. You can't fool. And again, I said to you this week that I get these ideas where I see these new sites. And a new site will give, oh, we, I gave a one, out of z- a 1 out of 10. We saw this one site, zero. Yeah, they gave us 0 out of 10. To me... Unfortunately, I want to give them a little advice. Low scores don't mean honest scores. Not at all. If a low, if you really think a book deserves a low score, that's an honest review. If you, I've given tens, you will not give a ten. That's I will your, not, and I will not a give a zero. Philosophy either. of you, I would not give a zero. If if a book is printed and somebody's drawn pictures in it, and there's some that doesn't even it could be even no word bubbles. It could be a silent issue. Or a mostly or silent a mostly issue. Silent <laughs> issue. Uh, and it, it, that's got to be a one. A half. Uh, but yeah, uh, no book to me is a zero, uh, but I'll give a 10. And everything is a gut feeling, like we said to me. Yes, it, it's more than that, but initially, gut feeling. And I want to read a Midnighter book and say, you know what? Holy shit. And I have. I think the one I gave a 7.5 recently, like uh, two issues ago. All right. And um, my actual average of this whole series, including this one, including this issue, is a 6.3. 
That's not bad it's at not all. not bad. I love that first issue. I'm telling you, people have forgotten this. I, I probably was the biggest supporter of that first issue. I argued with you on the podcast how great it was. And I you talked about like how much it. I love the second issue. Yeah, and you liked the second issue. I thought that there was cliche, and it threw stuff in with uh, that Marina or whatever her name is she's in this. But it, it threw everything off to me. Uh, but yet, then we talked about it. Oh, wouldn't it be awesome if this is the story? And oh, this God Garden. I don't really understand it, but okay, I yeah. get it. I even said to you, oh, it's going to be the God Garden Tech of the Month Club. And it didn't, it wasn't that. But I don't like, I don't understand. But I put, I, I don't hate this book for any other reason than I find it awful in almost every way. I don't hate it to be different. I hate it because I hate it. I honestly do not like it. And I have nothing against Steve Orlando. I, I don't think he's a great writer. Uh, whatever. Uh, but my this review ended up being one of the hardest of my almost 1,100 reviews. And, and it did. It ruined my whole night. Uh, you and, fucking messaged me right after. I'm not going to do this book anymore, yeah, you said. I told you. I gave up. I said, I'm not doing it. I'm done. I don't want to review this because I don't. I, it's just hate. And now I think, again, am I on a crusade to, to be the only one to say? But I can't even say that because these other people, if they love it, they love it. That's fine. I just don't get it. I don't no. get it. I want somebody I, yeah, do I. I put in my review, please, somebody out there. I don't need people to comment on the site or write in an email to tell me why they hate it. I, I get it. I get why they I hate really it. I really do. Um, I want somebody to legitimately not anger, no sort of, you know, I'm not going to yell at anybody. I want to know why you like it because I see these things in the other reviews because I've read all these reviews because I'm, I want to know. And these reviews, what I get is this is the perfect combination of story and art. Why? Tell me why. Tell me why this is a perfect combination of that when this story ends in a way that it's, it's so nonsense. Abruptly. It just ends. And it, it ends in ways that don't make sense to how the book was. It, it's, oh, my God. But oh, This let's book ends twice for me. Yeah. It, it's just, and then it sets up the next arc. I don't know what's going on. You know I, I don't know. I never know what happens at the end of these issues of this book. I don't know what went on. And, yes, it's not all Steve Orlando. Aiko, I love the first issue. Aiko did art. Now, another issue with this book I've had is they've had this book going on artists back and forth. They have people jumping on and off. Jesus Christ. But they had Aiko a couple issues in a row. Half the art in this issue is so confusing. Oh, yeah. I could not follow what the Aiko, hell is going see, on. I'm anybody. telling you, Aiko has a, um, a similar thing that I think of Andrea Sorrentino. Right. Well, the last book that I reviewed of Andrea Sorrentino was Green Arrow, where there's interesting looking panels. The problem is, which you had the problem with Sorrentino, which I did not, and maybe some people don't have a they go. I don't know what's going on. It's all this like panel layout that's supposed. Oh my God, it's so intriguing. It's uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's not telling a story to me. In fact, it's confusing me. And I don't want to be confused, but we start this goddamn issue. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this is not, uh, you know, we like to poke fun and You're laugh. Get that off your soapbox now. This anger, this, it angers me. But I know what it we does. get at the beginning, we start with a Prometheus uh, a flashback. And again, we get this flashback that Steve Orlando has to be clever with it. I don't know because you don't know what's going on. And again, at the end, at first I thought it was going to be one of these with the. Uh, my parents were great to me. And you see, they're awful. Yeah. No, they're awful, and he's just awful, and he yeah. thought they were cool. Um, but he gets mad. He, his parents are pieces of shit. 
They're robbing people. That's they from the beginning like of fucking Pulp Fiction. Yeah, they're, yeah, that's what I said. It's Amanda Plummer and Tim Roth. They're yelling, yeah, yeah. what's the line you love? Fucking, uh, I'm going to execute everyone and ask one of you motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. And that's what it that's is. That's right, honey bunny. They, yeah, they're killing people all over the place and telling him to shut up. You're crying, shut up, whatever. And then they die. They die in a Bonnie and Clyde hell of bullets, it seems. I don't know. I really don't know, but that's what it seems to be. And now, this... hold on a second. There's this, there's, during this flashback, though, there was this one line that really got me, like, caught me off guard, though. It's like the kids yell, Mom, you're bleeding. And then the freaking, yeah. hey, buddy, don't cry. This is real life, big guy. Stay yeah. right here. I'm like, why would you tell him it's real life? I'm telling you, that seems scarier to me now. And, and you know what's even funny? Uh, for some reason, I, I hate to do it. I thought of your dad and your mom, especially because the dad has a headband, and I keep thinking that's why you wear one, and it'd be something. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to say your mom and dad are pieces of shit. Wow. But it was odd. But do you get the idea where this is going through? I, just I don't was think weird. I to talk to you I no actually more. thought like of the things you have said. I'm like, that's that's little Eric Lee there. But uh, did you um, – you get the idea that his parents get shot yes. and then the police show up and they're like, I know you're hurting some, but believe me, we're here to help you. Yes. I didn't even get that the first time. And maybe I I'm did. a dummy. I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, who's talking? And did the they thing die? Is I know that you tell me like, I've, I'm not a big Prometheus guy. He's never been a villain that I followed or even liked. Mm-hmm. But this, this origin story is so familiar to Wrath from Batman. Yeah. And I'm like, this is just Wrath's back. Yeah. You're like, no, this is Prometheus. I'm like, well, okay, I'll go with it. Fuck what, it. What's funny is because of what happens later where I'll just tell you, um, Prometheus had taken the God tech, the God Garden tech, but also was the one at the beginning, the big thing, Midnighter didn't have his memories. Yes. Again, uh, whatever that That's means. why he went on this quest to get why his file so he knows who he is. I thought that it would have been a clever thing where you see this. Oh, my God, Prometheus' uh, origin. I would have either liked the fact that this was not, this was Midnighter's. They yeah. went back and you're like, holy shit, I thought it was Prometheus's. And I got a little scared that it was at one, but I'm like, okay. So I looked up, the big thing was, and in fact, at the one point where they see where you get him, the kid looks like he's a feral animal. He hisses. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's insane. He starts getting the things together. Oh, my parents, my parents uh, love me. Justice killed them. Yeah, justice killed them because they're pieces of shit, yes. asshole. And, and from this, you get the idea that he hates superheroes. The police yep. killed his parents. Well, it's the same thing with Wrath. Yeah, but again, the police came and killed him because they were bad. Yeah. Wrath happened where Wrath seems that, you know, you're a little misguided about the brand. But yes, you're like, you were the one I idolized. You were, I love, I, I thought you would save us all. You didn't. My mom died. I blame no, you. No, 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 no. Wrath from Batman. Oh, okay. I was thinking Wrath. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Wrath. Pretty much Wrath is the anti-Batman. His parents were gunned down by cops. I was getting Wrath from Super... Because, again, that's also Wrath from... Agreed. ...from the uh, action comics we got. But, again, at this point, he's just... He actually... He goes and trains. He becomes this... And comes back and just kills police. Because he's sitting there. Are you hurting? Son. But what happened? What I was getting at. I I looked up Prometheus Shambhala. Because that was really stressed. Yeah. And yes, that's this is his legitimate, always like his old time uh, origin story. So I, I actually I, I don't mind that. Uh, everybody always goes Gaga for Prometheus. I've never been a fan. No, I don't I know. I care less. I could care less. And the problem is, is that in this book, to me, 
the things were not set up well enough, and this is all writing, this is all the things that I, I claim that these people say, oh, Steve Orlando, he gave us this. When Prometheus turned on Midnighter last issue and stabbed him, to me the shock was, fuck, he's Prometheus? These people were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, Matt was Prometheus, and now he stabbed Midnighter? I, I did not have that connection. No, I, I'm telling you, the only thing we knew about Matt before this is that he still rocks a CD he player, and he, CD and he makes player. a so-so Thanksgiving dinner. And again, the only where you would say, okay, here's what is another bit of character development, and I'm telling you it's lame, is that this is the one guy Midnighter didn't leave. Yeah. Midnighter was a man whore at the beginning. He was fucking guy. And again, that does not set up a love story like this. All these guys that Midnighter was fucking, then he'd start fucking pushing Apollo, talking about Apollo, and they'd either leave or he'd leave. Matt was the one guy who stuck with him. And in fact, yeah. at the one point, it makes sense now. Again, I might start liking it a little more, <laughs> not much more. Uh, but at one point, remember, he was talking about Apollo. Uh, Midnighter was kind of a dick to, to Matt. Yeah. Um, but he stayed. Well, now you're like, okay, he stayed because of this plan. At this plan, though, again, you're going to get in with Midnighter because you – did he collect the tech that Midnighter got? Did Mid, Like if Midnighter went out and beat up that – which they showed, he beat up yeah, this beat up gorilla. Uh, that, and say the gorilla had some tech and Midnighter took it. Are we to assume that then Prometheus took that tech no, for I don't himself? think that at all. I the, think this is all this other stuff. Okay. For some reason, so, Prometheus grabbed what he wanted and yes. then spread the rest around. But that, I don't know why. But this is what gets me because, yeah, is the, was the plan – because he doesn't really seem like he's saying like, look at me. I laughed while you thought I – like if he's – because if he had this tech from the beginning, he would have – he could have just attacked him then. Now, now tell me here. For that Thanksgiving with the so-so Thanksgiving yeah, thing yeah. – who was the people that were shooting at him and Matt? Yeah, in yeah I get I forget. Was that Prometheus? Because they had the fucking crosshairs on Matt. Yeah, they had him on, on Matt. Uh, yeah, maybe they were after Prometheus. And I, again, maybe that's going to tie mind in. somehow part of Prometheus. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it will get uh, tied into uh, Deadshot being in here. and they. I don't know. This is what I'm saying. At the end of each issue, in the end of this one, and at the end of this arc, the only thing I could do is sit there and say, and I sat there on Thursday night even. I this is why that. it ruined me. I sat there and thought, okay, what's the what's the full story? What did we get in these seven issues? And I, God damn it, again, I said it was issue six. I'm always behind <laughs> when I label these. But uh, what what in these seven issues, what is the main story? And it's, yes, the God Garden tech was stolen. Yes. His memories were stolen. All of a sudden, we kind of forgot about the memories he was going after the God Garden tech. Then the God Garden tech seemed to take a back seat to him and Matt going around. And yes, you can say that that was when he was building this relationship. But it just seemed like they were going around. And I said to you, and my, my catchphrase is, a, a freaking two guys kissing does not make a love affair, Eric. No, does not that at all. Does not make a lifelong love. That that and again, I don't think Steve Orlando was throwing it. Try oh, he's trying to you know. Some people probably think that it was over the. T I did not. I didn't not mind. I didn't mind at all. But at this point, he had already set Midnighter to be an awful character. Yeah, he's I did fucking not, everybody from like the second or third issue. I did not like Midnighter. I yeah. didn't like him. And you can see oh, awful dialogue. He's an anti-hero. He just was an asshole. Yeah. He was a jerk. He was leaving these guys for no and just pushing Apollo. Again, let's get to this issue. They God start fighting. <laughs> and again, I would have loved it if there was more of this. He, Steve Orlando was thrown in so many crazy lines during fights. 
I guess he didn't get that excited about this one because the dialogue is not that bad. It's not awful. It, it, again, you get the idea. He spells it out. Prometheus became what he is because he wanted to fight superheroes that think they're so good, and but yet they kill people. And Midnighter's a great guy for him to go against. You, say, yeah. you, you think you're the guy who stops the crime of killing by killing a guy. And that, that's a big thing with superheroes. It's an old deal. But, it, okay, I got that. He's But he is going from a, a parents who were awful, and that's what that taught him? Well, not only that, it's that it seems like his whole big thing is going after Midnight here because he is a hero that kills killers. Yeah. And it's a, he's it's very hypocritical. Yeah, it is but, hypocritical. But after he's done with Midnighter, it seems like he still wants to go and kill all the rest of the superheroes yeah, who I don't got, do this. Yes, yeah, that's what I got. I got the idea of that. Now, they throw in the theme. Which I'm saying, I don't get that, though. He's so concerned about what Midnighter's doing with the, hypocr- uh, the hypocrisy of it. Yeah. But the other heroes don't do this. Why are you going after them? And it's also funny, too. It's the hypocrisy of it, but he's just, it's like, it's the human centipede, Eric. <laughs> One mouth is on another guy's anus because that's what he's doing. He's doing the same thing, too. Yeah. It just doesn't end. And, yeah, I got the idea that he was going to go fight other superheroes. Yeah. He wants to kill superheroes. He wanted to get this God Tech. That's what, uh, God Garden Tech. That's what doesn't make sense to me that it was this long, uh, you know, what is it? The long plan? What do they call it? Long con. The long fuck. con. Why is this the long con? He had the tech, if in fact, and if he did take the stuff while Midnighter was collecting it, I didn't get the sense of that. I never yeah. got a point where Midnighter's like, holy shit, what happened to that? It disappeared. Or I never got the sense of at some point Midnighter stole a god. I'm telling you, like Poppy had Poppy. Poppy had <laughs> Ooh, Poppy. had that uh, hand in the glass jar yeah. and an axe. That was such a big thing that you could see that Prometheus never stole any tech that stood out like this that you can go, holy shit, he was taking it all along. It's just Prometheus. You don't even get the idea that, you know, he could be lying, for all I know. I don't think he looks any different. Or did he turn into, quote-unquote, Prometheus from the God Tech? I think he uh, turned into Prometheus from the God Tech. Well, there you go. So all this God Tech together, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense either. He starts Prometheus starts fighting Midnighter, and he's like, look, I have this fucking, you know, this stupid-ass skin, whatever it is, a griffin skin or whatever. Well, again, okay, here we go. Uh, Maybe that, again, if I want to... The other thing you just mentioned that they mentioned it before that was the final piece of the puzzle yeah. would be Prometheus and there you go he's Prometheus now then he stabs him that makes a little more sense but maybe he's going, I just don't get it I'm saying that but he's going on and on about how this fucking whatever Griffin skin it is yeah can nullify uh, the Hulk Griffin cells the Hulk Griffin cells can nullify freaking Midnighter's fight computer yes. brain and so you are no match for me now I can see 35 steps before you can, yep. you only have five senses you're just a man now it's not a big deal yep. And Midnighter still beats the shit yeah, out of and him. And he even says, I, I have the programmed abilities. He's like uh, Neo. He has the programmed abilities of 30 of the world's best fighters. Yeah, he knows Shiva. Kung Fu. Yeah, I know Kung Fu. Batman, you. So, yeah, all in all, even at the, the base level, I have all your fighting yeah. technique. He gives them like the, I mean, basically they yell, he yells, yells. And then the big, the big thing is, and I have your memories, so you can't kill me. Well, he doesn't even need that. He should, he should have killed Midnighter by now if what he's saying is, is true. Seriously. And in fact, he, he seems to kill him with a move right out of the three stooges. He just hits him on both sides of the head. Boing. Yep. 
Oh and no, he doesn't even kill him. He'll fucking. Uh, I don't know. He kind no, of Prometheus moans? gets away because he has the freaking cosmic key and he opens the door and goes. Oh yeah, yeah. And fucking nonsense again. Like you said, maybe I just don't get it. Maybe I go through this and I'm like, oh. But yeah, he hits him, and there is the fancy panel of all the memories and all this thing, and it's big, this and that. You see all the times that. But no, I hate. I, I hate the artwork though because I cannot follow what's going on in a yeah. fucking fight scene. And again, the yeah, and the big well again. I think I miss a lot because of the art, and I, yeah, I've missed two big things. I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, I see. It's like key, cosmic key, and again, yeah, now I get it. Uh, but that doesn't make me like it anymore. But well, yeah, even with you the, can they call me out. The, Somebody can even, call me out and say so they don't, don't even understand. tell you what the cosmic key is. They just like, and I got the cosmic key, and yeah. then here he just kind of mumbles it. It comes out and he disappears. Yeah, again, he that's There's spelled no out. The cosmic key is only spelled out at the beginning. Yeah, it's like, and it's only one go. little panel. Uh, we better get that cosmic key because if we don't, they're not going to understand yeah, it. I got this. And the, the whole memories, and then you get the thing with, I grew the house to be your childhood house so that you would know. No, he wouldn't know. He doesn't have his memories. I'm so he sees that. the stuff, and it's like, okay. Midnight has been hanging out in this house though, yeah. for a while. Yeah, and How there's a he pic- not yeah. picked up of all these pictures of him? I know. Even if I, I'm saying he doesn't have his memories, he should have an idea that, hey, this kid looks a lot like he, me. He should have mentioned it or whatever. But yeah. yeah, he's like, this is your childhood home, and that's one last thing to rub in your face. Rub in my face? I don't recognize this. No. You're a fucking idiot. What plan is this that you're going to rub something in my face that I don't know? And then – uh they get the whole deal where the the big thing of the issue is Midnight Arrest to decide, okay, this whole time this is what I wanted. I wanted my memories. Uh, again, I, I don't know. You ask me, Midnight Arrest, I, I would like it if he got him back and it's like, fucking take him back. Jesus Christ. I, fucking, I had Jim's dad. I, I wish I could <laughs> get half of my goddamn memories. I wouldn't be on this Adderall here. I wouldn't be on the Adderall. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, he gets, he picks up a picture of himself fine but at oh the one line hey if you kill me you won't know who you are boom i know exactly who i am and i'm not gonna look back <laughs> and then he looks back and then yeah and then he goes and you know he has this picture he goes and now you get this where okay let's try to tie all this up i'm gonna go see tony in oakland Maybe we'll go get a myth brawl show together. Yeah, and Tony's there, and it's basically just a you know a little talk. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Sucks to not be able to trust people. Relationship gonna, sucks, man. Yeah, relationship sucks. So then he goes out of that again, nonsense. And I, before I go on, I want to mention that. Remember when I made fun of Matt's supposed dad? I yeah. think it was Midnighter who put on those band-aids because Jesus Christ. Do, do you remember <laughs> know, the, oh I my remember. God, he has like seventeen band-aids on his head. What? A, and he's. Ah, Again, nonsense. Nonsense. And now, again, do you know if he has his fight computer back now? He should. And, I'm telling you, it should just be Matt that nullifies it. Yeah, and but you'd never get the idea if he does or not, so you don't know. Uh, but I think, yes, I think he should. But yes. again, whatever. So then he calls... Uh, Marina. Marina. And again, it's like, oh, Marina, I for, you, half the people probably forgot about her. I'm saying we're just tying up loose ends at this yeah, point that's now. That's all it is. And it's, one, it's one page so for forced. All. It's so forced to be like, okay, we're going to have to tie this. And then uh, Apollo comes home. There's a picture there. There's a package for him. It's the picture of Midnighter as a, as a kid. Telling you, man, if, if he goes back to Midnighter because of this, I know what I'm going to do with the next ex-girlfriend I want to get back with. I'm going to break into her house and give her a baby yeah. picture of me on her pillow all yeah, wrapped up a, nice when a, she's not home. Just a picture. What is that supposed to Are you telling me that Midnighter likes boys? 
<laughs> I don't so know. Stupid. It's so stupid, and it's supposed to be like, oh my god. And I'm saying, he still Paul, loves him. Is Apollo supposed to recognize this as a young Midnighter? Because Midnighter didn't even recognize yeah, himself. Yeah, he doesn't recognize him. And then you know, then you get what I assume is the link to the next arc. Yes. Deadshot is breaking into spiral black site hidden beneath absurd architecture. Thank you, Steve Orlando. You yeah. finally wrote something that's fucking as ridiculous as your other things, because that's nonsense. You know, you're gonna to... you're gonna explain something that confuses me even more. Spiral black site hidden beneath absurd architecture. Yeah. Oh, lovely. And I'm, I'm telling you, these people eat it up. And you get Deadshot going in. It looks like he's going to get God Tech. Yeah, he's got to get the perdition. God Garden pistol. Tech. He's gonna get that. But again. I got the idea that this is gone. Uh, is this going to be leading back to Prometheus? I don't know. I, I don't, what, what do you get? What do you get from this? I get that he was sent in from Amanda Waller to pick up this God in, Garden yes. Tech. But why are we continuing this God Garden Tech when it didn't Because even it's seem, all we have left. Again, it didn't even seem like Steve Orlando was that interested at points. At points, this God Garden Tech became a side three panels in the last issue of them collecting. I said to you, I must not have been that important. Cause what are you talking about? Freaking half the book was, um, he set up this whole thing for this big Prometheus reveal, and he's it's over in half a book. Yeah, yeah, the not whole even thing was Prometheus. And again, even that whole thing of Matt turning on him, I, I, did, I wasn't shocked. I, I just didn't didn't care. Uh, then it ends with him in the Al Massey's bar, which again, if you remember the first time, I said, "Boy, we better have more of this. This is awesome." Yeah. And I even, I even loved the dialogue that first issue because I, I liked the back and forth with these two. And he's there, hey, you know, Tony, why waste my time after this? Uh, you know, and they're they're doing this, and it's basically for him to just say, "I'm never done fighting." It's almost like the, "Hey, here's my secret." I'm always angry. Oh, oh my God, Midnighter, you you kick ass, you son of a bitch! I hated this issue, Eric. I and the weird thing is, is I gave it a better score than I did that Batman Eternal. That's funny. I love Batman Eternal more than I that Batman Eternal. I was a little low. I gave this a three point five. Okay, I probably give it a four. Okay, yeah, I I did not like it. I don't like this book. And again, I even put in the review. You can say all you want, all you haters of me and lovers of this book. Nobody likes it. Nobody buys it. It's I'm not, saying, it's people not come so. up. People tell us all the time how they're dropping this book and it's nonsense. Yeah, and it's not just because I'm a great uh, no. convincer. I'm not, you know. Uh, the other thing that I told you that's really going to get to me with this book is a year from now, a year after it's canceled, this is going to be one of those books that people keep mentioning. Oh, it's such a shame that DC just didn't know what they had. or th- This book was beyond, it just wasn't, people weren't ready. And it's going to drive me nuts every time. This book is going to haunt me to my grave. It's every time I'm going to hear it. Like you hear, uh, even like I Vampire. I yes. heard another podcast the other day talking about like, oh, I Vampire. I really liked that. It. it was a shame. It was a little different. People didn't cat, get, grab onto it because it, it was different. Uh, and I read the first couple issues of that. I really liked it. That was Andrew, that was Andrew Sorrentino's first DC book, I believe. But I really liked it. This is not among those books. Please don't put this. This is a katana or yeah. a freaking Anosentis Catwoman. It really is. Don't get fooled because you want this hero to be somebody that you always wanted. Wait for something you can be proud of and wait for something that is good. Don't throw your chips in with this guy <laughs> because they, they are terrible. You're going to lose. Don't bet on black, Eric. Are you supposed to bet on black? Yes. Always bet on black. Don't throw the chips on on white. Please red. don't. Red. I don't know. I, I'm cheap. I don't gamble. But yeah, <laughs> please don't do it. Don't get fooled. Don't try to convince yourself. I, I said every time we say this book, I say to you, 
I understand. It's like when you're a kid, when we were kids and you'd get a video game and you could only afford one video game. And me, I'm like, I get the uh, whatever. I video got Jaws pinball, the Jaws. I get E.T. Mine was actually uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And um, yeah, I got it. That was going to be the only game I was going to get for months. And I tried to convince myself it was good. And in fact, I did them. I convinced myself it was good. Now I realize it sucked. Please, if you like it, you like it. Explain it to me. Please don't try to convince yourself just because you want it to be good. Please, please, Eric. I'm dying. I'm dying. Jesus Christ. Go on with the next book. Okay, Gotham by Midnight, number 11, written by Ray Falks, with art by Juan Ferreira and Sadie, Seda Temafonte. Harry Belafonte. Harry Bella, he's Harry Belafonte has been mentioned more times tonight than in the last Gets around. years. Yeah. Oh, I heard he does. After the last issue where it looked like Corrigan and Drake died in a car explosion, we begin this issue with what looks like Gotham being fucked because on top of having that Black Flower entity coming back in full Godzilla force, we also have everyone who's ever died in Gotham wrongfully. Pretty much the city is overwhelmed with zombies and ghosts, and the whole thing comes off like Ghostbusters after the containment system was shut down. Out of nowhere, though, it looks like Corrigan and Drake are magically okay, and the Spectres come out to have a second round with this kaiju-style fight with the monster. But it's but he has quickly taken over. Now, the only thing that can save Gotham may be the maybe God and the essence of Sister Justine, who's also a Godzilla. Jesus Christ, it took me a while to get through. Yeah. As much as I like the series when I read it, I can't say I'm going to miss it after next issue when it's done. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's a fun read, but not a lot goes on. Half the series seem to be a Monster of the Week type style situation. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to tell you right now. The reason I know that is true. Is because this book was delayed and you didn't even know it. Oh yeah, I had no. I didn't either. All of a sudden, it popped up, and they were like, "Oh god!" But it was—I believe it was delayed by a month almost. Had no idea. uh, Yeah, and neither of us really knew. Not that I could say, "Oh, we didn't care." It's just we—you didn't care. Honestly, I didn't care. No, you can't say that. Yes, I just said it too. Yeah, I really didn't care. When this pops up, it's one of those with like, "Okay, we we read and review it." I would not be on this book anymore. I probably would have fallen off it after two or three issues. I'm not invested in this book, but the thing is, every time I read it, I enjoy reading it. It just doesn't have enough substance to hold my attention. Yeah, it is odd, like you said. Yeah, I I don't get angry reading it like I did that last book, Midnighter. Please don't, Eric. Don't don't pretend. Leave it in the past, man. Leave it in the past. Uh, but Better yeah, like your daddy. again, if, if you would say to me, Hey Jim, tell me what happens in this book. I could say, I, Oh, well, shit's going down. Uh, the dead are zombies. rising. Uh, there's zombies. Uh, I like the together. idea that some of the zombies are relatives of people that are there and they're, they're upset. And then it looks like Corrigan has to decide if he wants to be the specter and he can control it or does he, or he doesn't. And again, there's not much really happening. Yeah, ghosts and ghouls are running amok throughout the city, and, and the police aren't equipped to deal with this. And I love the fact that Jim Gordon's Batman shows up in this book because we mm-hmm. haven't seen him yet. Yeah. And he's like, where's Precinct 13? And freaking they tell him, um, yeah, they're, Corrigan they're and Drake are dead, and he is fucking pissed. He yeah. pretty much gives up all hope at that point. All right, we have, we, we're done. All hope nope. is lost. And why I really like that is because it makes sense that Gordon, you know, with the whole thing in his, his relationship <laughs> with the Precinct 13. Yeah, he'd created it. And unfortunately— he went off to be Batman. Yep. And it makes sense. He doesn't have time to check in. He just said, okay, let them do what they have to do. Don't bother them. Uh, just trust me. I go, and they, they fucked it. They fucked the plan up, and now he's come back, and he's like, holy shit, all shit's going down. And, yeah, you can you also like it because this whole Bat-Bot, Batman, whatever, 
he can't do shit about this. No, he's he just going to shoot some fucking it. missiles yeah, at it. He can't, he can't stop it. And I really like that whole concept. So, so do I. I've said that's what I hate about this book because while there's not a lot to talk about, it definitely has a feeling and tone that I enjoy reading. And yeah. like, you know, this whole ho- all hope is lost situation going on in Gotham, mm-hmm. I love it. And yeah. it, the incredible art with this fucking. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, I love Juan Ferrer's art in this yep. goddamn book. Yeah. But, um, oh, fuck, I totally just lost my train of thought again. But no, I in this book though we have Doctor Tar sitting there, and he's for some reason he can shoot fucking energy out of his fucking mouth and kill yes. zombies. Yeah. And at first I'm like, I, I don't understand what's going on right yeah, I now. I don't like. I don't like him. But no, <laughs> I, I started thinking about it though because in the last issue, Doctor Tar was where just Sister Justine died, and people are freaking uh you know putting little like candle vigils and shit yeah, out there, yeah. and that's where black flowers are manifesting. Yeah, the black flowers. And here I just realized that. And the end of this book, you know, Jim Corrigan comes back, the Spectre comes out, and we don't mm-hmm. know if the Spectre's working for God, if it's subconsciously yeah, Corrigan yeah. wanting to kill folk, who yeah. knows? And the freaking uh, Spectre gets taken over by this black flower monster, this entity, this betrayal entity. Yeah. And I realized at that point, this is Dr. Tar, Tar being uh, like the host for Sister Justine, because she yeah. comes out a lot like the Spectre. Now it's going to be a kaiju style battle. And I think, you know, Jody's been saying how he thinks that Sister Justine is going to be the new Spectre. I think she's just going to fucking put the, you know, the God back in the Spectre. And we have to get the status quo back, quo back before the series ends. Yeah, yeah. You can't leave the series where it's all this craziness. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that it, it has to be reset. Uh, you're probably right. Uh, the one thing that I told you is, boy... I don't know why I really would have liked Constantine showing up here. Right. And I wouldn't even mind if Constantine showed up. It just seems like a, a shit's going down like this. He would just like to be there. And I, I would have laughed if he was there and he's like, Honestly, no. Fuck Constantine this. Would not. Yeah, he would not want That's to be there. That's what I'm there. saying. That's what I wanted. I, for like some he reason, just happened to be in Gotham. Yeah, the shit went down. He was just there. And, he's like, and they're like, oh. And he's like smoking like a badass. And then just puts, throws the cigarette down, freaking stamps it out like, Fuck this. And off he goes. I would have left. I thought it would have been pretty cool. Not that, that was just an aside. That's all I got for this book, man. Yeah, that's, I don't, have, much I don't have a lot to say. You'll enjoy the hell out of it if you read it, though. It's a fun book. It always has been. Like now, Especially now that we've gotten away from the Monster of the Week type yeah. situation where the Spectre just comes out, fixes it, we're done. This has been an ongoing story yeah. from the start. It's, well, and it's, it's a good weird, read. It's weird, though. Um, in my mind, and you might think differently, when this gets collected like a trade, I don't know that I'd want to read them all in a row, though. No. It just would be too much. It, again, I'm not saying it's boring, but the I don't mind the schedule. I don't even mind it being delayed. Right. Because then when it comes, you're like, okay. And you don't really have to know much about what happened before because not much happens. No. Not a lot happens. It, 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 hell of a good-looking book, Eric. Hell of a good-looking book. I like the cut of this book's jib. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> what did you give it? I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I throw you off there. Yeah, uh, so I'm like, what am I going to say to a jib? <laughs> I actually would have given it a 5.5. Only really? because not, not much goes on. And I will tell you one thing, though. If you're going to read the story and the trade is out, you might as well get it, even though what I just said, because, boy, if you just jump in like, you know what, I just want to see how it ends, boy, you are lost. I'm sorry, well, this is the penultimate issue, and I'm yeah. telling you, it's wrapping up stuff really nicely. Like, we've been dealing with these mysteri- the mystery of the black flowers and what they actually yep. mean. Sister Justine's death and like you know her praying to God to sacrifice herself to save Gotham before when this uh, black mass entity, this fucking kaiju monster, he came out the last time and was going to destroy Gotham. Yep. So it's all coming back to the, around the same kind of event, and it's going to wrap it up nicely, I believe. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, we're going to move on, though, Eric, because the next bit of the podcast is what we like to call the Flash Reviews. Flash Reviews! 
Yes. All right, Eric, and the flash reviews. Usually, uh, lately, I've been putting the Legend of Wonder Woman first. That has right. been my big one. I did not read it yet. Uh, Ooh, I had a lot of. I mama. didn't have time. I didn't have time, Mama. You uh, SOB. Yeah, I'm gonna probably uh, do that on Sunday night. So when this podcast goes up, it'll be around that same time. Around that, I will try to get that up. I'm telling you, I even wrote here: Adderall may help me focus and talk very fast. It doesn't make the day any longer, Eric, or the time at the cardboard box factory any shorter. No, so it does yeah, not. I ran out of some time, and I'm telling you, I'll blame it all on Midnighter. <laughs> Don't be fooled, people. Don't be fooled. But uh, this is the first time ever then that the Flash reviews involve all books that ne- neither of us uh, reviewed. That's right. These are all different people. And what we get is the first one, All-Star Section 8, number 6, with uh, which was the final issue of this with Reggie did it. And he wrote, Our nauseating, soul-deflating journey through the DCU has come to an end. And we learn that all of reality is merely a fevered dream in a dumb drunk's mind. It's not a shocker. Superman saves the day by handing Sixpack a bottle of bourbon, and he continues the good fight, even though the rest of his team are dead or disgusting. I will miss this book, says Reggie, and he gave it an 8 out of 10. Next one is a Joel Joint, Gotham Academy number 12. Second art of the series is wrapped, but we still have very few answers to some of our questions. We know that Hugo Strange was the one masquerading as Calamity, but we don't know what's happened to Olive's mother or if Olive is going to the dark side. While the arc was rushed, it was still pretty fun. It seems like the book is losing its charm, especially now since Carl Kershaw is leaving. It is still an enjoyable book. I think anyone can pick up, but let's see where it goes from here. And he's going to give it a 7 out of 10, and that review of his will go up tomorrow. I have to add some pictures and edit, but uh, that's going to go on. His next one is, and again, I'll even say, that that book lost its charm for me a little bit ago. I loved it at first. Uh, there just wasn't any substance to it. I think uh, I read the first two issues. Yeah, I really liked it. That's That was right down with what I like, and I love the art. I love Carl Kershaw's art. It was like a uh, Disney movie come to life. I loved it. Uh, but, yeah, there just wasn't enough. Uh, the next one, I didn't love it all, and it shocked me how much – People said they liked it and then didn't shock me that nobody bought it. Prez number six. And the final issue of this arc, we finally had a story. Beth was trying to come to terms for the cure of cat flu, while Tina, the transgendered robot, finally got hired for Beth's security. I enjoyed this series and thought it was hilarious. It was really stretched out when it probably should have been condensed. We barely saw any character follow-ups besides Tina. Now let's see if that second arc is coming and if we will get more stories. And he has not reviewed it yet, but he put it here that he would call that a 6.5 out of 10. And I'm just going to mention that... I read the second issue of this, and I have no idea what you just said to me. Yeah, I I don't know either. Uh, The next two are actually the... uh, uh, Because Reggie does some Vertigo stuff, he wrote some really quick ones just because he does a lot of hard work, Eric, and he said, screw you. Simon uh, Survivor's Club number two. Simon Wickman defeats fellow club members Harvey's invisible friend Mr. Empty by reenacting the events from the haunted house in which he grew up. Sexy Alice sews her dismembered twin... polite Alice back together and get, gives her scarred bloody face a smooch. All and right. Chenzira explains the ins and outs of the video game black market. Throw in a lock-picking ghost demon and you basically got the best episode of 90210 ever written 7.5 out of 10. I, 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 have, I have no, idea. no idea what these words meant there. I maybe, I don't know. That sounds intriguing though to me. And the last one of the... You're just like 90210. Yeah. The last uh, thing I like, Brandon... 
The I'm last uh, the last bit of reviews, the last one is Unfollow Number 2, which I believe is a Rob Williams joint, Eric. Who you oh, are. nice. We learn more about four of the people who received the mysterious 140 smartphone app that earns them over $100 million and paid trip to a private Caribbean island. An eccentric, legless, wealthy author, a Bible-thumping survivalist with a duffel bag full of guns, an inner-city kid tormented in his own neighborhood that sees visions of talking leopards, and a photojournalist for the BBC stationed in Iran who was tasked with documenting the whole thing. Eric, what could possibly go wrong? 8.5 out of 10. Now, that sounds crazy. You going to read that on unfollow number two? I kind of toned you out there at the last bit. Did you? I, I don't know what's going on. I think that's I might have a ha- stroke. Now that's what happens when I have to read all of them. You just turned me. You t- you probably turned off your fucking mic and everything, didn't you? I was checking you, my email. No. <laughs> you son of a bitch. But that is what we like to call Eric. The Flash Reviews. Ooh. All right, Eric, and we're back, and we uh, we have three more books. Oh, it's getting late. Come on. Thank God. Three more books. We're never going to get this done, but the first one is going to go quick because, number one, I don't think <laughs> anybody's reading it. Um, and if you're listening to this so you don't have to buy it, just don't buy it and don't even listen to this part. Fast because there's, there is no reason that this book is Lobo. It's Lobo number 13, uh, written by Cullen Bunn and Frank Barbary. Art by Rob Simroka, Ethan Van Skyver, Jonathan Glapion, Blonde, and Travis Lanham. And I'm, I'm mad you, I read this. Yeah, I am too. And I, I was really starting to enjoy yeah. uh, this book to the point where I was kind of upset that it was canceled because it was hitting its stride. And again, you can tell me that this issue was something that uh, had to be tied up. It wasn't tied no, up. It, it was, was mailed bullshit. in is what it Here was. Here we go. It's the end of the Lobo as we know it. And after reading this issue, I don't feel feel fine. fine. No, I don't feel fine, Eric. That was my joke. My bad, my bad. If it wasn't obvious that Cullen Bunn had to close shop in the middle of a story, then you are blind. Lobo goes around killing folk, runs into Hal Jordan for kind of a reason, but not really, survives planetary reentry, sees the ghosts of his old team that I don't even know at this point all were dead, and then just uh, when it looks like he might get new life in the Omega Men book, which I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind, right? I, put I don't know. It, I don't read that book. I wouldn't mind, but I put he fucks it all up for himself. This issue was doomed from the start, and while I enjoyed a couple issues near its end, this finale was pure and utter shit. This might be, I wrote in my notes, this legitimately, Eric, might be the worst comic I've read since we started this site. Since Midnighter? Uh, it's worse. Yeah, I know. It is worse. And again, you can go and tie this in. This is the end of a book. The Midnighter last issue was the end of an arc. Uh, yeah, how much I hated that. This this issue, it, it doesn't. It's nothing. It doesn't make sense. For it me. doesn't make sense. It and doesn't. We, we even leave our freaking hero or anti here, if you want to call him, yeah. just in the middle of a fucking drug trip that we have no idea how it's going to be resolved. Yeah, and in fact, that's how the last issue ended. And I told you, I I actually tell you because you were like, what the fuck was? And the last issue ended where he went on that mission. He got drugged. He yep. went back. He said, what the fuck was in there? They didn't say, you know, oh, don't you worry. It was the brown acid. Don't take the brown acid. He kind of was tripping and grabbed what's her name, the, the lady and head of the, the fucking shadow. Sure. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm so tired. But, yeah, he grabbed her, and then they're like, everybody in this thing, 
anybody who can get Lobo and take him down, you're going to get triple pay, whatever. So he's got, and he's, and then he went off and said, hey, here's the people they didn't let me go after. I'll show them. I'm going after them. And one was Hal Jordan. I'm saying, in my mind, it was just Hal Jordan. No, it was a bunch. Because if you remember, if you don't remember, I actually said to you, why are they showing all these people? It was like a a row of screens. And Hal Jordan there and all these people. I'm like, none of these other people are anybody. But it happened to be that these were these quote-unquote hunters. And he went after them. That's how it starts. He's killing all these people around the universe. Straight up murdering people everywhere. Um, In fact... I would have loved it to tie into the end or the beginning where you see all the shit and realize that that other Lobo, the original Lobo, the 90s Lobo was yeah, back yeah. because, again, you only need a drop of blood. I would have loved to have seen that he was killing these hunters and then him and I, I don't know. No. I really thought that I thought it was going to reset the way you said uh, Gotham by Midnight would right. that they would have this, but again, he is t- he has basically turned into the old Lobo. He does not look like the Twilight Lobo anymore. Uh, and he's just Bobo. raging out this entire time. Yeah, just the whole f- time he's just going. He's drugged out. So what you're getting, everything you're getting for the most part is not happening. Which is weird because he makes a conscious decision to go after these people. Yeah. But then we find out that he's not seeing these people. That he's going out. He's seeing ghosts of former teammates. Yep, he has the former teammates. I'm swear, swear to you. Which you had to tell and, me because I had well, no idea. And I got so were. angry at this book that I didn't even want to read it. I swear that the little black girl in the middle that was a tech girl was real smart. I yeah. didn't think she died. I really didn't. I thought the others two did because I thought that I even said to you, like, that's the one, the one person I did like. And again, then now he, she, I don't know. I guess she died. They said he, nonsense. They were the worst team ever. You never got to know him. But the whole thing with Hal Jordan, even it jumps back and forth. I don't know when he's with him, when he's not. If it, is it a dream. And, and at one point, though, he fucking straight up goes to attack Hal Jordan. Yeah. And the next panel, I don't know what happens. It looks like he slid, slid off the side. Yeah. I, I have no idea. It's very odd. Yeah. The fucking art's disjointed. The story's not fucking there. And then Hal just, you know. Pretty much, I don't know if he just knows it's a Cesarean and yep. he can not be killed, but he fucking takes him into space and then drops him for re-entry yep. and burns him alive. Yeah, and burns him alive and then he's there. That's and some fucking renegade yeah, shit right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, and then he just goes back. You get a little of the spider lady, uh, like one or two panels of her. You get all, It's just all these guys. There's the Green Lantern. You got Hal. But nothing really happens. No. I, and you get this point where he goes back and that you get, I'm telling you, the, the big thing about this whole thing is that he didn't he thought he destroyed his home planet he didn't uh the lady the spider lady i i can't even remember what was her name do you uh, remember yeah she had taken some of his dna we thought that maybe she was going to make a lobo army that's involved now because she's also put part of his planet in him Hey, you you get Sinestro. Well, that's the there. thing because this this drug that he breathed in was actually created to affect Cesareans. Yes, like uh, and that's why it's affecting him so bad. Yes. His regeneration is actually making it worse. And yeah, and again, if you're gonna say this, then why? What was the plan to? What was the plan of the the assassins to no get idea. him there? It just again. And uh, then we end up with a character from Omega Man. Yep. 
then they're there, which was kind of hinted throughout the, the time yeah. because he was he kept he, showing up. He was the guy who showed up and saved them at the one point. It was all the deal with the Citadel and, yeah, oh, and the Vegas system. and Oh, my God, that's Omega Man. And we even said, okay, you have the Omega Man. They're on the run at some point. And wouldn't it be cool for, you know, you hate Omega Man. Yeah. This book is nonsense. Well, but, well, if you want again, to kill them all, be you great. mix it up a little where Lobo's on their tail. Lobo's trying to get them. Logo. The, the next thing that Sinestro would want would be Kyle Ray. Rainer, and because uh, he hears he's still alive, and Lobo goes after Kyle Rayner. I don't know, uh, but he's going to go to the Vegas system, to the Citadel. This doctor is going to help him. This actually not doctor, the guy who has been chasing him around this whole time and helping him. He's going to help him, and then Lobo just stabs him. Says no, uh, you know. I am sorry. I am Zarnia now, and that's the end. The end. And then it says, and then you're like, okay, you push all this stuff. And then it says, but look for Lobo in February's Batman Superman number 29. Nice. And again, I would guess that this, that Lobo uh, will have nothing to do with this story. He'll just be there to cause some mayhem. I'm really shocked that they didn't have that Lobo and just do a whole thing that it's a joke where now this Aha. Lobo gets beheaded. Again, it was all an autistic again, boy's dream yeah, walking well, into a snowball. It might as well have been. It was a drug-induced fucking, I don't know. Uh, the other thing about this was, uh, like, you had Threshold that you read, the book yeah. Threshold. And when they when they ended it, and was that, who was it who wrote that? That was uh, Keith Giffen. Keith Giffen. He ended like, fuck you, I'm going to kill all my characters. Now, you can't, he, I don't know if he's allowed to kill Lobo off Cullen Bunn, but it seemed like he kind of was trying to do that same thing. Like, you wanted me an Omega Man? Nope. And, you know, you want the And it just, it was all a bunch of nonsense. Uh, Cullen Bunn, I don't know. This is one of those books that I people will forget about, and then when it comes down to it, they'll be like, oh, remember that awful friggin' Lobo run? Nope. Uh, yeah, I remember it. I remember that was awful. That's it. Because it is. Uh, again, I told you before I would never give a zero, Eric. <laughs> I'm not going to give it a zero. I give it a two. I don't I give it a three. It. Yeah, it's it that bad. Uh, the art's okay. I like okay. some of the art. Exactly. Yeah, the art's okay. I'm telling you. I may have the story as a zero and the art a two. Uh, because, boy, this is one of the worst books I've read. And I like Lobo up until now. It was getting when, really good. Yeah, when he when he got together with Sinestro, I really liked the way it was, and I really liked that they were getting back to like the the core Lobo. And I said it was a shame that they didn't start with that, get some fans. But boy, this is this is basically if Cullen Bunn is giving the middle finger to DC, he's also giving the middle finger to everyone who shells out money for this book, and that's not what you do. Yeah. End this with a story, and I they fucked him with the story, but like you always tell me. You're a writer. Make it yeah. work. Give us a good story. Fuck you. Two out of ten. Uh, go on. What's next? All right. Next, we got Cyborg number five, written by David Walker, with art by Ivan Rice, Felipe Watanabe, Daniel HDR, Alberto Claire, Julio Ferreira, <laughs> Andy Owens, Juan Castro, Adriana Lucas, Pete Pentan. Jesus Pentazis, Christ. Was that many people on this? And Rob Lee. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. And the, again, also, it was delayed. I know. Jeez. The war against the Techno Sapiens is still on, but our hero and the Tech Breakers leave Earth to hopefully get some answers back from where the Tech Breakers came from. That's right, Cyborg just up and ran and left the people to get borged out by the Techno Sapiens. Luckily, though, we get some explanation about how cybernetics work with nanotech, and somewhere along the line, Cyborg comes up with a plan to save the day and booyahs his ass back to Earth. 
Like a lot of my books this week, uh, this issue doesn't have a lot going on. Because... I'm going to tell you, it's weird because I was just going to say, boy, we, we have a lot of down books this I week. Know. I know. It because sucks. The purpose of this issue was really just an info dump to catch everyone up on who hasn't been following Cyborg. Yeah. Like you get Cyborg, you get the Tech Breakers and Techno Sapiens, and that Cyborg has the ability to regenerate, regenerate and yes. tell jokes at inappropriate times. Well, I told you um, – Leading into this this week, we you have you haven't re- reviewed this on the site yet, right? No, not yet. So even that, we were just talking, and I said to you, I don't know the difference between these tech breakers, the techno sapiens. It's all, but I, you know, I know, but I get confused. I have to every issue. It's it's brand new to me. I'm like, it's like memento. I gotta make a tattoo on me about the <laughs> techno sapiens. But I did come into this issue. I will admit to you, uh, and you alone, Eric, not the listeners, just you. Oh, okay, good. When I picked this book up, I thought, you know what? Air I, really, everybody. I, I said, I really wish I could find a comic that would explain nanotech to me. Oh, go, oh my goodness gracious. goes on and on about it. I'm like, really? And I put, here's the thing. Number one, I wrote Cyborg number six on the goddamn outline because <laughs> I, I forgot there was a delay. Yes. So when we get to this, I just put every issue takes me a bit to get my bearings. I never know what's going on, uh, and I never, like, oh, I know it's the Techno Sapiens, but if you really said to me what's their plan, I, I don't know. I know a little bit more now. I yeah, I'm sorry. They want to be. I'll they, forget they, next week. They want to take Cyborg and like figure out why he's so perfect, so they can be yeah. as perfect as he is. Yeah, I, there it is. And then he that gives him a snarky like, of course I'm perfect. Baby. I'm great. Yeah, look I at me. I'm Cyborg. Good. Mm. Uh, I'm here to bu- kick ass and chew bubble gum. Yeah, that you know that actually seems so forced to me. Again, it really it's did. like one of these where uh, you know you can say that that oh my god that's like the shark repellent deal. I wasn't as angry. No, no, it was... it was just out of nowhere. It's like one of those to make you giggle or whatever. I will um, tell you though that one thing. What is cyborg not good with the ladies because boy. What is going on with him? No, uh, honestly, you're saying Cyborg. Sarah Charles is a fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah. She just she comes up to Cyborg. She's like, "Hey, can I talk to you?" Yeah, of course you can talk to me. And then she just puts her head against his chest. I can hear your heartbeat. Yeah, yeah what's up? Nothing. Have a good day. What, what the fuck just <laughs> I, happened? What I did like I just to, read? I'm trying to get to that point because it's so awkward. The whole thing because even Cyborg like says the same line a couple times. Yeah. It's like here. I need to talk to you. It's important. And then he says, what's wrong, Sarah? Vic, I don't know what to say. Are you okay? <laughs> he keeps saying it. Uh, I don't know. I, this is going to be crazy. I told you I was going to say. I don't know that they're not pushing him to be in love with that guy. They're really putting, you know, the buddy who plays oh, football? Oh, freaking, yeah. Freaking, Boy, uh, he likes Sebastian that guy. Cardona. Or is it just that he's a bro? He's a bro. He's a bra. He just Rah. likes hanging. But man, they even set that guy up here to be like he's protecting that kid. I don't know. If you tell me Mid- Midnighter's going to go down and this will be the book that, that, you know, I don't know. Well, but yeah, is, it's really odd how they have him with these ladies. He just I, I'm doesn't, done, I, I don't understand the scene at all. I really yeah, don't. I, I, he, I, again, is it one of those like, you, you, I never heard your heartbeat? And yes, you, you are a man. You're not machine. <laughs> I don't know. And he's like, actually, I'm happy my, to know that. that. Goodbye, watch. Cyborg. You're like, you know what? This is a touching moment. Goodbye. No, I, I like, take care of yourself. She just walks away. I, I have no idea. But yeah, well, you can tell everybody about the alternate earths and stuff like that involved here, too. No, no I'm sorry, there's not even tell. They go up from, they, they talk about nanotech and what these techno sapiens want. And then Cyborg comes up with a plan and they don't tell us about it. And they go back to Earth. But before that... They uh, Cyborg gets his leg ripped off before they transport back to this alternate Earth. Yeah. 
And then they do a little test when they get there, and Cyborg concentrates, and he regrows his human leg. Yes. And then we see as well that he can concentrate even harder, and then it's wrapped in armor. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool, because up until before this, the regeneration, I thought he was just going to end up with, like, fucking, like, the bear skin like he used to have in the yeah, 80s, yeah, yeah. which I hated. Yeah. But um, I started to think, is like, he's got the Sarah, who seems kind of interested in him. Can he, you know, does he have to tear apart his crotch and then oh, if no. he concentrates, can he And then grow, he I'm, can concentrate and all, whoop. I'm saying, then he grows a human dick. Game's on. And then when he's done, he's just like concentrate a little harder. Now he's just fucking metal swinging dick to hero jumping no, into action. No, he's awful with the women. They just cut it off. I don't know. It falls off. Who knows? It, 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 it was goes very... back in like a turtle. <laughs> it's a Sometimes. turtle. He's like, hey, it's, it's cold in here. But no, he fucking. I'm saying he comes up with a plan. They never tell us what his plan is. It's yeah. gonna it has a 50-50 chance of working. They teleport back to Earth, and booyah! Booyah! He says it. But also, you know, you got the metal men. Nothing. Oh, I, I didn't even talk to you about that. Yeah. Um, the, the cyborg doesn't do much. He doesn't have anything going on. But the metal men back on Earth are totally holding the fort and proving once more to me that the metal men need a goddamn book. Yeah, yeah. They are fucking awesome. Yeah, I like them. I, I like him a lot. Again, I said to you, though, the one thing that I also like is I think that, yes, the story to me is not going anywhere in this. No. Uh, you get that interesting thing, like you said, of the growing back of the, the leg. Yeah, and, and then you, then you, you also get the idea, okay, that's what the tech breakers, that's part of the deal. That Techno sapiens. Techno see? I'm telling you, I always, the techno sapiens, you know, they're, they're interested with that, whatever. But I will tell you that David Walker has been writing this, and maybe it's the booyah. Maybe, maybe it is. But I actually did not mind. I know you didn't. I did, didn't mind the way that, that Vic was portrayed here. It seemed like he's getting more of a personality I know. I'm I can, sorry, I I can grab sold. on, and it seems a little fun. Yes, it's a little it's, forced. I'm saying it's, not, it's, it's better than it was, but I'm yeah. still not completely sold on it. I, I, it's getting there, though. And I put, uh, he, yeah, he's getting his footing. He's not good with the ladies. Nope. And... Uh, I don't know. Do you think he liked the movie Cyborg? I don't think he did. Nobody, <laughs> nobody likes the no, fucking I, Cyborg. I, I wrote that only because that was the only movie really I ever walked out on. Hey, I, Vic, I who's your favorite play. actor? Mario Van Peebles? Nobody says that, Vic. Nobody. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, the art's good. For as many artists that are on here, I would have expected a train wreck. Honestly, uh, I didn't even take notice to except for maybe the metal men that's part. What I'm and that's it. What I'm saying is when you said all these artists, because I didn't review I don't sit there and look through the art team when I don't review a book. When I was and doing the – I was shocked this, me. Yeah, when you said this, I'm like, really? I, I really didn't get – now, again, I didn't have a, a panel where I was like, except the booyah, maybe. That's yeah. a pretty good panel at the end. Uh, I didn't get <laughs> one that really blew my mind, but I never got a point where I'm like, holy shit, what happened here? The shit went wrong. Uh, so I give him credit for that with that huge art team. Uh, it still is a pretty smooth deal. And then next we're getting techno takedown. <laughs> techno takedown. You ever go to a techno rave? No, I did not. Neither did I. I'm not a techno fan. My girlfriend, my, she really loves oh, techno. And I'm really? like, nobody loves techno, Jessica. No, Shut nobody up. Nobody does. What would you, what do you I'm, still, I'm still not sold in the series, but I did get my booyah and I did get to see the metal man kicking some ass. So I had a decent time reading this one, like more than the others, I think. But I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. I would have given it a 6.7. Only because, like huh? I said, yes, the, uh, the Rowdy Roddy Piper deal made me smile a little, but it was forced. Uh, but I, I like the dialogue. I like that it's a little more fun. It was it was so kind of miserable up until now. Hey, I, he's not that, a rapper. 
yeah, like stuff like that, and just the whole thing of you know the dad and everything. Yeah, that whole <laughs> thing, and then nobody pays attention to me while he didn't pay attention to his girlfriend. Yeah, uh, shit like that. It it was it would drag me down. I don't know if maybe somebody came to him from higher up and said, "Listen, you you have a character that people love because yeah because he's fun and they like that." Uh, yeah, give us a booyah, you son of a bitch, and make it a little more fun. And I think it is. I think the story's not much fun. I no. think he's stuck in a, a not very fun story, but I like uh, how it, it's kind of uh, developing him a little more. And we're on our last book, Eric. All right. Last book. Boy, I can tell you are about to hit a brick wall oh my if God. you didn't hit it already. Uh, I am drugged up on Adderall, Eric. Uh, that I took this morning at like five in the morning, so I don't even think that's going on anymore. But boy, I'm tired. <laughs> Teen Titans number fourteen, written by Scott Liddell, Will Pfeiffer. The Will Pfeiffer is uh, he is the actual uh, villain of the Teen Titans. I put. Oh, it. I know. Art by Noel Rodriguez. Art so I gave the book to you. Yeah, Art Thibbert, Scott McDaniel, Tony Avina, and Corey Breen. All right. All right. Let me let me paint a picture. Not this book has not been good, and this issue may, in fact, be the worst one yet. It's all a forced way to end the current arc, get the team back together, possibly with Doomed, I don't know. Possibly. And, and shipped him off to Gotham for the Robin War. There is no reason to get this issue, or any others in this series. <laughs> Wait until Greg Pak takes over in February, and I'm telling you, it's not that I'm saying that's going to be a up-to-the-plate home run, touchdown, slam nice. dunk. I am telling you, just there's, there's hope. There is hope. Wait, maybe look at reviews. If you trust our reviews, wait till that's reviewed. I'm officially now giving it to you, Eric. I'm going to give you back Teen Titans. You can't give it back. When Greg, when Greg gives Pop takes I know. I'm going to figure. I'm going to finish this out. I will finish this shit out that you got rid of. I want you to take it over when it starts with Greg Pop because I think it is going to be very good. And this is a book that you love. This oh, you get Superman back then. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do that. I'll no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that yet. No, I, you don't even have to give me a book. We could just go and maybe one week uh, after this, there's a book that you're like, okay, take this from me. You don't even have, it's a, uh, a book to be named later Fair in, the, in the trade because I, I want somebody when Greg Pak takes over, I, I'm now tainted by this garbage. <laughs> I hate it. I don't want to be tainted anymore. I don't want my taint to hurt because boy, my taint hurts, Eric. Mine's ripped. Really? I told you this morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you squatty potty. Yeah, you. I mentioned to you the squatty potty, <laughs> and I thought it was great because they, if anybody out there doesn't know, and yes, the, I want squatty potty to be our sponsor. Oh Jesus. Squatty potty, but a squatty potty I thought was a full-out toilet that they installed. The squatty potty, in fact, is a step stool type thing where when you take a shit, you sit on the toilet and then you put your feet up, so it forces your knees and your legs up into your diaphragm and that's a position that simulates when the cavemen used to take a dump and uh yeah because they would squat squatty potty eric squatty potty oh i got you instead you sat there and put your legs fucking horizontal like you were doing the l seat on hands i was trying to get my because my tub's in front of my toilet so i was trying to get my legs up and my fucking jeans were still on around so i'm fucking trying to get my fucking core going to lift my legs up over top of this thing and i think i'm ripped my taint because squatty means you squat that's not squatting i was trying to get the position i thought you were telling me about when you're talking about no i'm telling you i did it i i was a little constipated and i i got this is before my new diet eric uh-huh. I um I sat on that toilet 
and I was having problems, the minute I put my feet up on that step stool, I, I shit my brains out. <laughs> I think I, I, I lost seven pounds and somehow I had seven kids all of a sudden. I don't know. I looked at it. I said, when did I eat peanuts, Eric? When did I eat peanuts? Well, my fucking ass crack pretty much goes into my ball sack now. Really? Yeah. That's not a taint anymore. No, that's gone. Is it a tiz? Is it a tiz or a taint? I'm in a tizzy about it. Eric, you're going to take over this book (laughs) when Greg Pot takes over. Uh, What I have to say about this book is it was a very forced way to get the team back together and to get Robin into Gotham. Like I said, you also have Alpha Centaurian, the uh, hero that nobody likes. No. And in fact, he kind of just fades. Uh, You could tell me. How did he die here? How did he? How did they take care of him? I have no idea. Exactly. And I'm trying to remember myself. That's why I asked you, but he's so non-anything. He has nothing. He's terrible. I think Power Girl took him out. Yeah, I think. Actually, she did. She hit him with like a, a fucking uh, emo ambulance chuck. or something. Yeah. She emo chucked up. But yeah, you get this whole thing where everybody seems to be against the Teen Titans. They're throwing shit at Red Rob, and he's going. And uh, I don't know. Alpha Centurion arrest everyone? Why is he arresting everyone? They were against each other. Is he... Who's he with, Eric? I thought he was on his own, but I thought he fought monsters, and all of a sudden now he's working with the police. I'll tell you who he's with, Eric. Galactic Pax Galactica. Oh, Jesus Christ. Pax Galactica. Galactica. And you know uh, what I love in a book? I love when things just show up out of nowhere. It it keeps you on your toes. You know, from the, the origin that we're given of freaking Alpha Centurion and Doomed... Yes. None of this leads to this in my mind. No. It was fucking some soul took over fucking uh, Riser's like roommate. It was like a weird uh, Dr. Fate even. Or, you yeah, know. even that. And all of a sudden now he's got a Pax Galactica. What the hell is this shit? Yeah. It, again, if you want to say it's like a Green Goblin. You know what I mean? That uh, in Especially in the movies, Green yeah. Goblin, where, you know, William Defoe is talking to himself. And they, he didn't want to be Alpha Centaurian. He had to to live. And in, in exchange, oh, I can take over your body when... Uh, yeah. A, a universal threat happens. A galactic threat happens. He's part of Pax Galactica, I guess. I guess. Where is this galactic threat that's just the Teen Titans? You know what I mean? I got nothing, man. They were fighting it. each other. Yeah. They, they might have even They broke into each a other. prison. That, yeah, that's as far as I got. they broke into a prison. But again, you could say, oh, well, all these people were lifting. I don't know. Uh, but Pax Galactica shows up only to just get the shit kicked out of him. And I didn't even know until Peck, or, uh, Alpha Centurion says, hey, I guess I'm by myself again. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Then you get the force deal where Bunker, last issue of Teen Titans, he always would make uh, walls. Yeah, he makes he, a fucking, you know, little, little fist constructs walls. And I said to you that they were like at a point. He's at a breaking point. They're like, listen, we like Bunker. I like him. I like so his I. dialogue. I like him. Um we're at a we're at a, a crossroads here. Uh, we cannot have a hero that all he does is make walls. It's Purple not walls. working. We need to do something else. Out of nowhere, last issue was forced. He made a luchador um, construct. Yeah. And said like, "Oh my God, I didn't know I could do that. Hope I can control it." And um, I said to you then when we talked about it, boy, if this isn't a forced way to say he's going to start doing these constructs, uh, I don't know what is. And that's what happens here. They're yelling, hey, do that thing you did last issue. And he t- it just was so stupid. And Doom shows up to free everybody when they get arrested. And then yeah, we get, they get to the arrested. big battle. Yeah, Doom shows up. Did this, and Alpha Centurion looks, I told you, I sent you a thing. He looks like a fat cosplayer. Oh, God, he looks, he looks terrible. terrible. What, what happened to Doomed? 
he I have no idea. He looks kind of like a dinosaur now. And again, uh, you can tell me all you want because at the end of Doom, what happened was he went and like, hey, now I'm, you know, I guess I'm not doomed. And he was going through with Wee Wee. Where's Wee Wee? Yeah. Uh, he dropped it off at his ass. Yeah, but uh, Superman just picked up Alpha Centurion and said, I got a job for this guy. I thought he was going to rape him. He kind of was very odd about it. Was Man, the, that's fucked up. Well, Why would I'm you telling you, he said like though, that. He, the guy's knocked out. He just picks him up, and he's like, oh, what are you going to do with him? Don't worry. I have a job for him. And I think I even put in my review, was that job a blow or, <laughs> or a hand? Because it was very odd. But where does that go from here? Where does I don't know, that somehow, there? somehow he starts fucking just arresting people in New yeah. York. As Superman. That, Actually, like, Metropolis. That the, it's, you're making it seem like that was the job. That Superman just wanted to That's what I think. It's very odd. Uh, yeah, and Doom shows up in the last issue. The reason why Superman did not turn Doomed into Star Labs was because Doom started talking. He realized, okay, you're starting and to control like it. And then he gave him the sobs to listen. Can I get the chance? You got the chance to uh, go off of this. You were an alien. People, they, they gave you a chance. Give me a chance. Okay, off you go. He just shows up here, can't talk, screaming nope. and yelling. The Even whole, though we saw him talking last yeah, issue. we saw him talking, and the whole concept of this, or the whole point to get there, was for him to be with Cassie. Yeah. That she had convinced him they kind of seemed to have a thing going, and he even goes, like, and she's like, Riser, what's going on with you? Er, no, he was talking <laughs> before. And he, he does go, one girl. And if you, I don't think he's going to be a part of the team now. I really? actually would be shocked if we even see him again. <laughs> it, it was very funny. He just showed up out of nowhere there to get them out. I don't even know how he knew that they were inside yeah. this fucking, unless he happened to go home, saw it on the news and ran to go save them. I would them. think that. It must be. Because in my mind, we, we go from doomed right to this. Yes. And um, I don't know. Yeah. And they're fight, the Teen Titans are fighting Alpha Centurion. There is Cassie there with doomed in her arms. Yeah, and I'm then, saying Doom doesn't do shit. And then I, I really, um, I like where you see there. She then Alpha Centurion grabs her by the neck, and, and then yelling. That's the like, thing, though. No. I, I have no idea because at first it, he had Chimera. That's what I'm then all saying. of a sudden it became Wonder I Girl. I thought it was Chimera. It was. And, but but then all of a sudden it was Cassie. I know. And it I have made no, no idea. Sense. And and then she says, "Poor guy, that blast just must have just about killed you." And then all of a sudden he's choking her out and says you see my words prove pathetic what nope it just didn't make sense and then you're like, you're weak oh who are you calling weak and sense. i'm like what is going on it's almost like scott liddell swooped in he did half of the day i don't know it just didn't make sense and then there's alpha centurion he's beating the crap out of people and they're like hey how about we use the way that we beat last issue hey emu chuck yeah first off they tell bunker make the luchador that worked last issue nope that doesn't work this time okay emo chuck his ass hey raven can you teleport yeah. us out of here yeah, I think I can. Yeah, okay, I, I good. Think. And then there's Emo Chuck, picks up a goddamn fucking truck, hits him over the head with it. I, Out and cold. Then, yeah, and then they have a uh, uh, a news report, and it's like, oh, two V. Again, do you think this Alpha Centurion and Pax Galactica are that well known? The, I did. I've never heard of them. Yeah, before that's in my what I'm saying. The lady uh, Metropolis ViewTube Live is yeah. right on the deal, and like. Prisoner transferred, Team Titans ends in chaos. Two vehicles destroyed. Alpha Centaurian as Pax Galactica defeated. And no one knows where any of the kids went. Really? I, I, you were, this is the st- I, it's such ridiculousness. <laughs> and basically, Tim takes them back to his apartment. Says, okay, stay here. You'll be safe. I have to go off to Gotham. Well, it's his, it's his lair in yeah, Gotham. Yeah, his lair. 
And uh, Robin's Nest. Yes. So they they go there, and again, I'm looking. I didn't even realize. I think Doomed is there. He's yeah. just back there smiling. Stupid and, ass Doomed. Yeah. And you wanted Doomed on the team. I did. I don't know why he looks the way he does here. No, and why and, he Or why like he's fucking way. retarded out of nowhere. Yeah. I have no idea. And again, you, you, the whole thing was, this was one of those issues where they had been fighting all this time, and now they decided, we have to be a team. We're going to defeat them. Now they're a team. With teamwork. Again. Teamwork. And there's, you know, you got Beast Boy at a point, and he's making jokes, and he's turning into a... From oh, a, yeah. Sparrow to a fucking now, fuck it, I, This whole thing here where he's like, he turns into a hawk because he's going to fucking dive yeah. bomb Alpha Centurion. He's like, you know what the top speed is for the dive of a fucking hawk, blah, blah, blah. And like, it's 200 miles per hour and then turns into a hippopotamus. I'm like, you just broke every fucking bone in your body. I yeah. don't care how, if you're a hippopotamus, you are dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And what was it? It, it might have even been a, yep, hippopotamus. Yeah. But if I look at it, I don't know. I, it even looks right here. I'm looking and it looks like a rhino. I don't know what's in the middle of the head. Hippos but, have big horns because that looks like he has a horn in the middle. Does of the it? Head. I don't know, man. Might be it. a hair tuft. Like I don't know. But no, we we get the team. They're gonna hang loose and fucking yeah, obsess. Robin has to take care of the Robin yep. War shit. And again, you want to tell me that that's not? I don't mind that because yeah, they, they, you have to put them because there is a crossover. Yeah. And uh, and Tim himself is in the main book. Um, I would get the idea this crossover will be them. Uh, they're in Gotham for a reason that it's forced into Gotham. They're going to have to get into a deal, and I wouldn't even be surprised if at one point the whole team has Robin outfits on. Well, I'm sorry. They even mentioned in this book how the Teen Titans are actually shown to be a lot like the We Are Robin movement. They're associating them with them. Yeah. Yep. So why not? It's funny, too, because there's uh, Robin's looking – He's like, oh, the GCPD is all over the place. This was worse than I thought. And when you look at the people he's looking at, there's three people getting arrested. They look all like clones of him. Yeah. It's very odd. But then he and the art is a little. I, there's points where I like it a lot. Oh, me too. I'm sorry. There, some of the book I really enjoy, but the other part is just really thrown together last minute. Seems like. Yeah. And again. Um, and the for the narr- I'm sorry. The freaking the best part of the book for me is when Tim is uh, monologuing to himself. Yeah. Yeah. And besides for that, I don't care for it. And then it ends with uh, Tim and Jason together, and it's the mask I like. Now, I don't know why. It's, it's very weird looking, but I really like that red hood in that last page. I That's don't know what I'm why. Saying. It's I very odd looking, I'm, I'm telling cool. you, the, the thing about the I like the mask. doesn't have a nose. Yeah. doesn't have a mouth. I like that version. Uh, yeah, his jacket's a little too... Uh, short i think but i don't know and like is it the end no it's just the beginning and then it says to be continued in robin war while you know while the titans battle professor pig yeah <laughs> oh yes but you know what it might actually be fun you it know like be. a little couple issues before this whole thing ends uh tie it up with a couple like one shot issues uh them kind of becoming a team more uh and also get the team in line with uh, what Greg Pak's going to be. I'm sure he somewhat gets to pick the team. Maybe he doesn't like this uh, Power Girl. And in the meantime, not that she'll die, but maybe there's a meantime where she's like, you know what, I don't like the way we're doing things. I'm going to leave. It gives a chance for maybe Doom to get more in the team, more off the team. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to give Greg Pak in this book. Like if he got to pick a team, I don't know. You said you wanted the team without Tim Drake. I would like to see yeah, something else maybe, happen. Maybe you will. Maybe that's what this is setting up. But I, it's a bunch of nonsense. I got to pull my notes up. I'm just young. I'd give this about a four out of ten when I review it. I would give this a three. Yeah, that's a lot of bad books this week. 
It's a shame. Uh, what's your pick? For the most week? part, I'm pretty even keel though. Yeah. Um, pick of the week is obviously Robin War. Well, it's a great book. And it's funny. I put this in my notes. I'd pick Robin War uh, number one as well, even though Action Comics I gave a slightly higher score, but because of what that Robin War book is and what it means to the whole deal, I'm actually going to give that the pick for if I say my pick of the week is what I think somebody should pick up uh, because I give them the recommendation. Yes. Uh, I would have to say Robin War number one as well. Uh, but next week, Eric, listen to what we have. Uh, Batman 47. Oh, good. Batman Teenage Ninja Turtles number one. Which will be Blanchard revealing yep, that. Yep, we have Mike Blanchard, who is from GeekCast Radio. Uh, he's actually going to review it. It's going to be a cross-promotional review, and maybe even on the podcast. Who knows? We're going to see. Maybe. We have Batman and Robin Eternal number 10. Hopefully they, uh, they t- have a guy running around with a bomb and say, I, you know, <laughs> a guy can't get rid of a bomb anywhere. What's the line? Like the exact line. Some days uh, it's hard to get rid of a bomb. Yes. Yeah, maybe they'll Some do days that. you just can't get rid of a yeah, bomb. Some days, yeah, they'll throw that in just to prove they are fans. Batman Superman number 27. I'm looking forward to that. I'm Catwoman. really not. I, I can't stand that book anymore. I'm just saying I want to see if it gives us some more of the story. I, yeah. If it does, I'll be very happy. Catwoman number 47, Eric. Frank Terry. Okay, I'm Frank really Thierry's interested to in see the it. House. Yep, I want to see. We'll be talking about that on the podcast. Uh, that won't be a flash review for once. Ever. <laughs> Constantine Hellblazer number seven. All right. It's another one of those that I'm like, huh, okay. I, I like it enough when, yeah. we, when we get it, but, you know. Detective Comics number 47, which is, I believe, the first Robin main uh, Rob Moore, that and Grayson's next week. So yeah. I think but de- I think Detective Comics 47 is one of the uh, main title tie-ins. I believe it is. Uh, well. Because then we also have Earth 2 Society number 7. Oh, Jesus. I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, Gotham Academy number 13, which is the side story tie-in. Grayson number 15, which is actually the next step in the story. And I suggest I I went on uh, line and just looked up Rob Moore, uh, what's it called, reading order. And right. there's a bunch of places that have it. So if you're confused of what goes down and what the order is, go do that. Uh, Green Arrow number 47. I really hate that book. It's one of the things I believe somebody predicted will be a, a team switch up. But I, I wouldn't know wait. that because I was possessed. Justice League, Dark Side War, Lex Luthor. That's a time that's coming out. <laughs> it's also, when you see that, you're like, boy, when's Justice League coming out again? Seriously. New Suicide Squad number 15? Seems like that just happened. I, I thought we just talked about it. Yep. Red Hood Arsenal number seven. Starfire number seven. Oh, Jesus Christ. And Eric, your friend Jeff King's Telos number three. Gee, I got seven books next Tell week. Tell us number three. I didn't even count mine, but the one thing I do know, I got to do Catwoman 46 before I do 47. I never, I, I have not reviewed the end of uh, Genevieve Valentine's run because I treat it like a, uh, my child was murdered, Eric. <laughs> and I came back and I don't want to move the room as long as I don't do anything. The, the child's still alive. <laughs> I really enjoyed Genevieve Valentine's run. I did read that issue uh, number 46, and it, it wasn't that good, and I was very disappointed. <laughs> but I will uh, I will review that. And uh, in the Vertigo deal that we kind of have thrown in, uh, Reggie is going to be doing the Twilight Children number three, I think. I think that's his favorite of those Vertigo books. Is he doing Lex Luthor Justice League? Yeah, I would believe he is. I okay. will talk to him about that. But uh, all in all, the rest, besides Blanchard doing the Batman Teenage Ninja Turtles, it's all us, baby. Oh, goody. Yeah, we have a lot of books. Hey, what and... about the Gotham Academy tie-in? Oh, yeah, you're right. Joel will be doing that. Joel okay. will be doing that. Uh, unless you want to do it because it's a tie-in. Probably you not. You do not. 
There's going to be zombies in it, Eric. Ooh, zombies. Zombies, zombies I, are everywhere. I know zombies are in it because she yells it. Is it Rico? Yeah. Rico. 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 Uh, Rico. Right, Rico. Rico. She, uh, Rico. She's in. Uh, she's yelling about zombies in in We Are Robin and so forth. Do you remember that part? I do. I thought yeah. she was just talking about the students in general, though. Oh no, no. She's talk. She's like, I don't like it here. The people and the zombies. And then I forget. Is she talking to uh, Duke? Duke. Yeah. He's like, oh man. And she's like, no, no. I mean it. The zombies. See, and I didn't I, even pick up on. It, I thought she was got, just talking about the no, people. It, it's fucking Gotham Academy. There's uh, there's bound to be zombies. I, I don't there. read that book. It's so nonsense. I used to like. Uh, you going to try this Monday to do the Puppet Master comic? I will try, yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a review up this week. Somebody is stealing your thunder. They keep going and putting these comics up, Eric, and they all hate them. And when we read the review, it's a bunch of nonsense. A bunch I of nonsense. Out. So you do. You, you are Action Lab's uh, knight in shining armor. I would even say that you're their Alpha Centurion, Eric. Don't and call I, me that. And I am your Pax Galactica. I am taking my pants off right now. Get your ass over here. I'm going to galactic this taint, baby. I'm still up. I can tell you're, you're, you're about to freaking fall asleep. I'm yes, ready I to am. rock. I am ready to rock. But we're going to end this way. This is a long one. Long one indeed, Eric. Uh, I had a good time talking to you again. Because it was a long one, remember, we only do this just to do it. There's no other reason, please, if you enjoy the podcast or if you don't like it and you want people to know that we suck, uh, rate and review it anywhere you get it because that's the only thing that we'll ever ask until we sell out. Eric. Until we sell out. Everybody have a great week and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. That's the clean. Oh, there he goes. Oh, there he goes.